You are watching the vodka stream. Yo, what is happening, everybody? How's everybody doing tonight? It is Friday, thank God. We're here, we made it. Another Friday, another week passed. Hopefully you guys had a good week. I definitely need a haircut, if you haven't noticed, but uh, cheers, guys. Going back to the vodka today. Vodka and, of course, uh, my LaCroix, you know, softening it up a little bit. Hydrate as I get drunk. Cheers. Mm. All right, hopefully you guys are doing good. Um, see who's out there. How's everybody doing? Ready for some chatting? No, no guests tonight. We'll see who shows up for the panel. <sighs> What's going on, Ryan? Good to see you. All right. We got uh, Aaron. How you doing? Aaron? Hello there. Good to see you. All right. We got Infinity and Beyond. First time watching uh, the box stream on West Coast time. Interesting. Um, usually, I, I forget what, what um, time zone you're usually. Tony Mubachapi, D9 Neil Blomkamp fan. How's it going? Hey, Dave, just got back from watching E.T. in the theater for its 40th anniversary, and I also saw Bodies, Bodies, Bodies in the morning and had a hell of a good time. You definitely need to check it out. Yeah, heard about it. I was thinking about seeing it. I was, like, very close to, like, seeing it yesterday, but then I was like, nah, I just want to take a Thursday off. And, and you know, for the it, it worked out for the most part because, you know, then I shot the video about that variety article took my time with it so it gave me it gave me it gave me time for that so there's that hi there's mom mom film junkies here she's back in uh, california back in california blue lights blue light everywhere blue light i think that's a reference to something that i i can't recall at the moment what's going on mr fear jason always good to see you yeah let's see who else we got everybody saying well happy birthday to your baby that's cool i'm sure you got I'm sure you threw like a little party for him her or other <laughs> they <laughs> you know these days never know but anyway so hoy hoy mr jason mckenzie always good to see you bud yes hashtag hamada had nada henry cavill dave is right hey i like that one let's go good to see you always good to see you what else we got here uh did you see that leaked oh yeah yeah i'll talk about it. i'll probably i'll probably uh talk about that on maybe like monday's film junkie it's actually sounding pretty interesting to be honest pretty interesting so mata had not an army let's roll right i like it yeah keep it going nope i didn't get it yet probably will though because uh i'm interested i actually listened to uh, an interview with michael mann today talking about it and uh, talking about why he decided to continue on when it came to the sequel book, the sequel novel. I like what he had to say because he basically was just like, he never stopped thinking about those characters, you know? So, and the book just takes place like right after the first one. So, but of course it jumps, you know, it's a, it's always been talked about as a prequel and a sequel. So it also jumps before the movie as well. Yo, Film Junkie. Hey, happy birthday to you, Mr. C-Zero. Happy birthday. Hopefully you're having a good time. Let's see what's going on, Christopher. What's happening? Good to see you. Good to see you. Good to see you. 
All right, what else we got here? Let's say, yeah, salud amigo. What's going on, Daniel V? Check, check my mic. Uh oh, is my mic not uh, it's not on right? Let me see here. Oh, you're right. You're right. Got the wrong mic turned on. Hold on. Thank you for telling me. I should have checked that beforehand. There we go. Yep. Wrong mic. And that should be better. Good now. Sorry about that. Yeah, sounding a little, uh, sounding like I was like stuck in a, you know, Tupperware or something like that. Yeah, I'm sure that's better. All right. Usually in Toronto, near Vancouver. Oh, okay, for a wedding. Well, that's cool. What's going on, Mr. Lopez? I don't know if you knew, but Hamada had not nada. I think I knew a little bit about that. I knew a little bit about that. Superman party. I like it. I mean, I prefer Batman, but hey, you know, Superman's good too. Yeah, so should be good. Yeah, should be good now. Hey, Mike is all good now. Thank you, sir. All right. Have you thought about having a writer? Uh, having Have you thought about having writer David Escoya? That'd be sweet. I, oh, trust me, I've thought about a lot of people trying to like thinking about getting on here. Of course, I would love to. What's going on, Captain Gator Girl Nikki? So with the Joker Two budget being getting upped, then that means Zaslav has had the money. I know. I'm just. It's all weird. It's all strange, but then again, it's like, yeah, I don't know. You you ha you bring up a good point. You actually bring up a good point because it's like, hey, it's like, all right, so you're supposed to be cutting down the budgets and cutting down all kinds of things, and then all of a sudden, the Joker gets at thirty million dollars is going to the director and the two leads, and it's just kind of like, all right, that's 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 quite a bit right there. I mean, you could easily probably cut those in half. I mean, I, I think I think once you get once these actors start getting to the twenty million dollar range, I'm like, geez, it's like really. I mean, I mean, I get it, especially with Joaquin Phoenix. He's probably is he going to lose all that weight again? I mean, of course, it's going to take a toll on his health. I just wonder if he's going to get super skinny again. It's like, does he really need to get super skinny? I don't think he does. I I, I guarantee you, he's not going to because if he if there's going to be like singing and dancing he's not going to be able to like starve himself so i think yeah he'll might be he'll he'll be slim but he won't be as like you know he, where his ribs are just and his like freaking the way that his back looked and shit i don't think it's going to get that outrageous to be honest because yeah if you're going to be doing some like um crazy musical shits or whatever uh, sequences, I, I just don't, I, you're going to have to have a little weight on you. You're going to have to have a little weight. Nah, it wasn't, it wasn't. Thank you, Jason, for, uh, mentioning that sometimes, sometimes, uh, when it gets a little wonky or something of like adjust something or like, uh, the, my little plug pops out of the microphone, it'll automatically, I actually have a second webcam right here and it has a microphone in it. My, my camera camera, I don't have the microphone on that camera. So it immediately, if, if this turns off, if this is not activated, that one's that, it, that mic right there turns right on. So, yeah. So then it, of course, uh, that's where it sounds a little wonky. So yeah, a little wonky, only a few pages in the book, but I'm liking it. He's already a great writer for, uh, yeah, it's cool to see him. But yeah, I'm just wondering, cause he promises it's going to be a movie and I'm just wondering, all right, that's going to be interesting because you're going to have to cast people, you know, you got to have to cast somebody that's like, um, you know, that's like these characters that are, you know, 
Heat came in, what, 1995? I mean, that's a, you know, let's face it. You're going to have to cast some people that are going to be like somehow represent some Pacino, some De Niro, some Kilmer. I don't know. I mean, there's going to be some interesting things that happen there. Who's in Toronto? There you go. Uh, it's, uh, it's Infinity and Beyond, man. That's what's happening. Look at that. We got some people from uh, Kenyatta up there, huh? What's going on, Alvaro? How's it going? Hello, Dave. First time chatting. Question, how many of Jeff John's projects have been axed? Hope all of them. Well, I mean, right now, the uh, the Green Lantern series still apparently is moving forward, which was his. Captain, what is it? What is the, um, Jesus Christ, I almost said Captain Gator Girl. <laughs> what's the uh, what's the one on CW? Jesus, Star Girl. Um, that one was one of his, and it's still going, but it might get the axe. Who knows? Who knows? Hey, there he is, Jose. What's happening, Mikey Sutton? Who's nothing? <laughs> you, you see, you got to change it to Mikey Sutton knows nothing. That's the thing, not nothing. You got to be nothing. You got to you got to try it. That's the thing, like and with a plan, and with a plan. It's the alliteration with it all. Well, not the alliteration. That's not the same, but but it's got to like kind of rhyme a little bit, you know. But uh, yeah, that's what you got to do. You could say <laughs> sudden knows nothing. There you go, or something like that. I don't know. Some interesting things happening over on that side of that neck of the woods. But what can you do? It's great to hear that Blomkamp and Copley are, yeah, I know. I figured you'd love that. Um, read that little tweet, and I thought, finally, that's exciting. It's definitely exciting. Let's see who else here. What we got? Not I not. I wonder if Zaslav looked at him on his plans. Or what the, yeah, well, he probably saw, like, I mean, what can I, what can you say about it all? Jesus, it's pretty crazy. It is pretty crazy. Yeah, what up a lot? Let's see. Hey, BBS was good. Just occurred to me that if the previous WB regime stopped investing in low-tier movies, they wouldn't have had to worry about paying cavil. Yeah, I mean, but there's nothing wrong with investing in low-tier movies because you just never know. You never know what's going to be a hit. That's the thing. Uh, I mean, you just never know. I mean... When it came to when it came to Iron Man, and a lot of people are probably like, "Well, that's that's okay." I mean, obviously he's one of the main Avengers, sure, but you would have probably thought you would have probably figured that Marvel Studios or Marvel at the time um, when they were starting off their their the little uh, universe that people might have thought, "Yeah, you should really do a Credible Hulk or Captain America first or something," right? Um, and they were like, now nah, we're going to go Iron Man. And it ended up being a hit. Uh, I mean, I'm not saying he's like low tier, but you just never know if like, you know, certain things could just kind of blow up or people don't know who, who they are and blah, blah, blah. And it could be something pretty good. I don't know. It's really hard to determine that. Hey, it's Amanda. What's going on, Amanda? How's it going? Oh, shut up. Oh, the dot. Yeah. I, I You know what? I, I'm going to be one of those people. I'm going to be one of those fans. Okay, Dodger fans. As I take another drink, I'm going to be one of those fans or that I'm going to be like, we're in a rebuilding year. That's what it is. Giants are in a rebuilding year. That's the, that's the, uh, the common thing that, 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 that people will say about their teams. They'll be like, um, when their teams suck, it's just like, oh yeah, uh, we're in a rebuilding year. <laughs> Something like that. It's it's bad. They're winning right now, I believe. 
Uh, I don't even know what the, I don't even have the game on right now, but yeah, um, not going to have it streaming as I'm streaming. Uh, but I think they're winning right now. They're playing the pirates. I know Yazzie hit a home run in the first, but, uh, yeah, the giants are, sorry. I'm, I, I, I've lost kind of hope unless they just go in some crazy, uh, if they go some crazy, you know, winning streak, they just start winning like crazy. It started looking good because they won two. They won two games in a row, and I was like, whoa, look at that. You guys have a winning streak right now. What's going on here? And then it just went to shit again. Space Mutant, what's happening? What is happening? Yeah. Yeah. Let's see. You're from Toronto. We got a lot of people from Toronto over here. You can see the CN Tower from your balcony, Trinity Bellwood area. That's awesome. Uh, let's see. Halfway through Sandman show. Really? Yeah. I, uh, I don't know when I'm going to like get onto the rest of it. Like I said, I watched the first episode and really enjoyed it. And I went, all right, cool. I'm going to enjoy this series, but I want to, I'm going to catch up with the Westworld. I got one more episode of Westworld to catch up on, which I'll probably watch tomorrow morning. if I have some time because I know the season finale is this Sunday. That's what I wanted. I was trying to get caught up to the season finale. So then I'll be free to, uh, binge some, uh, Sandman. CA represent is that Canada or is that what you're talking about? Or are you talking about California? <laughs> probably, probably Canada, right? Yeah, I know. Right. I was like, I almost said that. I was like, no, it's star girl. Well, oh yeah, there's that thing. That's, that's going to be a discussion tonight too. Ah, ah, it's going to be a shot. Uh, let's see. Uh, we definitely know nothing. We definitely know nothing in the, Oh Jesus Christ. Uh, yeah. They do. They do that. It's fine. I've taken shots at them. You know, it's not like I haven't taken shots. I just take, but it's not like I'm taking shots at them personally. I'm just taking shots at the information they're putting out. That's all. I'm just like, the, to me, to me, I'm just like, hey, stop putting out stuff that, I mean, when it, are, I, I'm not, I'm not saying that it's all fake, but it sounds like some of it is. So sometimes you're just kind of just gambling, just rolling that dice. That that looked weird. Rolling that dice and <laughs> and then throwing it down. You're just hoping for the best. You're just woof, and then just uh, you know throwing it out on the table or whatever the hell. Eh, you know it's fine. It's whatever. I don't care. I don't care. I really don't. It's funny to me actually. So, yeah, Toronto is lame. Jeez. <laughs> oh, wow. Shots fired. We got some Canadians in here talking talking some shit what will you do with the snyder versus restored celebrate i don't know have a celebration vodka stream be pretty sweet it would be pretty sweet yeah i mean if like all of a sudden it was just like oh yeah uh you know and i even said this on film junkie live i said man get get the house in order if if they could build up, if the 10 year plan could be to build up to some crazy, like another crazy, you know, another big Justice League story, it's like you already have the foundation of Zack Snyder's Justice League, which did very well of like you already have the established characters, and then he did well on establishing you had the Trinity that was established already. Trinity was established, and then he had three other characters that you need to establish in this movie. And Zach and company did it in Ontario. They did it very well. And you're so you already have that. It's like, okay. So when that was like, oh, yeah, we're done. We're not going to do any more of that. And then this new timeline with uh, Hamada that had Nada, which was leading into some crisis 
events that it's like, what were you even thinking about that? But now that things are kind of just like getting like, all right, well, maybe if we just tweak things, it's like, yeah, get some things in order. And then maybe the, 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 the light at the end of the tunnel, because Zach is going to be busy for at least the next five years or so it's like, okay, but then if it gets to a point where maybe if things get in order, then maybe we can have a version of what he was planning with his justice league sequels or or what or something like that it's like there's some time with that that'd be pretty sweet but it's like first off you have to get everything else in line if you if it takes about five or plus years to do that then maybe zach could come back and then do some crazy shit i don't know it's all it's all weird but who knows who knows zach might just be like no nah, i'm fucking done with that you think i want to go back to that mess which that's always a possibility too. That's always got to be in the back of everybody's head. And I keep trying to say that, you know, I'm, but of course, when you say that, that means you're saying to everybody to move on. It's like, no, I'm not saying anybody to move on. I'm just saying, keep it in your mind that there's a chance that the man that might not come back. That's the thing. There's always that chance because there's times where I'm looking at the mess that's happening right now. And I'm going, I would want to come back to that. At least not right now, you know, but if they start really getting a plan together and they get that DC head, then maybe things will start looking good. But right now it's just looking, it's, it was already kind of messy. And then all of a sudden it just got messier. But at the same time, even though it's gotten messier, it seems like, okay, but things are starting to align. I mean, as much as it's so funny too, because I, th <laughs> the funniest thing about this whole thing guys is, Zaslav, I thought a different side of the fandom was going to totally turn on Zaslav, but they are champing him like crazy. And then these other people are, are totally going, what the fuck, dude? What, what is this evil prick? I think I kind of already talked about this on Film Junkie Live, but it's just kind of funny where I, I would have bet money that I'm like, oh yeah, how long is it going to be? you know, until like this certain side of the, the, the Snyder Phantom is just going to turn on Zaslav. And then all of a sudden when shit started happening like this, now it's like they're championing it. They're like, yes, cancel everything, which is kind of weird and fucked up uh, in its own right. But because um, I don't think they should really cancel anything. I think they should just let it play out, see what happens. But then at the on a business side, I can understand it a little bit. Um, yeah, obviously I can understand it from a business side because it's just, you know, they're crunching numbers like fucking crazy. I mean, God knows how many people are just like crunching numbers for Zaslav and he's looking at every single number out there. And I'm sure he's looked at the numbers of Zack Snyder's justice league and looked at the potential of the Snyderverse still relatively continuing, keeping some of this. And that's why I've even said it. Um, I even talked about it more on, um, my uh my patreon self pod last night was the fact that it was just like you know the buzz the buzz the buzz names are always going to be henry cavill and ben affleck ben affleck was trending today ben affleck was trending today because there there's a video of uh him speaking spanish Did you guys see that shit you guys see that shit i mean like there there was like he was he's he, he was trending he's been trending and it's like him and cavill trend a lot <laughs> let's face it they're like, you know, when you think about that, I mean, it, it is kind of crazy where we're at right now because, you know, when Henry Cavill was cast, nobody knew who the fuck he was. When Ben Affleck was cast, people were griping about it. I wasn't even too happy about it. You can go back and see my reaction to Ben Affleck being cast as Batman. And I was like, I don't know about this. Ben Affleck? Huh. And then all of a sudden, I remember, I remember, I was at my mom's. Mom, you probably remember this if you're still out there. 
I was there doing laundry at my mom's house. And I remember when it got, uh, when he got cast, when he got cast, it was like, I went, what the hell? I just didn't, I didn't know how I felt about it. And then I didn't really like it at first, but then all of a sudden, like, as it kept going and I started seeing like fan art and started realizing, I'm like, wow, this guy looks good as Batman. Look at that chin. Look at that jawline and that chin. And he's a big dude. Holy shit. I get it. I get it. You know? And then I started champing it. I was like, oh man, I'm all about this now. It took me a little bit, but man, but it's just kind of funny how now 2022, we're just like, please, can we just have some Henry Cavill? Can we have some Ben Affleck? Please. Can we please have all that? Just want that. So, ah, uh, man, I tell you. Oh yeah. I heard about Tatis. Womp, womp, womp. Well, good thing they got Juan Soto, right? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, they're waiting for their, their all-star to come back, Mr. Uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., which I don't even know what was his injury or why was he out this whole season. But then all of a sudden he's like, oh, yeah, can you, uh, can you piss in this cup? And he went, shit, <laughs> piss in the cup. And guess what? Taking uh, performance enhancement drugs. What are you going to do, right? When I saw that news, I was like, wow. So... Padre fans, if you're out there, I'm sorry that you're not going to get Fernando uh, Tatis. Not until well into next year, I guess you could say. He's not eligible for even playoffs, and I guess he's going to be out a couple games next year. That is crazy. I should have hit up my uncle. So nuts. Real talk. Do you think Zaslav's going to restore the Snyderverse? I think it's possible, but you never know with that man. Exactly. You never know with that man. I'm Like I said, it was, like I was just saying right now, he's seen the numbers and he's seen all that stuff, but... You know, it's just, uh, yeah, it's just, uh, you just never know. I mean, and then it's all about like, how can we, can it even be possible? You know, I mean, we got to remember justice league. I mean, the actual justice league and sequels. I mean, the, 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 the first justice league was supposed to, I mean, it did come out in 2017, but not the one that we wanted to see in theaters, obviously 2017. I mean, that was five years ago, almost going to be five years ago this November. And we would have already had the sequels because, you know, they were already planned. We would have had the sequels by now. So it's like, is it too late? And that's why I keep on saying that it's like a version of it. Don't expect it to be exactly what was planned, you know, with Jim Lee and Zack Snyder and that guy with the ball cap. Don't expect it's going to be that fully planned like that. But I don't know. How are you like? Oh, I'm liking it. <sighs> I'm liking it because it's like. I tell you what, like when it, when it first started, when it first started, um, I went, what the hell is going on here? Especially the way that season three ended. And this is what I love about the show. This is why I say it's goddamn top notch sci-fi and anybody who hasn't watched it yet. Yeah. Yeah. No, no, I won't give any spoilers. Don't worry. But I'm just saying that when season four starts, I was going, what the fuck? I mean, pretty much when, each season starts, you go, what the fuck is happening? Like, you don't know what is happening in this series. And same thing. I mean, when it came to, uh, when it came to season four, I was going, what in the hell? And then you just, you know, leads up to it. I would say about episode four, episode four is when you go, Oh shit. There's like a big, huge twist that happens. And you just go, Oh wow. Wow. You know? And it kind of just like that. So, it's just really good. Other than the Trinity, which DC character will make you 
uh, make you well up uh, if you see them in uh, live action for the first time, either Jason Todd or Green Arrow. That's for you. What would make me well up? I don't know if there's anyone that would make me well up because, I mean, I, I've always wanted to see a Booster Gold Blue Beetle team up. <laughs> it wouldn't make me well up, but I just think that there's like potential there. And we, of course, have a Blue Beetle that's happening. But um, yeah, I don't think there, I mean, I think if, I think, I don't know. I think if they did like a legit Mr. Freeze and like kind of like played off of the uh, Batman the Animated Series, Mr. Freeze, I think that would probably do something pretty cool. That'd be kind of sweet. I don't know. <sighs> so had to leave a certain other stream. I was losing brain cells. Uh-oh, there's another stream happening right now? How dare they? Uh, what's going on, M Enterprises? How you doing? Thought I'd stop by after a birthday celebration. Well, happy birthday to whoever that was. Uh, they got to go through uh, our junkie family before they get to. Yeah, there you go. That's what I'm talking about. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, this is almost sounding like the good old days right now because I know everybody's kind of busy. Everybody's getting busy tonight. And I know some people eventually show up, but tonight seemed like it was going to be like a very mellow vodka stream because, yeah, it seems like a lot of people are too busy. Or maybe they just don't like me anymore. Could be that. But remember the good old days? If you guys were here when the vodka stream first started, it was just me sipping vodka until it was until I was done. Uh, well, thank you. appreciate that, Mr. Vega. Uh, I'm going to try to keep it nice and uh, relaxed. If I get the if I get the real restored, please shave your mustache. Like <laughs> right. Oh, uh, the mustache is getting to me. It's getting to me. I'm getting close. I'm getting close. You know, I'm gonna get a haircut this weekend. I don't know. The mustache might go with it. We'll see. We'll see. I don't know. But yeah, I'm kind of getting I'm getting tired of it. I've had I've been what well, it's been growing since the end of May. Cause I said I would keep keep growing it um until top gun maverick reached a billion and then it did and then i was like oh, i'll keep it till it's you know till it gets out of theaters and i'm like when is this movie gonna not be in theaters god damn so now i'm getting kind of tired of it it's getting a little itchy not to mention i got some like i don't know what's going on right here i got a little redness on my face a little dryness that was happening i don't know i'm blaming the mustache the mu mustache is starting to consume my face that's what's happening but I don't know. We'll see what happens. Dave, how likely do you think the Flash will be recast assuming the movie comes out? I mean, I still think the movie's going to come out. But, I mean, if they're going to recast, they're just going to do a flat-out reboot. Or, you know, they will recast. I mean, it's not hard to do that. It wouldn't be hard to do that. Say they do, like, a soft reboot. Okay? A soft reboot, and they go more... See, I mean, that's another thing I've been always thinking about, too, when it comes to Dave Zaslav and, and what's going on with with uh, Warner Brothers Discovery is the fact that it's like, all right, so if they end up doing like a soft reboot, that doesn't mean that we lose everybody. You know, you, you still keep, like say that Cavill gets full on, he gets his movie and he's going to be showing up in other movies and, and whatnot. And Ben Affleck is still down to be Batman, but he's never, he maybe he still doesn't want to do the whole, like, I'm not going to star in, be the star in like this big movie. Just keep me where I just like need to be. Don't centralize the movie around me, which is essentially what, when it came to justice league, Zack Snyder's justice league is, you know, it, it was the, the two leads were, were, were 
Ben Affleck and Gal Gadot. Let's face it. I mean, they were the ones, and I would say even more, well, I mean, I, yeah, essentially them too. They were the central characters. So if Ben Affleck doesn't want to do that and he just wants to show up in some cameo stuff, I think it could easily do that if Cavill's fully back, then he'd be always the central if, when it comes to a Justice League. And then maybe Gal could still also be like the also lead as well too. And then Ben Affleck could just show up when, you know, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm real when it's useful kind of thing. Just use that line. Maybe use that logic when it comes to it. And but if they do like a soft reboot, they do like a kind of like soft reboot. They could really just like go, okay, we do like a soft reboot. And it's like, all right, we're not going to go the direction fully of what Snyder was going to, but we're still going to keep as much as him. And we're going to, in that first justice league movie and BVS and man of steel, all the previous movies are still going to be Canon, but we're going to go a little bit of a different direction then I think that would be pretty cool. Obviously, they're not going to do the Hamada thing and try to do a crisis on infinite Earths without a Superman and a uh, fucking. I again, I don't know what the hell he was shooting. I, I I'll give him I'll give him props by saying like, "Hey, you were shooting high there, buddy. Crisis, you were shooting for crisis. That's cool. Nothing wrong with that." But I'm like, "Fuck, man. I mean, but how are you going to get there without having uh having a you know, a super, you don't even have a Superman. Like, I mean, what are you going to use Tyler Hoechlin? I mean, who are you going to use? I mean, you could on a crisis on infinite earth, obviously, but I'm like, yeah, you need like a central Superman, man, man, man. <sighs> yeah. And, and they could probably easily just recast because no one's going to bat an eye because first off, I mean, well, yeah, Ezra Miller is now becoming, a name because of not the reasons that we want his name to be out there, but, uh, you know, it's becoming a name. And then, then again, I mean, there's so many, there's so much time between now and the flash movie. God knows, God knows what's going to become of it. You know, something could come out. Everything could like end up clearing up and Ezra could look like a hero for all we know. You just never know. And I keep on saying, let's be patient. Let's be patient. And things keep on, you know, contradicting themselves, which is crazy. See, I know some people say that <laughs> sick of living in the past. Yeah. That's the thing though. It's like, there's always going to be a nostalgia factor, but I mean, that's always going to be a, a, a possibility too. possibility too. you hear. Yeah. I've heard about that too. And I remember when I was like, um, talking with people and talking, um, talking uh with people that are in that world and trying to like get a lick on like what exactly is happening here when it comes to um when it comes to what's what's going on and who's going to be the dc head uh berlanti's name was also thrown out there too and of course it's just like eh no do we really want that i don't know i don't know if we really want do we really want berlanti uh i mean yeah he handled the, the, the Arrowverse, I guess, you know, pretty well, but, it, but it, at the same time, it's like, all right, so if you give the job to Berlanti and maybe he'll be able to do something with bigger budgets and be a little bit better. I don't know. I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't sound good to me right now, but maybe you could surprise, but yeah, I know that's out there, but who knows? Maybe it's just because nobody wants the fucking job. What's going on, Jade? How you doing? I live in California just for the weather alone. I don't know. It was, it's been like 102, 103. It's been over the 100 degrees all week. It sucks to go outside, man. 
I had my air just pumping all day. I'm supposed to pay my electric bill in a couple of days. I'm afraid to look what it is. It's going to be up there. Zaslav Cultus, of course. And it's funny, too, because it's like I'm totally just kind of going like, all right, I don't like that he canceled Batgirl. Uh, I understand the business side, sure. But at the same time, I'm just kind of going like, I'm not going to like throw the guy. I'm like not going to cancel the guy out uh, and just start digging up old things in him and try to link him. And all of a sudden like, oh yeah, he was at a KKK rally at one point or something like that. Or I'm not going to like go that far, obviously, but I'm like, all right, well, let's see. I'm just kind of trying to be patient. I'm just trying to be patient with this whole thing. Snyder, Cultus, Hamada, Shills, Zaslav, Cocksucker. <laughs> Jeez. Ugh. Yeah, but it has its moments. Thank God they canceled that crisis on uh, Earth. That would uh, that would have been a complete disaster. I don't know what Walter was smoking. Eh, he was smoking some good shit. Whatever he was smoking, I want it. I want a little bit of that. Why not? I want a little tiny bit of that. So what could he do? Yeah. Hey, what's going on? Zables. Zables. Do we consider the Snyderverse just do we consider the Snyderverse Justice League sequels or just a continuation of the current DCU? I just think that, you know, from what from what I what I'm looking at right now, it just seems like the fact that Zack Snyder Justice League was supposed to come out five years ago, almost five years ago, just kind of makes it hard to be like, all right, so we can't exactly do maybe what he was planning. But you can still capitalize off of it. You can still play on the whole fact that Dark Side is headed this way. That's all they really need to do. If you think about it, does it have to be the exact sequels that Zach wanted or was planned when he was like writing out the uh, the the storyboards? And then there's like certain way that he was going to do it. And Terrio maybe uh, had some script that he already had going and whatever the fuck. It doesn't have to be exact. They could take elements of it, but I'm just saying all they would have to really do is just go, all right, how long is it going to take for Darkseid to to find, to to come back to Earth, okay? I mean, obviously it's like, you know, he's not going to just full-on boom tube because everything got destroyed and everything like that with the mother boxes and, and you know, everything's okay with that. He can't just like, you can't just drop through a boom tube or whatever and just show up. Now he's actually got to do it the old-fashioned way and ex, you know, go on an expedition to find Earth because, hey, I know a lot of people go like, how the fuck did he, how does he not find Earth, man? He showed up that one time, right? Showed up that one time, they were here, and then he took on all the, uh, all the warriors and got an axe to the, to, the, to the trap, to the neck. Like how, I'm like, first off, have you seen those new have you seen those new telescope pictures? Have you seen the madness that is out there in space? I can't even process that. Okay? When I look at when I looked at those images, I couldn't even process that. You see that shit, you're going, "Oh my god." And you know, you just holy shit. I mean, you would have to have some serious, some serious GPS to figure out like, "Oh shit, how do you get back to Earth?" From a, you know, from uh, from apocalypse. I mean, like, Jesus Christ. I mean, how would you be able to do that? That's the thing. So I could see, like, it taking, like, years for Darkseid to get here. So you could play on that story element. That's the thing. 
you know, I'm just saying. I'm just saying. <clears throat> Seeing the GCS uh, in live action will uh, make me swell up. Oh, there you go. Swell up. I don't know. I, yeah. I hope you meant like up here, right? Okay. <laughs> Were you ever uh, into Wally West? Oh, yeah. When I, when I when I was collecting when I was collecting uh, Flash comic books as a kid, it was always Wally West. It was during the Wally West years in the nineties, early nineties. So you're okay, Dave. Stash is nice. We're almost in November. Uh oh. Maybe I'll grow it. Maybe I'll grow. Try to grow a full beard for uh, November. No shave November. See, even my mom wants me to shave off the mustache. <laughs> She's. I know, right? It's weird. It's weird when I uh, I've gone back and looked at videos and stuff um, pre mustache, and it's like, whoa, it's crazy. It's crazy. If you go Gortia, you could complete. The, yeah, yeah, I could uh, do that, and uh, well, you know, it's already you know. Obviously, I've had the goatee before, but yeah, and then I'll try to be uh, try to. Uh, Get that uh, Oliver Queen audition. Just diet, just put it like a little bit of blonde in there, you know. So, what's going on, Kenneth? How you doing? So when Hamada plans Crisis, you all shit on it. But when Zach teases Crisis, you haven't. Well, you got to. But it's two different Crisis, though. You got to remember that, though, Jose. You got to remember it was a different kind of Crisis. It's Final Crisis. Not crisis on infinite earths, okay? Okay. Cabal can cameos. Ah. Yeah, but I'm like, but you got to think. Also, you got to think about like, what? Was, how are you going to get there without again having no like no real Superman and whatever the hell? So, who knows? Question: What is uh, what is Jim Lee doing over at DC Films? I don't think he does much. I mean, I know he's CCO of DC Entertainment, but he's not really, not like he has a lot of input when it comes to DC films. I think he just, I think when they ask him for input, he gives his input, but I don't think he's really doing anything. I mean, he's CCO of DC Entertainment. That's why when at Comic-Con, when they were asking him, when they were asking, when they were asking Jim Lee at Comic-Con about Snyderverse, and he was just like, as far as I know, there's no plans. So it was like, okay, yeah, I, that makes sense. I don't think Jim Lee is going to full-on know what is all happening over there. So, I mean, I don't know. But that's that's when it comes to that. I'm just like, yeah, I don't. he's not going to be that much in the know when it comes to all this. So, I mean, I don't know. What are going to do? But I'm just saying, like, DC and Darkseid both lost their roadmap. <laughs> right? Yeah. I know, but I mean, again, I, and somebody I remember seeing that on my my timeline when those new images from that new telescope showed those clearer images that were clearer than the uh, the Hubble telescope, and then they're like, and people wonder why Darkseid couldn't find his way back to Earth. I'm like, no shit, huh? It's like, look at that, it's madness out there. It's pure fucking madness out there. Holy crap! Hey, what's going on, William? Zaslav is such a genius. Why not? Why is, geez. Okay. See, see, Jose. So Jose is the, so Jose is probably calling him as Asloff also, right? 
<laughs> Jose is not a fan. Jose is not a fan, which I understand, but it's just kind of funny how like, man, with the recent, with, with things that, that, that were happening was like the fact that it's like, I thought a different side of the fandom would turn on him a little bit, or would turn on him um, because he wasn't going to go like right into like, Hey, restore the Snyderverse. Um, but man, did he just totally flip it? He totally flipped it, man. So it's just it's just funny seeing like the reaction to all the stuff. But yeah, I mean, we'll see what happens, though. I mean, if there actually is a full on plan, I don't think there's I don't think there's actually a full on plan plan. I think the plan the plan is to have a plan. Maybe maybe that's what it is. The plan is to have a plan. And we need the, you know, and obviously DeLuca and Pam Abdi were part of the plan to, uh, to get it, to get it started at least, you know? So I think that was, that's part of the, the, the plan a little bit, but, uh, all right. Uh, we got our first, uh, person joining up, of course. And, uh, you know who he is. Throw a knife at Steven. What's happening, Steven? Hey. Hey, what's happening? How you doing? Not much good. How are you? Good. You know, it felt like the, it's feeling like the old days right now. Yeah, of the vodka stream because it's just like no guests. Then I reached out. A lot of people are busy and whatnot. And then I was like, all right, I'm just gonna handle this thing myself. And then you show up, and you were like the first like kind of official guest on the vodka stream. So it's kind right. of feeling like old school vodka stream, but you know, it's cool. Cheers. Yeah. It, mm -hmm. I was uh, watching you do that um, that part of the. I was gonna like, get my kids put to bed and stuff, and had you on, and I was like, "Yeah, that's crazy!" Like thinking back to, like, I don't know, just like th how how much the show and everything has evolved over time. I know we've yeah. talked about that before, but like, because um, because originally it was just it was basically just like a podcast almost, and then uh, and then and then I would come on, and and uh, Swenson would come on, and. Uh -huh. um, and now and now we've got like the whole uh <laughs> like a whole circus going on exactly a circus and then you have guests that come on yeah it's funny too because i think it was like it was a couple few months ago where after we were done with it you know because i always have it running on my laptop the actual youtube feed and like automatically all, all of a sudden like i think i saw like an old episode like, you know, because it shows like a bunch of like, hey, recommended videos and it showed it showed an old episode. And I'm like drunk going, hey, let's watch that one. And it was like one of those old ones, you know, camera shittier. And it was like where you showed up and you were had a shitty camera. <laughs> you know, it, was, it was all just like, I'm like, holy shit. When was this? I don't and know what like, you're talking years. about. Yeah. Yeah. You've never had a shitty camera. No, what am I talking never. about? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> what days of the cocaine stream shot <laughs> where people were talking about? It. No, but I mean. I was just kind of just talking about this whole madness. I know you uh, you weren't on last week where we were talking about, obviously, <laughs> the things that were happening. And I would actually, you know, I would love to get more of your uh, your opinion on things. I mean, obviously, we were talking we've been ta we've talked direct message and whatnot. But yeah, like, what are your initial thoughts when it comes to things that have been happening recently over at Warner Discovery? Um. I don't know. I mean, it's 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 crazy, and like it gets to the point where, and I'm sure you feel this even more because, like, you, I, I have the option to just not talk about stuff if I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, and uh, and the second they were like ten year plan, I was like, we like we've heard all this before, <laughs> and yeah. it's not that like it's not interesting or I don't believe them or anything so much as like 
so much of this stuff is just like wait and see and everybody especially because of the snyder cut everything became and like not snyder verse everything is like every day like even even warner brothers isn't that pressed for like getting like it's a 10-year plan that means like in a few months we might get some announcements and then probably won't get a lot of announcements even until like after the flash and like the way that stuff this stuff develops it's just like you kind of got to buckle in and just be in for the long haul but then of course there's these articles and stuff coming out all the time that like i don't know as someone who like reads between the lines on stuff and is always like trying to tell people like what what really means i always hate doing that also though because it's like on one hand people will freak out over like what an article says um and it's like well you got to read between the lines people start reading between the lines it's like oh don't read that much between the lines (laughs) yeah yeah you're reading reading like between like you know not just lines you're reading between canyons no but i was even saying i'm like it almost seems like the 10-year plan is to to have a 10-year plan (laughs) yeah you know it's not exactly that they have a solidified oh we have something and we'll reveal it to you like during i don't know dc fan but it's just like i think the 10-year plan is like they're going to have a 10-year plan they just got to have a team to construct that 10-year plan yeah well and that's where like with the cancellation of batgirl it's a really tough position because on one hand like I, i don't I don't support that happening ever. I mean, that's yeah. that's the the entire anyone who like campaigned for the Snyder Cut. And if you remember back, there was a time when everyone said it's about artistic integrity, and they put in this yes. work and they deserve. And now a lot of people, not a lot of people, are are want Batgirl released. But there's a lot of people who are like really hardcore into that who seem to be like, oh no, this is a good thing. It was canceled, and it was bad. It was a bad movie. It's like these are all like these are all the exact yeah. same talking points from the opposite side. And we saw that same thing with like you've got a lot of like. I don't, I don't even, I don't I like categorizing people as fans, like a fan group. Cause you have Snyder fans or DC fans or whatever, but you have a lot of people who, who would have said like with BVS, Oh, this is unfair treatment. You're being too harsh on it. And then they'll, they'll do the same thing to, to other, other new DC stuff. And, and not that I think that that's better than, than BVS, but it's just, you've got to like the, the constant, like, um, Oh, thank you. Um, Perhaps like the, the constant hate against that stuff is like that's that's the exact same energy that like so many of these people kind of came up to 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 hate and so then you've got people who said oh artistic integrity and released the Snyder cut and now they're saying you know well Batgirl deserved to get canceled or whatever yeah I know and it's just and the, and I, yeah. I I I think they should release it and I I wish there was a way they could find a way to get it out there or do something to so like on on the artistic side I'm like 100% there. However, I think the problem, the biggest problem in this entire space, not just with this situation or this movie, but, and this is really what happened with with the Snyder Cut, is there's a juxtaposition of art and commerce. You have people making art, but then you also have to sell that art. And so back when like Nolan came in and back the way that DC and and Warner Brothers specifically was then, when you had Jeff Robinoff and Alan Horn and, um, and, uh, and all of that team before they got stabbed in the back and, Sujihara became CEO and started trading roles for sex. And then, you know, all that happened. Um, and then, and then the exact Snyder's just like happened. There was a time where Nolan, for example, would come into the studio and he said, here's my vision for Batman. And they're like, awesome, let's do that. And then they made the dark Knight trilogy. And that was sure. There was commerce involved because obviously it, it was something they sold, but it, it originated from an artistic idea and the studio got behind that idea and made it happen. And that's what happened with, with Man of Steel also. Um, 
And anyone that follows me on Twitter may have seen me sharing a bunch of articles from way back when about all the drama yeah. about the CEO handoff and the the bake off between Robinov and Sujihara and uh, another guy with a R uh, Robinson Ro or something. Ro oh, <laughs> no, well, no, it's not, yeah, no, not it's, him. It's, yeah, no, 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 no. It's not. It's not Robinson. It's 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 uh, Robinov. No, you already no, no, said no. Robinov. Um, um, oh man, I can't remember. But anyway, another. I, can't either. I think another I know guy who's in the in the role for the job. But yeah. what was really fascinating about that is that that happened right when Man of Steel was coming out. And like a lot of the big shakeup happened right there. And, and one of the articles, I think from THR, might have been Deadline, even really got into the drama of it. And the, the amount of drama that was being reported with this stuff was insane. Because you're talking about like the CEOs of one of the oldest studios in the country. And it's talking about like uh, Sujihara put people in like a cone of silence and... <laughs> um, but That's the right. biggest thing was Man of Steel came out, and at the time, although we've had a revisionist history, at the time it was heralded as like, oh, it's the it's the best Superman movie of all time. It's got uh, the best box office that Superman movie has seen. It, it had a higher box office than like a lot of other superhero movies, and it was heralded as, as this success. And only in retrospect did people start retroactively applying this like, well, it didn't do Avengers numbers, and like grading it based on that, which. You know, nobody, everyone knows it doesn't make sense, but it's really fascinating that this new regime came in and it was headed by a guy who came from like the theme park um, area of, of, of Warner Brothers, which is Sujihara. Yeah. Um, interesting because um, Scorsese said these movies are like theme parks now. And meanwhile, you've got guy that heads Disney and the guy that headed Warner Brothers for a long time came up from the theme park branches of the companies. Um, and. Uh, no, no, it's no. I could look it up, but um, yeah, well, we'll figure it out. Somebody might yeah, just, just Google throw it in there. Warner Brothers CEO Bake Off, and you'll see Robinoff and Sujihara and one other. Yeah, uh, that's what literally what, what, what yeah. it was. They put them in a three way competition, which inherently, like, yeah, I'm trying to remember that. Remember it's like setting things. up every company that ever does that is setting it up themselves up for a nightmare because the guy that doesn't get the job is someone who you want to keep. Like, the runner up <laughs> for CEO should be someone that's still with the company, but there's just all this bad blood because of it. But, yeah. but the point is that Man of Steel came out and it was a big deal, and like. Sujihara and the other execs like didn't even call to congratulate Robinoff on that, which is like a, a very traditional practice. Um, and like Man of Steel from the get go, like even Nolan was getting iced out of like the congratulations for how the movie was doing. Um, and so it's like from the get go, it's yeah. hostile to this yeah. more artistic approach to the franchise. And then we know that then that's when Zack Snyder started facing all of the all of the the challenges with BVS, and then obviously Justice League happened. So. Having said all that, we kind of already crossed that bridge of, okay, we're not making these artistic endeavors anymore. And so when Batgirl gets canceled, yes, that's an affront to like artistic integrity and it should be released. But also th these movies have all been about business yeah. exclusively for, um, you know, since, since, you know, we crossed that bridge when Zack Snyder left Justice League. Like that was the death of warner brothers making that kind of movie and then affleck moved on nolan moved on yeah. Snyder moved on but I, moved I was on actually, dc but moved on from like making these kind like these movies at, at this studio yeah and i was saying this last week and i've been saying that on film juggy live probably too is like the fact that a matter is like i think where we're batgirl part of it, it's not all of it obviously but part where it's where it suffered this ill fate is the fact that it was supposed to fit in a perfect spot of yeah. right after the flash and it was going to explain why michael keaton was this Batman with J.K. Simmons, Gordon, and it was a Christmas right. movie. It was going to be released at the perfect time. And when the, the timeline got all fucked up, it kind of just was like, all right, this doesn't make sense now with some of well, the aspects of it. 
because they broke the franchise with Justice League, and then after yeah. that, they were they wouldn't commit. Like they wanted to abandon that, but they couldn't. They they couldn't or wouldn't fully abandon that plan. And so they're just kind of straddling this plan where it's like, what's canon? What's not canon? You know, you've got like Shazam coming out that references these other movies, these other characters, but also like didn't commit to like hypothetically that could be either version of Justice League that they're referencing. True. Um, and um, you know, and Suicide Squad, the Birds of Prey references Boomerang from Suicide Squad, and um, and the Suicide Squad sequel has a bunch of the old crew, and they and they reference you know even Peacemaker, like they've all got these references that like oh that could be Snyder continuity or the the Whedon continuity, but Batgirl was especially weird because it it's very much a product of that like it exists to serve this broken franchise where you've got J.K. Simmons Gordon and you've got Keaton, Keaton, yeah. Keaton, Batman, um, and, and and all that stuff going on, and so it it existed in a way as a commercially like commercial first decision, like the pro, like the decision making uh, behind it yeah. was in, was it was inherently to serve a shared universe, and to and to fill a spot in the calendar, and to fit in a certain spot in the continuity, and the continuity changed, and the business plan changed, and so therefore, what's left? Well, there was I'm not going to say there was no artistic vision because I think Adele. Um, yeah, and uh, and Bilal we talked about how really we like their work on Miss Marvel. I mean, my yeah. God, and even and, Bad Boys for Life, I liked. Yeah, and so, so I'm not going to say that they didn't have an artistic vision, but it's not like they they didn't come to to DC and say we've got this awesome Batgirl movie we want to make. Here's our vision, and they said awesome, let's do that. They said here's this project, and they brought them in to to fill this slot, yeah. and then they decided, well, we're not doing that slot anymore, and. And that's like I said, I'm not I'm not justifying the cancellation from an artistic perspective, and I and I do think it should be released, but a project like that is inherently a business first yeah. project. And so, having said that, from a from a strictly business perspective, I like I also disagree with the with what they did with Justice League, but the mistake that they made there was not fully rebooting it. Um, or like after Justice League not doing a full reboot or not com not doing a Man of Steel 2 that commits to this new Superman or, you know, not doing another, not, not giving Bat um, Affleck his Batman movie but making it fit the new continuity or, like, there was no hard pivot. It was just kind of this, ironically, as, as Adil and Bilal, or one of them referred to it in an interview, they said it's like a spaghetti of multiverses. Like, they didn't even know how or why, like, Steven. Keaton was in their movie. So... So it's a, it's really a consequence of like, like yes, they're trampling all over the artists and the people that put the work into this, but they're also, um, it's a it's a it's a project where all of the reasons that existed to greenlight it went away. It was yeah. no longer servicing the the streaming plan that they had. It couldn't be adapted to fit the new theatrical plan. Um, it was designed to service a half baked kind of kick the can down the road version of the continuity and that was no longer being so it's like where does this fit where does this belong and you would hope that they could have figured that out earlier to 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 fix the you know whatever issues they had with it um and they didn't so like but from a business perspective all of the artistic stuff aside i'm i'm saying on one hand like oh they shouldn't have canceled it they should have found a way to make it work they should still release it but there's a part of the kind of hard line, like, yes, it's canceled. Like, that, that's a hard decision that because of not making that kind of decision previously, that's why 
the franchise was has been in such a mess for so long. If they had if they had made this kind of decision back after Justice League, um, they wouldn't be in this position at all to have to do this in the first place. Wow. And so, um, and so really like, you know, should Zaslav have to take responsibility for a broken universe and a broken project that that serviced something that shouldn't have been serviced in the first place? And that's not that's not Adele and Bilal's fault. That's not uh, Leslie Grace's fault. It's not J.K. Simmons' fault or Brendan Fraser's fault. And they're all suffering for it, and that's not okay. But also, like Zaslav made the right decision as far as the options that he had in front of him. Yeah. Um, and that's not to say that trampling of the artists like that is the right decision either. But you look at like you know Kilar or Kylar did the same thing with with releasing all the movies on streaming. Um, yeah, sure, he trampled all over the directors to do that. But ultimately, that was a something that serviced the strategy at the time, which was to grow yeah. streaming at all costs. And they they did it exploded their subscribers on on HBO Max. And so that was a good thing for from a business perspective. And so how do you marry the art and the commerce side of it that you you really That's can't unless you have a Nolan or a Snyder or someone coming with a vision and exactly. you back that vision. If you're not doing it that way, yep. then this is the logical conclusion of, of everything. And you see it in the MCU too. It happened to Edgar Wright. It happened to, you know, everyone uh, who got their... Patty Jenkins. Um, all, yeah, she was, yeah, yeah. Stuff um, like that. Uh, Alan Taylor. Mm -hmm. like, yeah. Um, is that his name? Alan Taylor? Thor? Um, or a dark, dark world, Alan Taylor. Uh, yeah, or is, he, so. or, is he a, or is he a composer? But anyway, yeah, <laughs> Alan something. Um, I don't know. Uh, by the way, Dark World's better than uh, Thor: Love and Thunder. Anyways, um, yeah, uh, yeah no, but <laughs> but uh, no, I get what you're saying, and and, and it it must suck too because it's like you take on the bat, you take on this Batgirl movie, and you just kind of go when they like you said they're given like the product and what where it's supposed to be, and they're just kind of going like okay. We could do this. And probably when they were trying to put this thing together, they're going like, man, I mean, it would, it would be cool to have Ben Affleck's Batman to be the Batman in this. Um, but Jesus Christ, we get to we get to we get to work with Michael Keaton. That's cool. But then at the same right. time, they're probably going. But does it? I mean, this is kind of weird. But, you know, but at the same time, it's like, oh, man, it must well, have been really cool. But then kind of like, but, and you this know, has been DC's problem with the shared universe concept i mean go back to you know nolan like you really people really 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 need to understand like know your warner brothers history you have to know what happened in 2012 and 2013 in order to understand what happened 2013 through 2022 and why they were sold to at&t and then they were sold to discovery like in in the court you know back to back mm -hmm. and and this this all happened because of there was a you know um, Jeff Robinoff and Greg Silverman and, um, and, uh, um, Alan Horn, like they were there for we, 10 years. We, we right? must, we have, we have to forget that like, uh, Alan Horn was there during this. Right. This well, time. Alan Horn came in in like 1998 Yeah. and Jeff Robinoff, he was, he was the, the Wachowski's agent <laughs> when they came on for the matrix. Right. And so they brought the Wachowski's and um Boz Lerman and Affleck and Nolan and Snyder and uh um Steven Soderbergh and and DiCaprio as an actor they all came to the studio because there was 10 years of guys that said we want to make your like Inception the fact that Inception exists at all at, especially at the budget that it happens is because these guys put faith in an artist first and and and, and gave them their backing to make it happen and that 
there was a, a coup is really what happened at Warner Brothers. And when um, Rob, um, Horn was asked to resign in 2012 because they wanted to make the like, add more youth to the executives. And then when he was uh, he was close with Robinoff and kind of a mentor to him. And then after after Horn got the boot, um, then uh, then they did the CEO bake off uh, to decide. I think it was uh, Bukes was the CEO and they were going to replace him. And so they, they, they had a three-way contest between uh, Bruce Rosenblum, Jeff Robinoff, and Jeff Robinoff and Kevin Sujihara. And from all the reports that you read at the time, they say it was never a contest. It was always Sujihara's, and they just did the bake-off for appearances. And they iced out Robinoff, who had a, a decade of, of proven – I mean, he's known as a guy who would read scripts – um, and he would, he would, he had faith in these projects. You look at the guys he brought in, you know, the town, Affleck's the town exists because of him. Argo exists because of him. I mean, in 20, like when he, when, when Sujahara like stomped all over him, that was Man of Steel came out that year. He had just won as a, as a, as a um, producer, um, or at least, I don't know if he was a credit as a producer or not, but he had um, given Affleck the, what he needed for Argo to win best picture. Um, like, these are all things that happened under that tenure. And then yeah. the theme park guy who traded roles for sex came in and, <laughs> and they, and they tried to turn the franchise into like an MCU clone yeah. on the back of what Zack Snyder had already started with, with man of steel. So once again, they didn't make the hard call that Zasloff made then and say, no, we're just canceling and, and moving forward. And then with BVS again, they didn't do that. With Suicide Squad, they didn't do that. With Justice League, they didn't do that. It just always tried to like, well, let's just break it instead of yeah. like. Let's just lighten then, it up. Just and then, and then up. whenever something would break, instead of saying like, let's make it work, or, like doubling down on it and saying, let's make it work or saying, okay, let's put on the brakes and do something right. They would always just kind of kick the can down the road and pivot. And even with Justice League, you see that like instead of delaying it to make it work like they should have, they made it came out that same year because um, because Jeff Johns Hell and uh, John Berg um, wanted to get their bonuses and it had to oh, come out in 2017 yeah. for them to get their bonuses. And you see like all these decisions have nothing to do with art, art. Not and have all. nothing to do with the movies. It has everything to do with the corporate machinations going on. And so that's what Batgirl was a victim of. It wasn't an artistic decision. It was it was. Batgirl existed as a product, and so therefore, when you're making decisions about product, you cancel stuff, you greenlight stuff, and you shuffle stuff around, and that's and it was treated like a commodity. Um, I know um, Chappelle is a dirty name, depending on who you talk to about it, but in his <laughs> in his speech oh, accepting an award on on Netflix, there's a great it's like a twenty oh, minute, yeah. forty minute speech. He's accepting award from um, the Duke Ellington School, and he says he talks about when he quit the industry. And went to Africa, and he he says um, at one point he says an artist, if you're good at it, should never behave like a commodity, um, and and that's like exactly what you see happen here is they took art and they turned it into a commodity and they treated yeah. it like a commodity, and that's you know, of course that's what you're going to do with Batgirl because these are all just commodities now, and as long as they're commodities, you're going to replace directors, you're going to cancel movies, you're going to do whatever, and so. That's a really unfortunate situation, but if we're going to talk about it as a commodity, the this is the right call if it's a commodity. Yeah, <laughs> so, when you look at it like that, it's definitely. And not saying that's what it should be, but that's what it is, right? That's what they made it into, and so we can't talk about it any other way. No, you can't. And before we continue, we got somebody else showing up right now. You're a nice guy. You're a nice guy, but I don't fucking cut it when you're bullshitting and fucking around like this on set. 
<laughs> I was trying to figure out which drop am I going to use for you. What you're a nice guy. Is. Yeah, you're a nice guy. You're a nice guy. <laughs> it's not going to cut it. Yeah. <laughs> How you doing? I'm doing good. I'm really happy about everything that's happening. Uh-oh. Um, <laughs> oh. oh no, I mean, like, I agree with Steven uh, completely. Like, um, we understand that these these projects are art and stuff like that, but the reality is that they are running a business, right? So from that point of view, I would completely agree that, you know, you have to... Um, you have to make the tough calls and that's that's the reason wb just you know was lagging behind for so many years because they never had that you know cojones to do it so <laughs> finally someone comes in and everybody's just hating him because this is the this is the same thing people asked for years and now finally they are seeing real change and you know now people are resisting it because they're used to this comfort zone release whatever is you know non-risky or um whatever smaller ideas you have instead of actually looking at the entire slate you have and you know making a proper plan for years to you know whether to make great movies or to make you know great profitable products whatever however you want to look at it um, from a business perspective as well as from the consumer's perspective i would say that you know they really didn't need a person like this who would come in and say enough is enough. So <laughs> I feel like we got that. Uh, I hope whatever he says and has been saying for months and months now, um, he sticks to his word, you know, and brings it, uh, brings in the team for DC and they finally hire someone who, I mean, I don't think it should be one person because I, I, I really don't think one person could actually do the job. Yeah. Uh, you, you, you do need a team and i agree that um and i was happy that he said team of uh, okay. people who are operating so that's also another positive so from the earnings call from every article he puts out or you know talking about superman batman whatever i'm actually way more positive now than i was in years about dc so um to me it all looks good but yes uh the bad girl thing uh really does suck um but it's like i and for me it's always about understanding something right even if it's wrong or right i need to understand why it's happening right so i understand the reason it hurts uh it's a bad decision maybe for some people and definitely for the cast and crew who worked for years on that um and even i wanted to see the movie even though it has michael keaton who i don't want as the dcu batman <laughs> and all that but still i wanted to see the movie because it looked good and obviously the directors were amazing so um i still want to see it you know i hope they can put out uh put it out years later on hbo max or something or, or you know maybe get the directors back to remake the movie from uh, with a higher budget or something like that so that would be awesome um but yeah it's unfortunate but i think i agree with steven it's un it's necessary Necessary, necessary. Well, what is that? Well, ne necessary for for what? I think is the is the thing that that's the that's the, as, as someone who like fundamentally disagrees with treating any movie or artist like this. It's not necessary to make good movies. It's not necessary to treat artists right, but it is necessary if the objective 
is to build a cohesive, sustainable, continued universe. And that I don't even necessarily want that, but you have to you have to um, approach this from from what the purpose is. And that's why, like the talk about test screening scores and whether or not it was a good movie or not movie or not a good movie is, is all. Um, where's Ray? It's all subjective, right? This is, this, is, <laughs> this is not anything that like, and I don't believe that it was a decision that was made based on how, how good the movie is. Now, sure, if it was like, an, like they thought it was going to win an Oscar, I doubt they would have they would have done this. But the 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 problem is that it wasn't designed to win an Oscar. It was designed to fit in a certain place in the yep. in the continuity, and it was designed to, it was designed to service a streaming platform with a streaming budget, like all of these things are, are, are business decisions. And so it's not like Dylan Bellal came in and said, Oh, Hey, we want Michael Keaton as Batman. We want like all of these things. If they had done that, I don't think this is the movie that we would have had in, in the first place. Um, and so the decision that's being made is not one of, is it a good movie? Is it a bad movie? Is it right to release it or is it wrong to release it? It was entirely a decision of does this service our agenda or not? And the problem was that it, it was existed to service the agenda of Hamada and the previous administration. And their agenda was to avoid facing the consequences of the decisions that the previous administration made when they canceled <laughs> Justice League, right? And so you have, you have bad decisions, and then instead of fixing it, you have bad decisions that are put on top of it because nobody wants to say, we fucked up and we've got to stop and start over. And that's what they had to do that. And nobody wanted to take the heat for doing that until Zaslav came in. And so while there's so many things about this that like bother me and offend me and I don't like, I I can't ignore the fact that like it's it's nice. I don't know. It's it, I'm, I'm two minds about it. Like I, I've said a million times, but it's it's nice to have someone who co comes in and says enough is enough, because. Who, no. Nobody has said that for a decade. Nobody has said enough is enough, and now someone is saying it. And that sucks for everyone. You know, Scoob was canceled. Yeah, um, ninety-five percent done. Yeah, exactly. Which it was written by uh, um, uh, it's a comic writer um, who who was also written oh, by yeah, he, comics, oh, uh, which is, yeah. which is funny. Um, yeah, sad. So so funny. It's sad. I don't know, but. <laughs> um, but you know, and, and, you know, wonder twins getting, can you know, all of this stuff getting canceled is people putting hard work into something that, that, um, that now doesn't exist. And I think that's the, I think the, the point that I, I try to make when I keep on emphasizing this is, is really just one of like, people want to know who to blame or people want to know what to blame yeah. and like, don't blame the artists for doing a bad job. They were doing the job that they were hired to do. Don't blame the people who made the decision because they were only making a decision that best served what they had to do because of the situation they inherited. Blame the people that created the decision, the, the circumstances and then failed to resolve the circumstances for a decade of, also, uh, of failure on that part. So bad girl was going to release after flash. So it would be a, another, yeah. another time you have to wait before you, you know, do the soft reboot or whatever the future plans are. So that's also another thing that, yeah, Bad Girl comes after Aquaman, Flash, and it would be yeah. It, take it was half supposed of to fit twenty twenty three. It was supposed yeah. to fit in that little certain spot right there. But before we continue, we got some more people showing up. We got Mr. Chris showing up, and then we got. Oh, 
old Ben. Hey. Up right there too, Mr. Ben. ben. What's going on, guys? What's hey. going on? Always happy to see a hey. drop for my name there. I know, right? Oh, you got, you got I know. I, I didn't. I didn't get a cool uh, intro. I know. I know. Oh, you got to pay the dues, brother. I want to get a video of uh, some uh, somebody getting punched hard in the face. That 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 represents my life. But, yeah, this, this guy again. <laughs> you're too, you're too get, fresh right now. I gotta, I gotta yeah. figure out a drop. I waited a year. Give him a this. Chris Brown drop. <laughs> Chris Brown, I know. I was like, oh, we gonna breathe that? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, well, yeah. The, the video of Chris Brown like waking up. Whatever. The, there you go. There it is. That would be perfect for me. No, man. Oh, I was what's happening? Oh, man, I'm listening to. Um, I'm agreeing with what uh, what Stephen was saying, and then I'm, I, I I've been talking about uh, Bad Girl um, on my channel um, a little bit lately too, and I'm that's at, true, and I, right. And I'm I'm sorry. Oh, so it was it was it was a plug for your channel. Oh, so anytime we, anytime we, we plug, we take a drink. Oh, sorry. Yeah. 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 <laughs> and um, so I was I, I've been thinking about it a lot lately, and I'm like, um, what I'm 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 now at the conclusion where I feel like. Maybe I don't think uh, if when Bad Girl got canceled, I think people would not have cared so much if it wasn't for two uh, situations. Um, like for one, on the darker side of it, uh, no pun intended, when when the, when Leslie Grace was cast, and the, like the, the people in the, in the Hispanic and Black community, we got we got excited and wanted to show support. We we already knew right off the bat. Like I saw on my channel, the comment sections, like people like yeah, you know jerks are gonna say what they're gonna say about you know like things like you know uh changing the race and stuff like that you know that that was going to happen so she got a lot of support uh to because people want to see that the movie is going to you know hopefully the movie will do good and just want to see her continue to succeed but mm -hmm. then and then when michael keaton um was was cast was announced that he was going to be in there as batman that was that was the moment when I feel like almost everybody, even the people were probably like trying to shit on the movie for no reason, were probably like, hmm, well, because that nostalgia came back. Oh my God, Michael Keaton's putting on the couch. And it was like this this moved into a movie that I'll okay, I'll go, I'll watch it when it drops. Okay, on HBO. It's on HBO, blah, blah, blah. Then it became, at least for me, I can only speak for myself. I'm definitely gonna want to see what Michael Keaton's gonna uh, bring to this. Like, I got really excited for it. So I feel like when it got canceled. I feel like if Michael Keaton wasn't in this movie, <laughs> I think I, I, don't, I don't honestly think that, that this would have been one of those things where it'd been like, oh, well, that's too bad. But I feel like Michael Keaton is one of those elements that was like, shit, I, be, I really want, of course, we're going to see him in Flash, hopefully. Yeah. But, but it was like, <laughs> yeah. I, I, people got, I, th I feel like people, when they were dropping the pictures and the, 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 the behind the scenes stuff, people were really starting to get excited with Flash and Bad Girl. Like, I, like, <laughs> People feel well, that's what the set photos is what got me excited for Batgirl because you see all the yeah. location shooting, exactly. you see all the yeah. explosions and the practical effects. There was one specific shot where they're shooting, they had like they were pumping all sorts of light into it, and they had mm -hmm. some fake rain going on, and you could see looking at it like, ooh, they're you, they're, like you could see the soft focus with yeah. the shimmer yeah. off the that rain, like you know exactly the shot they're making there. I'm like, that is gonna look good. Yeah, and, that, and, and, it, got, so, and it got me super excited. Yeah, mm -hmm. and then Miss Marvel, I think the camera work and the, the cinematography yeah. and the editing and everything on that, <laughs> I think showed that like these guys have something that like yeah. a lot of these movies don't, don't have. So I think that this was more, well, I say that it was a, a product. I, I, I do think that, you know, Adele and Bilal they're they make really cool stuff and I have confidence in their ability to make it cool. So it's not a judgment on, on its quality or its potential. It's just that, um, you know, 
they what's your what's your boy saying here right now ben what's going on <laughs> oh, here come on jump man. in man what, what is he why is he why is he not here <laughs> like we don't do live streams anymore like for a while <laughs> i know you guys i know it's been a bit yeah. but anyway sorry i didn't mean to cut you off steven i just saw that in there well no i cut off chris so I, I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll i'll get back <laughs> no, to no, him but I, but I mean, even no. like, I mean, but I get what Chris is saying too, is like, uh, and it was almost, it was funny too, because when all the Batgirl stuff was like getting hyped up and the set photos and videos and everything, and everybody was hyped up for Keaton. I mean, Keaton mm. was a big part of it, but it was just yeah. like, and then it was like, oh yeah, but we mustn't forget that he, the reason why he's here is because of the flash. And again, sure. that is why, you know, it was supposed to fit in a perfect spot you know, December of this year on HBO Max after The Flash was coming out to explain why Michael Keaton was going to be the Batman in that, not not Ben Affleck or not any other Batman. So it's just it just that's what sucks about this whole thing. And then and then and then um what was I gonna say too? It was like the shit. I totally just dropped it. But anyways the date shifted. The what? The dates shifted. Yeah, the date shifted, but I was like, I had another thought. Oh, yeah. And a lot of people were, and I was kind of worried about this, too. It's like, well, if it was it going to be like a Batgirl Beyond situation? Because a lot of people were like hoping that that Michael Keaton was uh, going to be signing on for multiple. I mean, obviously, he wasn't just going to sign on for one thing. And it was like, all right, he's going to probably sign on for multiple things. And maybe he's going to get that Batman Beyond role that we were kind of going a lot of people have been fan casting that for a while there's like right. there's fan art out there for days that you could look up and it was like always a thing and then they were like saying that maybe batgirl might be batgirl beyond and i was like eh, i kind of want the legit story but then now i'm just kind of going man maybe i kind of wish it was because then it maybe would have not gotten canceled because it wasn't essentially going to be a Batgirl Beyond. Well, it's a piece of a puzzle where they yeah. threw out the rest of the puzzle, and so now they're yeah. like, "Well, why? Yeah, what's, <laughs> like if that, it had yeah. been something else right. that that if it was Joker, but with you know, let not not necessarily even the same tone or anything, but if it was like Joker, where it's like, here's a Batgirl movie. That's all you need. You don't need all this. You don't need to know why Michael Keaton is here. You don't need to you know. You don't need to 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 have connections to. Um, you know, you don't need J.K. Simmons, Commissioner Gordon. It's just here's the Batgirl story. I think that would have survived. But all of these factors compounded where it's like, oh, this is a, a one of the many Band-Aids that they were putting on this fractured continuity in order to yeah. continue kicking the can down the road. And they're like, OK, let's stop nursing this broken continuity. Yep. And and that means. And so when, once you make that decision, Batgirl is like prime in the crosshairs for like why does this exist now yeah. why does this exist right. if the rest of that plan no longer exists yeah. and yeah. and and it just sucks that like i said the problem is that from the beginning it was not a vision or an artistic endeavor um for the sake of the art or the story it was it was a puzzle piece for a puzzle that they that was no longer being assembled i think if keaton wasn't so uh, ingrained into that movie and you know having scenes with jk simmons batman and all that to make it even more confusing for the dcu i think they would probably have released it still i don't know yeah i think that was I a think, big yeah maybe i i, think, I, I, I think feel... it's a combination of all those factors that steven mentioned in 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 kc um it's a combination of a lot of things one is that it, he, uh, David Saslav came in with a clear vision what he wanted to do with this universe. Mm -hmm. And like KC said, uh, this will be a movie that comes after the Flash movie. What if he already intend 
uh, to reboot this whole thing from scratch after that movie. Because even though um, uh, they are behind the movie uh, 100% is because they make a $200 million investment. They're not going to can that movie and just be on the red for $300 million. So they just want to make sure that this movie comes out, so make some money back, and then start with a plan or whatever 10-year plan, quote-unquote, whatever that is, moving forward. They just don't want to wait another eight months to start uh, establishing or introducing whatever it is that they really want to go with after the Flash movie. I like how that article, uh, the Variety article, also said that DeLuca is a comic book fan and he he was, you know, uh, looking at characters and stuff. So he might also get involved in, uh, you know, advising at least for the DC team. Well, I think or something that a lot of people missed is that when it was announced that DeLuca and Abdi were, were coming in, it's been known for a while, like it said specifically, like when they were hired, that they are overseeing DC. And so yeah. people keep on saying, oh, there's no one in charge of DC or Hamada's, whatever. Like, I don't know exactly what the situation is with Hamada like today. I have very little confidence that he'll stick around long term. Um, I, I think it makes sense that they don't want to bring in. So once again, they don't want to bring in somebody new to have to shepherd out the remaining Everything is frozen. Is that me? Uh -oh. is that... No, you're still nah, good. Oh, I'm back. Good. Okay. Everyone else Casey, froze. Casey is frozen. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, but Casey, like yeah. yeah. We were all just perfect his, shot. His brain. <laughs> the perfect shot. Wanna, <laughs> that is a beautiful shot. Um, it is such a beautiful shot. They they don't uh, want to they don't want to bring in someone new to run DC and then have the first like three or four things that they that they <laughs> um they only have the first wrong. three or four things that release under the new DC head be the the leftovers from the from the previous DC head. Um, so I think it makes a, lo a lot of sense to to kind of go about it that way. But but the point is that it, that that they are running DC. So whatever Hamada is doing is is a lame duck um, um, executive in in this case that he's at, at best just kind of shepherding out. Um, what came before and that's why you're seeing all this stuff now that's talking about the plan that Hamada had and how good it would have been and how hard he worked and all that stuff is really it's it's just uh um it's just uh um he needs a new job and so it's important to, <laughs> to have that stuff out there as he's you know interviewing for his next position <laughs> seriously i know and then uh you know i like you said i like the fact that it's going to be a team which is like yeah that's little bit better i mean yeah you have a leader and then you have a team i mean even kevin feige has a team i mean it's not like doing yeah it's not like he's doing this all by himself but he's just the head dude he's the one that he what he has final cut you know and all that you know the, he's looking at everything and making some decisions. but even like you, you you'll read interviews or you'll read interviews from certain people and they said like oh yeah kevin feige suggested this at one point, I mean, the recent one was he wanted to kill all the uh, original members of the Avengers and Endgame. Yeah. Like, yeah, he brought that up, and the Russo brothers are like, "Well, I mean, uh, that's a little bit much, you know." It's like, "Hey, we'll kill like, you know, we'll kill one, <laughs> at least, <laughs> maybe two. Uh, we'll kill two. How about two? Can we get killed two? You know?" And then that's about it. So it's like, even Kevin Feige, as being the head of all this stuff. He'll throw a suggestion and kind of thing that, and then people will be like, yeah, but well, and then he, they probably talk him down. So it's like, yeah, even he has a team. So, you know, no matter what, it's like someone's yeah. going to have a team to try to figure this well, mess out. 
and the big thing is that anyone who's been around for for a while knows that this is not the first time that Warner Brothers has said we're going to make a plan for DC. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, and I think the big difference with this, you know, the the like the Snyderverse plan was just a, a kind of PR debacle of them not making it clear what they were doing. And so people were expecting something other than what they were being served because they were like, oh, we're making this MCU thing with DC characters. And that's not what they were doing. And so then when the stuff arrived, people were like, this is not what you told me you were making. Um, but then ever since then, you had, you know, Jeff Johns and John Berg took over and they had a new plan. They were going to pivot from Justice League to Injustice and all of that. And then Hamada came in and, you know, and Sarnoff is talking about, well, we've got a plan. And everything they talk about is, oh, it's going to be less connected. It's going to be more connected. It's going to be more standalones. It's going to be team up. Like, and, and the plan keeps on changing. The big difference with what they're doing this time is they're saying, A, there's a 10-year plan. Um, B, they're showing that they're willing to outright cancel other stuff. The problem with the other plans, like I said, was was always that it was servicing a, a half-dead universe as existed. They needed a new Batman. They needed a new Superman. Um, a new cyborg, you know, all that stuff. And who knows how that's going to play out if Affleck comes back, if Cavill comes back, if they can figure out a way to to, to get back uh, uh, Ray Fisher. You know, if Hamada's gone, I think that gets a little bit easier. Mm. But but all of all of these these previous plans weren't really weren't plans. They were all just half measures. And so the as I said before, the big thing that gives me confidence in this is the um, is not not that they've specified anything specific so far, other than that they don't give a shit about um, maintaining what came before. So it's possible right. that they'll, they're going to service it. I'm not saying that they're going to do a completely fresh reboot, but it's clear that's not off the table. Yeah. And, and that is, I think, I think a, a, a good thing that actually, even though they've been saying they have a plan forever, this is the first time they've set a plan that they have a plan that I, I believe that they are actually like putting the work in to make that happen. Instead of the plan being let's, salvage what we can as best we can. Let's not look stupid, but also keep on making stuff because that's how you end up with this. Just like, like what, if you were to summarize like this phase of the DCEU from 2017 to 2022, what, what have they built? What has been added to the franchise? What is it moving towards that? And, and they say, Oh, well crisis was going to be the plan. And once again, that's the same problem with, Oh, everything's broken. Let's use flash flashpoint to, to reset it. it and it's like well you're just you're 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 not fixing anything you're just trying to kind of make this broken thing work and that's exactly fundamentally crisis was a marketing or not even marketing but it was a structural decision um with with dc back then because they had all these different iterations of the universes that they needed to tie together they had a mess and, and mm. but that that only works that only worked there because they had decades of history that they needed to to rectify mm -hmm. with crisis. Whereas ha Hamada's Hamada's crisis, forget the fact that there's like not a constant Batman or Superman. It's it's like doing Days of Future Past immediately after X Men Three instead <laughs> of after they built up this successful first class universe, right? Yeah, like like. Days of Future Past didn't have to happen. They could have just continued with whatever they were doing, and it would have been, uh, I don't know, varying degrees of success, I guess, depending on what you know, which one you talk about. But, but they weren't in this place where it's like the only way forward is to tie this together with Days of Future Past. They did Days of Future Past because they could, and because it would be cool, and it worked, and it was cool. But it's not like it was like the only way to to make everything work. And that's the problem with DC is that the Flash. 
the idea to use Flashpoint is not Flashpoint is cool. It's we need a story that fixes this. The idea to use Crisis is not Crisis is cool. It's we need to fix this, which inherently it, it, it's like uh, you, you have like animals that can smell fear. And that's exactly what or parademons can smell fear, right? So it's, <laughs> oh, God. that's what it, that's what that's what you see when I when I see that is when when it's like oh we're going to use crisis is what that says to me is not oh that's so cool I'm excited for crisis that says oh they had zero confidence in any of the stuff they were doing yeah. and were just yeah. trying to dig themselves out of a hole which doesn't make me excited for crisis that makes me like excited maybe for after crisis maybe they can get things to an exciting place with that movie. But the movie itself exists as a structural commercial project to fix their fuck-ups, not to make a really cool crossover. Mm. Um, or like Endgame is a celebration of, uh, you know, and I don't even like Endgame all that much. Like Infinity War and Endgame it, are a celebration of 10 years of the MCU, not a, yep. oh, fuck, oh, how yeah. do we fix all this shit? Like, so that's the big yeah. difference. And then Days of Future Patch, like I said, is like, that's all, like, it's combining those... I mean, obviously, when it comes to the Fox timeline, it's kind of all over the place, but right. they somehow brought it together and just kind of perfectly like, oh, yeah, we could do this. We can intertwine some right. of this. We could do something. And they they yeah. they they, well, they, like I said, they, they didn't they have to do that. That was yeah. not a we need to do this to make no. the future work. It was a we have the opportunity and it's a cool story. So let's do it. Exactly. I find it interesting that isn't it funny how the the DCEUs uh, the films are starting to have the same problem that the like the DC comics were having where the the, the, the timeline wasn't consistent the origin stories kept changing depending on what which writer was writing another uh, yep. a, a Batman yeah. comic book like wait wait a second like like this comic this story doesn't make sense because Batman did this and this other when this other guy was writing it you know, everything's all jumbled all over the place and it, it kind of felt like the DCEU was it's starting to go in that direction but luckily. Now it feels like, like you're right. So I feel like now it's like, okay, no, we 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 do have a plan now, and we're not afraid to make the hard, the, the tough decision. And if something doesn't doesn't fit with this direction that we're trying to go in, and now we're not afraid, we're not going to try to force uh, force it in uh, into this um, this path that we're trying to be on just because oh the movie was is, is finished. No, yeah. it doesn't fit, and we we have to we have to cut it out. We we can't let it affect. Well, what we're what we're trying to go and if you're comparing it to the comics that's an especially great great comparison because you look at like when crisis on infinite earths came out was mm -hmm. like 1985 86 and what else came out in the in the mid 80s dark knight returns mm. which is yeah. is it pays homage to all these different kind of iterations of batman but also it's an elseworlds it's, it doesn't really continue any specific story it's a standalone right like for the most part and so on one hand you have this project that's like let's fix all these broken timelines and on the other right. hand you have an artist a solo visionary artist and frank miller who's saying let's just make a cool batman story that doesn't right. have to care about all this broken continuity it yeah. can just and so, and so you see that same thing happening with movies where you get Joker, where it's like, let's not worry about the shared universe. Let's just make a cool story about this character yeah. that doesn't Different take. have to adhere to all was, these other iterations. Uh, I was just about to say this, that's yeah. that same thing. That would have been cool if they would have did that for, for Bad Girl as well. But the, when the second that, like when when the speculation game started, when when I started really getting excited about this that movie, like this shit is just going to HBO Max. Why am I so excited about this? It's because... I was like when they when they announced Leslie Grace being one of the the, the three other two other girls that um that was on the short list. 
I, I, I was I started my speculation game right even then. I said if they pick Leslie Grace, that immediately asked I immediately asked the question: Will J.K. Uh, Simmons be uh, Commissioner Gordon again? Because then I'm then, then I went down a rabbit hole. Then who is his wife? Then who is yeah. I, I, I started <laughs> yeah. just having yeah. fun with it. And then the when the media dumped with all the the photos and stuff like that, it just started becoming fun. And then all of a sudden that movie became a as eh, something that's just going to be on HBO Max to a. Uh, whether it's a bad movie or not, I, I just I gotta see it because I want to see. Yeah, it. I think we're all feeling that way. Yeah, I think we I all were. Pretty, yeah. yeah, I mean, as, as I mean, and like even what Steven said, just seeing like the set designs and everything yeah. and what they were shooting, it just looked like it was gonna be like a. It was just gonna be a good little movie, you know, it, with it all that. Line yeah. from a, yeah. I don't care if it's canceled or not to a. Oh Brendan man, I was, I was really looking forward to that. <laughs> yeah, Cass and Brendan Fraser's Fire uh, Firefly. I mean, oh, my yeah, God. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, but uh, <laughs> hey guys, we got somebody else showing up right now. Ray, 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 hey Ray, Ray. <laughs> how's it going? <laughs> yes, <laughs> he brought a beer. Oh, we got a better. Yeah, open it up first. There you go. Yes. Okay. You good? Uh, I don't have enough of those. <laughs> I, don't, I don't have enough. I need. I, I, I need. I need more of these. Sure. And I, you know, I, I don't drink. I'm a beer. I don't drink beer in a can. But like when you try new things, like this is like shandy. This is like old nation shandy from like one of our local breweries up here. And like I can only get it in a can. So I'm like, okay, well, I guess fine. I got to do that. So, but that that's that's where I'm at. That that's how I'm doing. So I guess I'm this guy today. <laughs> I'm yeah. gonna be the beer in a can guy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. no. And I gotta join next week with uh, like a forty in a in a brown paper bag. You'd be like, this is where right? I am. Like, we'll probably be there by middle of next week. Yeah. Middle of next yeah. Week. Yeah, yeah, we're all just gonna show up drunk, just like what the How fuck you doing, happened? Well, week? I'm drinking a forty. I'm I'm drinking a I'm drinking a uh, a, a steel reserve out of a brown paper yeah. bag. I got, so I got Mickey's. How about you? Jesus hmm, wow. Christ! Hey, don't talk yeah. shit about Mickey's. They, they it's like Snapple. <laughs> they say cool things under the under the lid. Oh. <laughs> Jesus Christ! Yeah. Uh, I remember the first time I had Mickey's. Holy shit! I was like, I was like, what? That's what that? Oh, oh. <laughs> You ever you ever played uh Mick uh what is it um uh what's it called uh Edward Mickey Hands you ever played that? Not what are you talking about a, a are you t are there forty ounce Mickey's? Yeah yeah I've only it's ever had like the little ones. No, we, it's we did, we did where you Edward, Edward forty hands. Yeah well yeah it's the same but thing. It would be with like a Colt forty five or yeah yeah uh, or essentially a the same thing. Or a, yeah, or Magnum also. <laughs> yeah it's a, it's a set yeah hey who who uh who used to um. Promote Billy that, um, Billy Dee. Yeah, Williams. that's right. Yeah. I remember those commercials? No, but yeah, it's. I mean, it's essentially. Yeah, I guess it's oh, essentially wait. Edward Forty Hands. Where you, <laughs> I knew where you him from those commercials before I knew he was Lando. Carissa, yeah. <laughs> it's the same. Yes. It might as well have been Lando promoting Colt 45, yeah. though. Yeah. Yeah. The brother. Well, he's always cool. he's always been so cool, you know. <laughs> yeah. But anyways. Uh, How's it going, Ray? We're just talking about the recent stuff in the moment right now. Did and, something um, else happen? Yeah. Did I miss something? Yeah. Did some shit happen? In the yeah, last I think we're. I think we're. All, I think you know we're just kind of you know just looking at everything and the fact that uh you know Batgirl. I mean we've talked about it last week, obviously on here. Um, you were here, and uh, yeah, I mean it's just when it comes to this. Uh, the most recent thing I think with Batgirl was like the fact that uh, the woman who did the score um, for it just Natalie was Holt. 
asked about it. Yeah. You know, she was being inter- she was on a podcast, Wanda, I think. WandaVision composer, right? WandaVision. She did Loki, WandaVision Loki also. Or Loki. Loki, yeah, right. Yeah. Loki. Yeah. Loki. Which I thought that score was fantastic, by the way. Um, when it comes I, I always raved about the score when it came to every little review I did when it came to Loki. I thought the score was fantastic and so just having her on background i was like cool and then you know obviously she she worked almost a year on this score and it's like shit we don't get yeah you always forget yeah that's another aspect that we don't get to hear also when it comes to score i mean this obviously reminds me of when uh you know junkie xl was doing the score for justice league originally and that's always an aspect it's like oh shit we don't get to hear the score so when 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 they said hey sorry junkie we're gonna bring in danny elfman for for justice league it was like well i want to hear what what junkie had and essentially he took some of those elements put in probably you know alita uh put it put it in there a little bit but then of course wrote an entirely new score which was fantastic obviously for Zack snyder's justice league you know because he's the man and god damn it if I can get him back on the vodka channel, it was one of the funnest vodka streams. Jesus Christ, man. You know, obviously, Steven, you were there. I was go. Ben, were you there? You no, weren't I there. That one. Uh, yeah. You missed that one. Damn. Yeah. yeah. Such a fun fucking stream. Yeah, I, know. I, I watched it though. Yeah, it was a character. Yeah. Talk about a character. Yeah. Um, beloved um, motherfuckers. Beloved uh, motherfuckers. Called. I remember that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but, uh, yeah, but it just kind of sucks when you hear that and you're like, yeah, I kind of want to hear what she had right there. And it's just like, that's another aspect that we missed out on this. This is a rewind now for those of us that went through this with the Snyder cut. We're just going back to where we were then where like stories like this are coming out and you're hearing about music that was composed. You're seeing set photos. You're that more of this is going to happen. Like we're going to, more of this is going to come out, you know, especially, you know, after the, cause they can't, that's the funny thing about the story. They can't even write it off this quarter. They have to wait till next quarter to write the movie off, at least from oh, one yeah. of the pieces that I read. But yeah, you know, it, it, that's where we're at, unfortunately with it. But I really am at the point now where when it comes to, all of this i it begins and ends in one place with me for all of this and i just need to know who the fucking boss is who's the boss <laughs> the dc that's head. all DC head. that's that's DC literally head. like because when you really boil it down that literally is that's the all of this is us searching for answers we've been searching for answers as a fan base for like years and we've never gotten straight answers fully from warner brothers like ever like from any regime and certainly not from this regime because no they, there is no 10-year plan and if there is well, the, why yeah. what do you what do you what are you doing like well, what, what is claim there they didn't claim there was one they said they're going they're going to make one yeah the right. 10-year plan okay. to get a 10-year plan kind of thing That's right what we're so, talking about. So, yeah. so when does it start when well, they get the that was established. I think that I that's an idea that they want to put in place once they bring the Kevin Feige type of person. But it, yeah, no, he, I don't he, think that, ten years c- comes from Feige. Like Feige said that, right? Uh, then that's like why he. So, ago, so and that's why this guy made made such uh, emphasis even in the investors meeting. Uh, we need to get paraphrase it here of course that uh, we need that kevin feige individual once we get that, that kevin feige then we have a 10-year vertical plan of how we're going to handle the dceu yeah he so just needs like, i feel like right ahead, now Chris. that uh 
that Warner Brothers will like gaslight you for like like if Ray uh, was to ask those those appropriate questions, they they'd be like, "Why are you doubting the plan? What's going on? Why why are you being so?" Because you don't have a plan. That's exactly. why I'm doubting the plan. Exactly. Because <laughs> it's not there. Well, it's never been there. I think what's what's important to take away from like, from the earnings call though is that they they weren't talking about what they're going to do in terms of like the actual movies and what they're talking about is the framework or the approach that they're going to be taking with the franchise. Right. So they're, they're going to reset um, their, yeah. their approach. They're going to make a plan. The and so when they say they're going to make a 10 year plan, what, what, what that is specifying is not like we have a plan, trust us. It's saying what was going to happen before is not what's going to happen now. And right. that is the, that is um, something that is more explicit than has been said by Johns and Berg and Sarnoff and Hamada, because all that they said was, well, it's going to be connected, but not connected. And, and like, they'd give all this vague, like, oh, there's going to be a plan and, and all this stuff. But, but it, there was never any, um, there was never, like, they never put their money where their mouth is. And for, for better or worse, um, as we've been talking about earlier on the stream, like, artistically, it's a nightmare. But in terms of giving me confidence in a commercial sense that they are committed to having a plan canceling Batgirl is kind of putting their money where their mouth is and saying this is not not a part of, of where the plan is going and that doesn't mean that like canceling Batgirl is like a good thing but it is proof of of this does not serve our agenda yeah. it, um, it, it, and we are it, taking it, hard action in order to, yeah. to see that agenda forward and so that doesn't prove it's a good plan or, or anything but it does prove like there is they're, a they're, that's the type of decision that Johns didn't make, Sarnoff didn't make, Hamada didn't make. Nobody, nobody, like nobody made that kind of decision until now. All, there was a decade of people making half measure decisions, and they were all bad. Cutting time out of BVS, reshooting Suicide Squad, reshooting uh, Justice League, getting rid of Snyder. All of that was None none of that was a, n none of that. Yeah, none of that was um, was a commitment to an idea it was all like well let's just kind of fudge shit around until like maybe we'll we can you know kick the can down the road and make something happen and what they're doing here is saying like no this is like the buck stops here and now, now they have to prove that of course but that's that's the type of thing that like they never did before because nobody wanted to take accountability for the fact that things mm -hmm. were broken they wanted to to be like, oh, we can fix it, and that's how you end up in the situation that Batgirl was in, where there's a movie that doesn't have a proper, doesn't have a monetization plan that fits their strategy. It doesn't have a clearly defined place in the continuity. Mm -hmm. um, it's it's a it's a a puzzle piece without a puzzle. I don't know how we can definitively say any of that though, because one, we haven't seen the movie, and two, there was very little that we were officially told about the movie. Well, it's the not, Michael I'm, Keaton. It's I'm Michael Keaton. Keaton is in the Flash and that. That's but the I'm not, thing. I'm not talking about the Flash, though. But I'm not yeah, talking yeah. about the plot, though. I'm talking about yeah, what we know about the movie. We know that the movie um, w um, fundamentally was created as a, as a streaming movie with a $90 million budget to service HBO Max, which doesn't, doesn't fit the current plan. Um, it was created... And, so, and so it wasn't created... Um, as a theatrical experience, it wasn't. It was created like for this streaming strategy that they're abandoning. Um, it wasn't created because Adil and Bilal came to Hamada or whoever with a a vision for Batgirl. It was created to service this this Large puzzle plan. that they were trying to put. It was a puzzle piece that they were putting together. It had it had Michael Keaton in it. It had J.K. Simmons in it. It, it fit into this like 
makeshift universe they were trying to make work. Yeah. And 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 that's not to say it wasn't going to work or wasn't going to be good. I I had I I was really excited for it, and and I I still really want them to release it. But functionally, like, what role does it serve in the in the universe? Well, what they told us about it was that its it, it its intention is to grow HBO Max subscribers. Its intention is to fit into this place in the universe, and those are all things that are now no longer existing. And it's yeah. not like, like I said, compared to like the Joker, if they had said like this is all about having a cool take on Batgirl, and this is all about Adil and Bilal having a vision for Batgirl that we're pursuing, that changes the conversation entirely into 100%. into I, I no, this is a this is a monolithic thing that they're making. Yeah. Because they've never told us that, Stephen. We don't have no, anything they, to. No, no, they, they hundred percent told us that. Yeah. Off of. No, they, yeah. no, no. They, it was it was an HBO Max movie that was created. No, that's not what I mean. What as I part mean of Tyler's plan. That that's not what I mean. What I mean is they've never told us anything about like, well, this is so and so's artistic vision. Like, we don't have an example of that to hold up. Well, so, be, what precedent do we well, have? Because everything is that? product now. We, they they yeah. did tell us that when they got rid of Zack Snyder. Like the, like the, like Snyder, right. the era of Snyder and Nolan having visions for these products is over. These are okay. all these are all commercial products that are designed to fit into a puzzle, and the puzzle was fucked, and they had to throw out the puzzle. And Batgirl just happened to, you know, the Flash is 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 in Black Adam. Those are a way bigger investments, but also way more clearly defined places in the puzzle. Whereas whereas Batgirl is is servicing and. An aspect I, I, of I that. don't see how any of these puzzles. I don't really. I don't get how. Like, if you're talking about the puzzle being that it's all content, okay, fine. I guess that's the case. But that's not the puzzle we're asking to be solved here. The puzzle that we're asking to be solved here is where they all fit thematically in the universe. We know everything is content. That's a given. Common fucking sense. Well, tells that's you what that. I'm saying. It doesn't well, matter where it. But it doesn't matter where it fits in the universe. What matters is that it's supposed to fit. Anywhere in mm. there, like Joker was like like Joker. That's not a question, right? You, you're gonna make you're making the Joker movie or the Joker sequel, it and that's not like oh how or, or 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 Matt Reeves is the Batman. This is like oh no, we carved out this area. This fits here. Meanwhile, Batgirl right. was mm-hmm. even Close a Darren Bell. They called it. They, they're like we don't we don't understand why these characters are in here. That's not part of our job. It's a spaghetti of multiverses, is what yeah. they is what they called it, and that's not. Yeah. I'm not saying that as evidence that like it was bad or going to fail, so much as it 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 was not a situation where they were creating it because of Batgirl or because of all of that. That doesn't mean that the, that there wasn't a good Batgirl story in there, but it means primarily it was greenlit to fit a as a as a product, as opposed to being greenlit because it was a vision, and that fundamentally changes what you're dealing with it was created as a product by a regime whose products were were disjointed and and they were and they were refusing to take accountability for the mistakes they'd made and and why can't we say the same the exact same about black adam shazam fury of the gods in the flash why can't we say the same thing about those well well because because there's there's two aspects to it there, one is the is the product angle, but the other is the monetization angle. You can forgive the the product angle from from a, if you if it's going to to um, if the if the investment is too big to abandon, or if it has high um, chances of being a box office success. But if they're looking at Birds of Prey and they're looking at how much that cost and how much it made at the box office, or they're looking at Shazam and how much it cost and how much it's making at the box office, um, and they're looking at like the cost of Batgirl which is 
too expensive for streaming, but like not theatrical enough for theaters. And that's not to say, once again, I'm not, I, I, I thought it was going to look great, but fundamentally it was designed with a budget that was, that was for streaming. So they weren't trying to make something with that level of spectacle to it. Um, and so when you're concerned about how this fits into the universe and have serious questions about your ability to monetize it, and it services a version of the continuity that you have no intention of continuing long term, you got to cut your losses somewhere and continuing on with Batgirl and continuing on with Wonder Twins and all of these things is just the same problem that Hamada had, the same problem that Jeff Johns had, the, you know, the same problem that started with Justice League. They should have canceled everything or they shouldn't have gotten rid of Zack Snyder at all. But the second they got rid no, of no, Zack Snyder, no, no, they, should have, no, they should have delayed no. Justice League, they should have canceled everything and started fresh. Right. And because they didn't do that, there was a problem that was growing and nobody said, stop. This is gone far enough we have to stop it here and that's but, and that's but, what Zaslav is doing and that doesn't but, make it a good decision but but, but my but that doesn't point mean it's is the wrong though, decision but, but my point is though steven is that black adam and the flash are part of that problem they are well sure but and, but, but but black adam like but those like movies what characters are, coming, are in black what characters are in black adam that that muddy the continuity that and not only that of. those movies are coming now now before the mm -hmm. flash movie this which is something that we discussed earlier like the, the, the whole notion that this movie is gonna come back come out after the Flash movie comes out, it might hurt its chances from being released. If well, this movie was supposed to come out before the Flash even came out, even before uh, Black Adam came out, I think she, th that movie would have had a better chance of not getting canceled. Well, but also you've got Michael Keaton is, is, in, is in the Flash movie, but that's a multiverse movie. So he can exist in that regardless of what the future plan is because the movie what, itself what's explains... And because the, the movie itself explains like you, you, you could even not have Michael Keaton being established as the future Batman in the flash. And, and there's still justification because a version of the flashpoint story inherently includes another version of mm -hmm. an, a multiverse version of Batman. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, so that movie doesn't break the, doesn't, doesn't perpetuate a version of the multiverse that they can't sustain because mm -hmm. it, it's, you, you wash your hands of it in the act of, of making it. Black Adam doesn't have that situation because it's introducing and you know Dwayne Johnson is all about creating this new corner of the universe, so it it doesn't have all of these, um, these the Michael Keaton J.K. Simmons no paradox. but it does have but it does have Viola Davis it does have well sure but but uh, but but where where is the continuity on Viola Davis confused where well, does she don't know. enter we, like we it's don't... like she was recast. But we don't no, but know but, what the con we don't know what the continuity of any of these films are. That's what I'm getting at is that we don't. Well, sure, but it's not like the there's answers. two. It's not like there's two Amanda Waller actors in the DCU. There's one yeah, Amanda Waller, and it's, D and it's Viola Davis, and she's in, and she's in Peacemaker. She's in the, the Suicide Squad. She's in Suicide Squad. Okay. And so, and so there's. Then tell me so where it, Black Adam fits in the continuity. Yeah, because it sounds like you're. It sounds like you're arguing that Black Adam is, is like almost like a standalone, like a Joker type of movie, where, where it's clearly in the DCU because of okay. like Amanda Waller I, I, and. I, I, uh, I'm arguing that clearly. No, I was in talking to Steven. I was, I was saying oh. that, that Steven, like you're saying that, like, are you saying that um, that Black Adam is almost a standalone? But well, no, I, no, see it, it, I see it, it very connected. It, it definitely exists in the DCU, but the the. The, if you look at the the DCU continuity, there's a the, what happens with the introduction of Michael Keaton's Batman is there's a, there's a question of like I hate I hate getting into like canon discussions because it's it's <laughs> dumb on so many levels. <laughs> but, but when but when you're talking about 
bringing in Michael Keaton is because of there's confusion with with what's going to happen with with Affleck in the future. But regardless of that, there's there's a multiverse Batman that exists here. Ba- Affleck is in the Flash. Keaton is in the Flash, and so. So that movie exists in the multiverse. That's fine. It's a multiverse movie, so you're going to have multiverse aspects. But then you get to Batgirl, and you have Michael Keaton as Batman, J.K. Simmons as Gordon. So now you've got two different continuities in the same movie. Sure, that's explained in The Flash, assuming that's the, that's the direction they're going to go in The Flash. That's not the type of problem. It's not like they recap. It's not like The Flash introduces um, uh, a, a different Amanda Waller actress. Yeah. And then that version of Amanda Waller appears in Black Adam. It's Viola Davis, Amanda Waller, and Black Adam. And so there's not, there's no question of, ooh, is Black Adam Snyderverse? Is Black Adam Justice League? Is Black Adam post the Flash? It doesn't matter because there, it's not caught up in the multiverse spider web that is created in effort to solve the problem they created when they kicked Zack Snyder out of the D- DCEU and reshot Justice yeah. League. Like, I like this I is all don't go into it thinking Snyder versus this or that. I, I just think DCEU is it a part? I just look at it as is it because the uh, DCEU is the Snyderverse, and it, I mean, it, well, it, it's it, not it, there it, anymore. So, I mean, and they if they well, make if well, they make I know they're using the Snyderverse characters uh, moving forward, like in right. Aquaman 2, and they're like, but if but and I and I and I agree with, with what you're saying. I just I'm, what I'm saying is I I try I I, I know that. But I'm trying not to keep saying that, like moving forward, because I yeah I want I'm glad that like with Wonder Woman three comes out and, and Aquaman two comes out yeah these are the the, the Snyder characters and, and this is always going to be the Snyderverse in my in my heart, but uh, but now that he's not there anymore to to uh, to cre- uh, create those, well, uh, but then I, I just think, look at it as DCEU right and and, that, and that's and that's and that's that's cool and that's and like my point isn't to say like it's not true to canon or anything my, or, or or that it's it's a violation but the the point is that there is we're talking about story and, and, and strategy here. The story is like what's happening in the universe. Strategy is what business decisions and machinations are being used to, to make external decisions about what these movies should be. And, 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 we, and, and my point is, Stephen, we know the strategy. We don't fully, we don't know enough of the story. We don't. No, no, we don't. We, we do know don't. that. But we do know that Michael Keaton is a multiverse Batman that appears in The Flash and then is the primary Batman, Batman. In, in Batgirl. Batgirl. Yeah. Um, and, J- and J.K. Simmons is the Commissioner Gordon in Batgirl. Yeah. So the assumption, the logical assumption is that Affleck gets replaced with Keaton. Who knows what the, what the long-term plan is, but the rumors for a long time have been that they want to replace him with Keaton. Whether or not that's what they were going to do or if that's, that's false or whatever, the point is that there is a – these are decisions that extend out – like if you're making a plan and you introduce Keaton in, in uh, the flash and you're trying to make a 10 year plan. Well, so who's Batman and who's, so you're going to continue to release a movie that comes out after the flash that has a different version of Batman. But what if they don't want to keep Michael Keaton as Batman anymore? And they want to, even if it's not Affleck, you're continuing a story point that is created as a solution to a problem created in 2017. That's why Michael Keaton is in Batgirl. Yeah. And then, and, and then you got to look at the, uh, look what happens in, uh, you know, obviously recently, a couple of weeks ago, Ben Affleck, Aquaman, obviously there's like that whole thing where it's like Michael Keaton was probably going to be the one that was going to be like showing up in this crazy, like, oh, the multiverse changed things. And then he's going to show up in Aquaman too. And then went, nope, oh, oh, nope, things no, are changing. We're going to get Affleck back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's kind of like everything okay. is just, that's the thing. That's the, the thing right there. The solution created is, a new problem. 
Yeah. Is 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 every? I mean, are there several problems? Is it a? Is it? A, I I called this earlier. I called it this earlier. And it's a soiled diaper that continues <laughs> to get heavier and heavier. Heavier and heavier. And the problem well, is that they're the, putting the, the, the fresh diapers on top of the soiled diaper instead of no, yeah. no, they're continuing. No, they're continuing to shit in the diaper. They're yeah. continuing mm-hmm. to shit in the diaper. And the problem <laughs> is that when you have an already dirty diaper. You're stuck with it. Like, you yeah. can, what are you well, going to do? Are you just going to... I mean, apparently take... not. <laughs> I mean, both, <laughs> both parents keep pushing the baby to like, the other parent. Go to your father. No, go like, to your mother. Like, are you going yeah. to take... Are you gonna Who's going to change the diaper? The... <laughs> right. Are you going to take the diaper off the child and let the child run around bare-assed with, like, without wiping it? Like, no, you're not going to do that. You know what I mean? Like, but that's what it feels like. This is a, there, I love this this is a weird analogy, like it's, man. It's I know, with, but it's funny as hell. Well, I don't, I, you know what? It, it, it's, it's, this is a weird situation. Is it not? <laughs> it totally is. No, no, like, I get it. Like, it got super, super weird my, when they like introducing uh, Michael Keaton <laughs> into it and uh, and the two different uh, Batman and then going back to Ben Affleck. It just, it kind of complicated. It was a cool oh, thing. Yeah. Oh my God. It, it, but it complicated things. But where in Shazam, they don't have that problem with, because with, with uh, I'm sorry, with Black Adam, they don't have that problem because the only connective tissue right. is, ob- is obviously like with Shazam. They, all they did was they showed a, an empty chair at the end of Shazam, spoiler mm. alert, and uh, had a decapitated <laughs> Superman that was DC-ish. <laughs> EU right, but, with Henry Cavill, maybe that was Cavill or not. But, but, maybe yeah, but even that, Gordon would have but, solved this whole problem then. But 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 even that creates a new problem because mm-hmm. then you hear about how David Sandberg has never talked with The Rock, and there's never been any oh, God, communication whatsoever with respect <laughs> to any of that. And it's like, okay, so yeah. it's it's no different than James Gunn be, not knowing which Superman was put in the ICU by Bloodsport. He had. It, there's nothing like the problem is still there, and I'm not saying the problem well, isn't there, and that it doesn't the need to be fixed. But, it's but look at the way he, he says he doesn't know what Superman, but it was definitely brain. But around. the movie left it open. The movie doesn't say it can't be Cavill, right? No, the movie they, it's, it's not like the, no, I, right. I'm not saying where, whereas having Michael Keaton is not an ambiguous ambiguous who is Batman. Whereas having a headless, I, I hate the headless Superman stuff, but having a headless Superman says. There is a Superman. Superman. It might mm-hmm. be Cavill. Whereas having Michael Keaton says there is a Batman. It is Michael Cavill. Keaton. Okay. Or, sorry, it is Keaton. <laughs> Henry Cavill right. is Batman. But, be but, but you're already. But but it, it's. See, I, I guess the biggest issue that I have, and you guys have said it, and I've heard this for the last week, this idea of them canceling a ninety million dollar movie four months into post production is a sign of real leadership, like. The problem that I have with that is, or, or at the very least, you said it's something that the previous regimes wouldn't do. And that's true, because this is more batshit than what the previous and regime they did. should have done that, I mm-hmm. think. I mean, yeah. Because or not, they, not shouldn't have, but, but if they were going to do what they did, they, it was ha- what they did was half measures. And if they were going to get rid of Snyder, and if they were going to reshoot Justice League, this is the kind of thing that, like, this is how you see that all the way through. Mm-hmm. And but this is a worse this. decision. This is a worse decision. Def- I mean, I mean define I'm, worse. I'm it's a, why worse? It's a bad. Yeah. It's a bad decision in terms of the the impact on on the art and the artists, and, yes. and it's a and yeah, it's a disservice to all right. that. Well, aren't the rumors business perspective? the rumors that it didn't test well or didn't screen well? Like like well, like what if like let's I, say for the sake of argument, what if Batgirl was just as bad as Catwoman? 
wouldn't. Catwoman releases theaters. It's also the man. Catwoman You've got a train track, and on one track, you can pull a lever, and on one one pull the lever one way, the train will turn right, and it'll run over Batgirl. You pull the lever the other way, the train will turn left, and it'll run over the rest of the franchise. Which one do you turn? I, I see that it's not that it, it's see Steven, it's not that clear cut, and I I'm sorry, but, but it's not, but well, it's not clear, but, but, but it's not, it's not, it's not that okay. clear cut, but it's also it's also not clearly not that it's okay. not like you can't but, say that that's not the situation. But, but maybe I that's an ask. oversimplification. That I mean, might be an oversimplification, but you one hundred percent cannot say that that's not the situation. But I can ask if David Zaslav or anybody at Warner Brothers knows what the fuck a multiverse is. I can ask that. I can also ask from a I can also ask from a business standpoint, do you actually care about the streaming app real estate that you have? Or are you gaslighting us with respect to that three to four hundred million subscribers that you claimed you wanted over a year ago? Because I remember when David Zaslow well, who, said that. You but think, that was Gilar's idea. That was his baby. Even, but, but, even okay. Zaslav has made it abundantly clear that he don't send you a shit. I mean, he gives a shit about HBO Max, but he's like, you know what? We're going to change this whole fucking format of 45-day window and just put every fucking movie in the streaming. Okay. No, that okay. doesn't work for that well, Hold I'm on one second, David, because you said that you that, don't... That, they're treating you, Netflix as the canary in the coal mine, is what happened. And Netflix so everyone was... Netflix. So because everyone was following the Netflix model of right. throw all the money in the world at streaming and it will pay off. And then all of a sudden Netflix subscribers start dropping and the stock starts dropping. And they realize and it is not I, I, I am a defender of Netflix and saying like that, that, that their stuff. spending was a necessity. But if you're looking at the at shareholders and other executives, what they're saying is they're not saying abandon stream, but they're definitely saying, oh, maybe a 100 percent streaming focused strategy is not the best approach here and they're looking yep. at well right. look top gun maverick is making a killing in theaters these other movies yeah, are making a billion dollars in theaters right. maybe theatrical right. isn't as dead as we thought I'm, it was yeah right well, like well, like I'm, what I'm, what i what i've said and like well, hold, on, hold on one sec is like the fact is right. like when it comes to streaming and i know like how you feel about streaming and i i feel about it too because i thought okay it's that's the future but it was supposed to be the future. The the pandemic just just shoved it yeah. right into our faces. Now yeah. studios weren't ready. That's the the thing that's yep. that's that's happening right now. And that's why you see Netflix talking about, oh yeah, now we're getting they're losing, you know. And then we and we talk about Disney Plus. They're gonna hike up prices. That's the thing. Is like I don't think they were full on ready for the streaming. The streaming yet. I don't think they were ready. I I I treating streaming as a. The other problem is streaming stream is a, is a competitive product to, um, to 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 theatrical. Imagine if TV was invented and they said, "Ooh, we got to get rid of theaters now." Well, they, like, they did. They, well, they no, said they but, said but, this is the end of theaters, but they were wrong. Right. Yeah. The problem, True. These are all these are all supplementary. They all exist in in balance with each other. And the problem was right. that leading up to the pandemic and then supercharged by the pandemic there was a oh streaming is the future sure. no no streaming is not the future streaming is a part of yeah. the future streaming Art. kills streaming doesn't kill theaters streaming kills blu-ray and dvd and mm. and uh and television but it doesn't Physical it doesn't really media. kill them it just absorbs them into a here is okay. stuff you view at home on your own time versus stuff right. that you go to see as an event and those are two different experiences and two different products and you can't treat them as the same and say oh streaming exists therefore big theatrical experiences are now irrelevant no they're still relevant they're just 
need to be budgeted differently and marketed differently okay. and theaters need to be smaller and need to do raise price or whatever it is. Yes. It's, a, it's a monetization so, 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 decision. So, so what is a word that we can use to encapsulate all of this? One word, evolution. And that's kind of getting to the fundamental point that I have with respect to my stance on streaming period is too many people, Tom Cruise especially, are looking at this as an adversarial relationship. They're looking at it as an actual war. And I know we've used the phrase streaming wars a bunch of times, but the reality of the situation is that Netflix is not the canary in the coal mine. What it is, is this is the natural progression, the natural evolution of what the streaming era is actually doing. Netflix isn't losing money and switching to ad tiers and like laying off people all of a sudden because the, the model is failing. It's because for the first time in 10 years, they have legitimate competition. They actually have a case where every studio other than Sony has an app of their own and is pulling all of their content back that originally was part of that Netflix <laughs> library. So now yeah, it's Netflix, a situation well, where Netflix Netflix ran <laughs> unabated, like unopposed with no challenger for nearly a full decade. And then the pandemic happened. And you know what? Even just before the pandemic happened was when Disney Plus launched in November of 2019. And then comes HBO Max. CBS All Access was the precursor to Paramount Plus. That already existed in 2017. So it was getting there, yes, the pandemic absolutely accelerated everything, but it's an evolution. And what you were seeing now is just the natural steps of those evolution. It's not this, oh my goodness, we have to rethink everything. No, it's the next they ready change. For it. It's the next. Were, no, it's not that they weren't ready for it. It's not that they weren't ready for it. It's not that they weren't ready for it. I mean, was it accelerated? Yes. And did they adjust as best as they could because they got freaked out when for an entire year, they for 2020, so much of their revenues were destroyed by the pandemic. And there are theaters that still haven't, that, that will never reopen again. And that's, un, that's an unfortunate part of the loss. The, the, the point is, though, that we're at a point now where what is happening now just happened five or six years sooner. This was going to happen. We were going to yeah. reach this point. This was well, going the, to occur. Like you said, the evolution, you're right. That's going to happen. The evolution is going to happen. You speed up the evolution, gonna be... you're going to get some bad product. But the word yeah. that I would use instead of evolution, though, it's, it's market saturation. So like you open a lemonade stand on the on the corner of your street and then you have your other... your your potential market when you're the only lemonade stand hypothetically is the entire world mm. if you're the only lemonade stand but really practically speaking is your neighborhood right yeah. and so once all everyone on your block is coming to your lemonade stand how much more are you going to grow after that, especially if there's lemonade stands in other in other neighborhoods, and if someone wants lemonade, they don't have to come to your neighborhood. You're, there's a cap on how big you're going to be, and so what happens when Netflix subscribers drop drop off is that's the market being saturated. That's saying, oh, everyone in the neighborhood that that is going to go to the lemonade stand is going to the lemonade stand now, and so mm -hmm. but at that's that still point, part of the evolution, not, though. Well, it's 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 an evolution of the of the market as a whole. But the 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 act the step of the evolution is that the market reached saturation, and what that means is that like now that lemonade stand it makes it doesn't make as much sense to pour as much money into marketing because the the marginal benefit of each marketing dollar spent or the marginal benefit of each dollar spent on on these huge huge projects is is you know when you're a brand new lemonade stand and you and you you can spend a hundred dollars on ads to to get flyers in everybody's door in the neighborhood. And you and you know half those people come. That's great. You get that's that's uh, um, that's two dollars per per customer, right? But now all of those customers are coming. 
you're not going to spend that same hundred dollars because you're not you're, you're going to spend a hundred dollars and get two more people instead of getting spending a hundred dollars and getting 50 people right and okay. so and so what happens at, at that point is is and all businesses have a this is a cycle that all businesses go through um where there there's a growth stage and then the, and then there's like a maturation point and they have to to evolve or, or change in order to to continue to exist and that's why most businesses um the vast majority of businesses eventually die and it's not even necessarily because they fail it's because there is just a cycle and either the business uh reforms and becomes something new that continues on or it um or it or it dies or you the government bails it out and it just continues forever at the taxpayer expense that's another conversation <laughs> but but the point is that like this is a natural market cycle and so when you reach satur saturation it doesn't mean that the model has failed, but it also means that the the approach to making the product and marketing the product also is going to change. And so you're not going to okay. say, let's continue full speed ahead. You're going to say, okay, we've reached okay. saturation. Let's keep on doing part of what we're doing, but also change. we can continue servicing theatrical now because what market has the most opportunity to continue to grow? Theatrical is proven to still have value. And so don't abandon that, continue. And okay. so like for, so, so you look at Zaslav and he's got a plan for HBO Max and Discovery Max, but it's not to pour the theatrical level dollars into it. It's to continue providing and, the that level of entertainment and, there. And, and and that's fine. Like I, I'm not really arguing what I'm not really arguing that part of it. What I'm saying is that it seems to be there's this idea that you hadn't reached a point of no return with Batgirl to the point where you could cancel it and be okay. And I say that's wrong. I say that's absolutely incorrect you spent 90 million dollars on the movie you were four months into post-production you don't have to continue the plan i mean here's the thing this whole thing that you're talking about in terms of you don't want to continue like down this road where it doesn't fit your plan you were already telling me that that is the case with the rest of the dceu slate that you're going to release you're telling me that's the case with black adam you're telling me that's the case with aquaman and the lost kingdom you're telling me that's the case with shazam fear of the gods and you're telling me that's the case with the flash like we're in a point we're literally at a point now and i mean it's 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 still a hearsay point because he hasn't hired a fucking boss yet for dc studios which now still only exists as a powerpoint graphic but we're literally at a point where it's where we were at like with with Jessica Jones season three and the Punisher season two, where we knew there was no future for Marvel Netflix. It was over. They were not going to continue it. What reason do I necessarily have to watch that? And I still haven't watched those seasons, to be honest with you, because you're already telling me that that plan is dead. What am I following? What is the point? So, I think you right, but you you're, think, you're set you're set your ways on <clears throat> on this share universe on the product itself. I, I think there is there is little conversation. Of, well, Stephen has a talk a nauseum about the business aspect of it. Like if you run in a business and you said this is yes, gonna <laughs> 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 if, if you run in a business and you say okay, listen, this is not profitable. I'm not gonna either. I'm gonna close down this division or I'm gonna fire a couple of people. It happens all the time. Even like so companies they buy software that is kind of similar to theirs but you just with intent of investing this huge amount of money and then kill it and take the best ideas this because this it's is a product, the way not, exactly. because it's a commodity not exactly because it's, it's a, about the product itself it's not one little 
section that doesn't probably mean anything to 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 the to the suits of the studio. Like mm -hmm. they they're not sitting over here thinking, well, why this is not connected? Well, why is uh, J.K. Uh, Simmons there? And they're not having this conversation. They couldn't give a fuck about that. I think they they more focus on like how is this going to be beneficial uh, as a whole uh, oh, oh, monetarily oh, oh, speaking? Yeah. I think I think continuity is related, but it's not the primary one. But I was I was going to no, say real not. quick though when we're talking about like the $90 million, I think that like the argument to release Batgirl is because it's the right thing to do for artistic integrity. No, that's the, not the argument. The, well, that's no, not my argument why. anyway. Shut up, Garza. But here's why when, when, <laughs> when you bring the $90 million, <laughs> that's that's the yeah. fuck, man. Seriously. <laughs> the 90 million is a, is actually to me is, is an argument for, for why it was canceled. And, and it's, it's entirely circumstantial where, because it is a product of the of the previous regime and they're in the middle of a of a merger they have tax options that they wouldn't normally have and if that if they didn't have the option to scrap it by by writing it off as debt acquired from a previous um from a previous corporation or a previous version of the entity through a merger i don't think they would do it yeah. um or if it or if it was cheaper like if, if it wasn't but but it hits the sweet spot of a level of cost that they have the option to 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 recoup and and just scrap it mm -hmm. and so they're taking that option if that option wasn't yeah. available i think they'd continue with it if it was more expensive okay. i think they'd continue with it if it was cheaper okay. i think they'd continue with it but it hits that exact okay, so, right spot where where so, so they can recoup it and they will and it doesn't really service their plan so it's like all of those things together means they're well we have the opportunity we we've got to take it instead of continuing uh, to kick uh, uh, the can down the road when it doesn't service that. I, I, I still refuse to like even remotely admit or accept that they have a plan because they don't, but let's just throw this hypothetical out there. Well, you know, this well, whole thing about, well, let's say that, let's say they have no plan. Do, do you think they are going they to continue Hamada's plan? I don't know what they're going to do. I have no but, idea. But no, Cause well, Walter but, but Hamada is saying... still employed. Right, but you're saying I don't well, know what he's going to do. But Pam, but but Deluca and Abdi are in charge of D, of of DC. Has been explicitly stated. So Hamada has no, he he's a figurehead at most now. Okay, but he, well, but, but, but even but, that, but, but, but even the that's a problem, Stephen. The the only reason that that you so you can say that you're not convinced they have a future plan, but that would mean the argument for Batgirl is that it fits. Like that that there is a plan no. that it that it services. No, which which I think we can also say is unequivocally that's, not the case. That's not my argument. My argument is that Batgirl is, as we've talked before, a piece of content that you can still release on your streamer that original content is the lifeblood of. And if and if continuity, if Ben, if they really don't care about continuity, then why the fuck are we even talking about it? Why is that even a discussion point if they don't care about continuity? It's kind of clear that they do care about well, continuity I on some level, even on a business sense. But here, let me throw this hypothetical out just in terms of like my whole point with why it's a horrible decision to do. I mean, aside from all of the, the people that you've heard, the pundits that are like, this is unprecedented. We've never seen anything quite like this. And all the, the, the feathers that you absolutely have ruffled. You can't like argue that you haven't. All the people that you actually have pissed off doing this, this whole thing about. DeLuca and Abdi, who, by the way, should not be in charge of DC because the fucking studio head should have been hired already. But that's another part of the discussion. Well, this I whole thing about DeLuca and Abdi. service to hire this, someone and then have them release the, the, the three last films that Hamada originated. I think that I think it's if you're going to have a 10 year to, plan that you want to bring someone in and then have them start with a fresh slate and no, not I think, have I, their I think first the, three movies be someone else's. 
okay so then we're waiting until 2024 before we have a dc studio head is that what we're doing probably i mean maybe not okay, that well, oh, okay well we'll then enjoy all of the enjoy all the brent lang and adam be very like scooper madness pieces for the next 18 months but anyway back to what i was about to say let's say that you know this whole thing about deluca and abdi like trying to mend fences with leslie grace so that she can play batgirl you know, in a future dceu film and she decides to flip them off and go to marvel and go be i don't know who she would be in marvel like be one of the be one of the uh, in, in, maybe she's sue storm or maybe she's you know in one of the new x-men movies or whatever you know because the the problem it, it's not the argument isn't oh it's the right thing to do it's not that the argument is you you are putting yourselves in a position where literally creatives and the lifeblood of creatives whether they're actors or whether they are directors or writers or whatever isn't just the bottom line of their bank account it's their work it's their catalog it's what they can put on their resume and you have now created a scenario where creatives cannot fully trust you how can but they, they already, but they already crossed done? that bridge they crossed that bridge years ago though and plus that's how okay, most people this, in tv work but, do you have any idea how many tv okay. pilots are made every single year yeah. that, okay, but that this is never get seen back a tv pilot yeah. this is a fucking movie that was for it's a tv movie the year it's a streaming that, movie that she's it's, gonna, okay. she's gonna turn right. down Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers TV. come knocking. I mean, from what I from what I understood, or from what I remember, if you guys, if, it if, wouldn't be eligible for Oscars, it'd be eligible for Emmys. It's a TV movie. I'm not, that's not a, that's not okay. a, that's not a, uh, I'm not I'm not discrediting it. I'm saying functionally, you. I mean, you are discrediting it, but okay. Wait, do you think TV movies are lesser it's, it's, than theatrical movies? I don't. I'm well, just saying, but it's a but but we're talking about a different market space and. We still don't know, like no, but that is the market. It's a it's a movie that's but, made for HBO Max, which is the same, which is the same as a movie that's made for HBO, Army which is the, the same Dead, as the movie Army made the, for Army of the Dead was made for Netflix, and I saw it in a theater. Decisions can change, things can happen, so I don't, I really don't fall into that. Like it's not as black and white as that. Things could have changed with respect to how they wanted to present that film, right? No, but, the but the point is that it's it's. It's a commodity, though, and like, and the and the point of, of comparing it to, to to TV products is because of like the mountain of of TV pilots that are hour long pilots that uh, that they spend millions of dollars on not ninety million but millions of dollars get spent on these TV pilots that never see the light of day. They get written off as as tax expenses or like Game of Thrones entirely reshot their pilot. Like this this is not uncommon. It's just uncommon for movies. Especially like theatrical movies, but Batgirl's not a theatrical movie. It's a it's a streaming movie. It and wasn't I a can tell you, movie yet. But I could, but was, no, 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 I no, it, yeah, but sure. But it, that doesn't mean that it was never. I thought but, it was only going to be on HBO Max. What, am, I, am I wrong about that? It never. It never got like. Well, it, it there, never there, was like, got, there was like a UK. There was like a UK email that came out for uh, Warner Brothers UK that possibly said it might have been like a theatrical, but it it there. never got the announce. It never got the announcement yeah. like uh, Blue Beetle did. Like Blue Beetle, yeah. So I mean, mm -hmm. but, but at the no. same time, I was about to say if you and you can correct me if I'm wrong about this, but I, I know that the the new uh, the powers that be over at Warner Brothers are like we're gonna put more of a focus and, and take uh, DC more seriously. That's why we're gonna have a DC film uh, division. But if I'm not, if I'm correct me if I'm wrong, uh, but is it the DC stuff isn't the the things that were were bringing the subscribers in overall? If I'm not mistaken, um, 
was it uh a sex in the city the thing that brought in the most subscribers uh, to the to the when to it comes the to numbers it's really it's a murky uh, system totally. that they have they don't they don't yeah. Yeah, they don't know yeah, they don't they don't they don't know know they don't know they don't they have but, but, they but have Game of Thrones. they have they they right. have uh, they have a lot of the other things overall to, well, to, yeah. to think but, about but, but you but, but the, the problem though chris is you can say that about all the streamers and at this point in time what one of the biggest differences between the traditional marketplace and the streaming marketplace is that in traditional television there's a nielsen there's a comscore there's a rentrack there are third-party services that track numbers and have actually you know, like put boxes on televisions and survey mm-hmm. the audience and those are that data is what is mm-hmm. used in order to sell to, to advertisers and say, oh, right. well, this is how this, the type of rating that this show did in this market, what that show did in that market, that does not exist yet for streaming. Well, it is still, that's why it's, it's still murky. So it's a, it's a ton of self-reporting from all. But you from also all look at that. No, yeah, that's true, you also look at that okay, last part of what you said, that, though. The point that, I was, the, that I was trying to, uh, to make is that the things that are more important to us, I'm like, uh, we're, we're like with, with five guys and the things that we're watching probably the most overall is probably the DC stuff, maybe the Game of Th- uh, Thrones stuff. But there's other things that Warner Brothers is uh, has on this platform that other audiences. Like, well, are, like Scoob. Yeah, like, like Scoob. Yeah. Or like I was, I was saying, Sex in the City. Like things that yeah. we, we're probably not watching, but there's a fan base okay. that, that, that oh, those reunion a shows lot of uh, subscribers to the, to, the, uh, I to, think... the, to the platform. To, to, to piggyback on what Ray was saying like about Nielsen, the, the fundamental difference and the reason that streaming numbers are such a complicated thing and why I, I, I kind of hate the like obsession over like, but what are the numbers is because if someone has like cable TV or broadcast TV, for the most part, they have access to the same channels. And so, yeah, each channel has a general base, but like anyone can channel flip, no problem. You can't channel flip between HBO Max and Amazon Prime unless you subscribe to both of them. And also, even then, you're not channel flipping. You don't press the channel up button and go to another streaming service. No, you're you, turning one off. You're turning one yet. app off and the other one on. Exactly. And you pay individually right. for both of them. And so, and they both have different... Right. And <laughs> I know. Both, I was like, someone's going to create that. Yeah, Sorry. And oh, it's going to have... Yeah. And you have two different subscriber bases. And so, and so you know... 100 million people watching something on Netflix is not the same thing as 100 people, million people watching something on HBO Max because you're talking about a different percentage of, of subscribers. You're also talking about um, different price points. You're also talking about like how many people subscribed to watch that. And so like Nielsen, for example, is a very relevant thing for TV because what they're measuring is how valuable is this, is this network at this time during this show for advertisers. Advertisers right. want to get in front of eyeballs. Yeah. When streamers make the money off of off of subscriptions, so it doesn't matter how many people watch something. If they it, like, if, if everybody subscribes to watch Sex in the City, it doesn't matter if if every single person on HBO Max watches the Snyder Cut. If the Snyder Cut, uh, I, I'm I'm choosing a bad example because I'm I, I'm not citing data for that. And I'm but like if the Snyder Cut didn't generate any new subscribers right. for HBO Max. It doesn't matter if it got 700 million views if everyone that watched it subscribed they because they subscribed watched before, yeah. because they subscribed to watch Wonder Woman 1984. Right. Like right. and so and so that's not to say like the numbers don't matter, but in terms of like monetization, you're talk we're using numbers that were designed to measure the successful monetization of a different platform. Mm-hmm. 
to, to measure right. something that has no like why does it matter who watched something on Netflix versus Amazon Prime ver or even two different things on Netflix compared to each other it doesn't matter the only data that yeah. matters is whatever Netflix has internally which is how many people subscribed right. to watch a certain show and why should and, they and, and, and how why should that reveal why should they reveal that to anybody that's that's and, internal and, numbers and, like and, what and, value does that have to a consumer and, other than and, like and even, stockholders and even with any with respect to that like a great example Chris of the self reporting is what happened a day or two ago with the whole with Boris Kitt's whole thing. And I don't know if he wrote the Twitter headline or somebody else did, but the whole thing about Disney topping Netflix oh. in sub yeah. subscribers, right. you know, 200, 221 million. Now he didn't, yeah. he didn't write what the headline wasn't wrong. He just ignored the plus everybody, but everybody I saw immediately after it was posted three or four people, Disney plus just beat out Netflix. No Disney and Hulu and ESPN Plus combined beat out Netflix. Right. And, oh, yeah. and Hotstar, too, I think, right? Doesn't that include what is ESPN? it? ESPN. Well, but you're also talking about, and I guess I've got an article coming on this, so a little preview, but you're talking about... Um, on what? On ScreenRant.com. There, there you go. But you're talking about um, if someone is paying for Hulu <laughs> and for Disney Plus, are they, they double-counted? Also, Disney right. Plus is a ton of free subscriptions. Are those all paid subscriptions? Yes, like exactly. So that's not to say that this has to discredit and, that and, and say Disney is not actually doing a good job. It's to say right. that's not an apples to apples comparison. What it's value does that to have apples? to say there's more hey, than Netflix right. when there's different because, price points? Some of them aren't paying. Some of them are double counted, triple counted even. Right. Like, and they're not going to release that. Like they didn't. They didn't tell us how right. much is bundles. Right. And they didn't why tell should us they? How many were free accounts? And they, no, there's no reason for. You're right. There's no. Yeah. It's no. just like there's no reason for HBO Max to do it for anybody that has them through AT and T, or any. You're, you know, yeah. like, you're, you're same, 100%, same, same example. Uh, you're 100 percent right. It's it's just like when I say I've I've uh laid, been in bed with uh a hundred supermodels. It might have been the same supermodel a hundred times, <laughs> but right. my math is still. And she was in a Victoria's Secret. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Fair you know, point. Know, Chris. Fair right. point. Well, and 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 the supermodel's name was Peacock. Right. Right. And you, <laughs> you know, because well, because well, because Peacock's another example. Because if you have a Comcast subscription, a Comcast cable subscription, if you have not right. cut the cord from them, and they've been bleeding millions over the last mm. five or six years, because people have cut the cord and gone strictly to internet, which is why they started issuing out those internet those streaming boxes for people that stuck around. But if you have a Comcast subscription, you have free access to Peacock. Right, right. Those numbers, but but they're never going to count those in in an actual report when they tell you how many subscribers Peacock has. Like they're not going to break all of that down. Like it's yeah. this is where the self reporting comes into play. With all, yeah, like, you know, was, uh, now that you mentioned that, because they have all the streaming, uh, Disney has uh, Hulu, H, uh, um, Disney Plus, and uh, ESPN. And so you know, like most of us have uh, all these. Well, I do. I have I have Hulu, Disney Plus, and ESPN. I have the bundle. I, I have the bundle. Yeah, right. So all this are three different uh, accounts, and you're paying three different bills. So I don't think they will fold everything into one because one, they're gonna lose two additional uh, uh, payments that they get from me every month, and plus they're gonna get, reduce the numbers that they already have accounted for so right so now i, don't, I, I think they, have, I think I, they I, eventually I, will but after they balloon they, after they increase the the, the subscription right, price but, plus you pay three do you have the bundle no i, I, have, no, the, I, have, I have hulu i have the disney and, and uh the disney okay. and hulu 
because my Disney Hulu ESPN Plus bundle is paid through Hulu. I don't pay three. I don't the pay 14, ESPN the separately, Hulu separately and twelve dollars. The fourteen ninety nine bundle. I guess. I guess that's what it is. I don't know. Like, I mean, all I know is I only only get a charge from Hulu. I don't get a charge from Disney Plus or a charge from ESPN. I get a charge from Hulu. Okay. That's so I I, will now see this stream. No, no, no. Well, here, well, no, 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 you're right. Okay. No, you're right. The bundle, the bundle covers the whole, the whole thing. You're right. right. And, 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 and Disney Plus separately. And, and to your point, Chris, get as as they announced, get ready for your Disney Plus bill to rise right, to ten ninety nine later this year. Because, yeah. Well, and, and and that's you know, and, and the, the whole ad thing that we were talking about earlier with Stephen, like it, it it didn't surprise me one bit when Netflix said they were going in that direction because everybody's already either in that direction or headed towards that direction uh, like hbo max went to that direction paramount plus is already in peacock have already d- done that direction now disney plus is joining that group and they're going to be in that direction because they're all this is where i talk about it being the evolution and what dave said is a minute ago is spot on all of this i i, I tell people this at work all the time the what we're doing is cable isn't going away cable is changing cables it's it's changing from coaxial cable that you plug in your wall to ethernet cable at some point by the end of this decade somebody Um, it probably sooner than that someone is going to bundle netflix and disney plus and paramount plus and hbo max and give you a package deal for all of them they will be channels you will just pay for them you'll pay one company for that or it might might be apple might be amazon who knows because those are the two big whales that can do whatever the fuck they want i think there were laws and it will be cable over the internet it will be cable there were laws put in place uh, to prevent those kind of things though um yeah but you know what's that 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 was all over for the cable company when I worked for the cable company, I was like, I was telling customers this. I was telling you and coworkers, I'm like, as soon as it's just going to be like, you just need a modem, wireless modem, and that's it. You need a modem, and then you're not going to need cable boxes and blah, blah, blah. Yep. I, I, I was actually talking with this with somebody, uh, I think today or yesterday. I was like, man, it's amazing how people still have cable. They pay for the like a cable package, and they only watch like five channels, six channels, yep. and, but they have like, you know 200 channels it's like you're not even watching that i'm like it it still amazes me that people still pay for that and it's just yeah it's nuts but yeah well and and, and ben to what you were like the the whole thing about regulations in place that all that went out the window the moment at&t bought time warner because that was literally vertical integration that the department of justice and all the regulators allowed And at that mm-hmm. and at that point, it, that's why when everybody was, you know, when everybody was freaking out about Disney buying Fox and they were like, oh, my God, monopolies and antitrust. I said, no, you all need to be paying attention to AT&T Time Warner. That's the real move. Vertical integration, a content, cre- an Internet service provider op- and owning a content creator. So, no, all bets are off, man. That's Apple the, and that's Amazon the real everybody, man. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, yeah, I agree. No, yeah, he's right. But off, off uh, subject real quick to talk about, uh, go back to the Netflix uh, conversation again. The one thing uh, about uh, Netflix is uh, that's different from the, the other streamers, are like for comparing it to like Amazon, for example, like the street, like their streaming uh, service and uh, the movies and the TV shows that they, pro- that, that they provide, that's, that's all that they, that they have versus like Amazon. 
Amazon, where they get the bulk of their money, doesn't come from their streaming. They're, you know, there's they're, they're, they got packages in front of my house uh, right now. That's where they're, they're these are mm-hmm. Apple and Amazon, those companies Apple, like that. It, yes. they, they're, they're sitting on cash on top of cash on top of cash because because mm-hmm. uh, they, they, they can play that long game. But Netflix, they're like, why the hell didn't you go to uh, advertisement years ago? You saw the writing on the wall. You saw that these other companies were copying what what you were doing they were going to take their tv shows and their movies and their stuff away back from you and, and create their own platforms like they, that's why the netflix started creating uh, original content because they thought that they had time to uh compensate for all that but then the pandemic See. like you said the evolutions got sped up and then mm-hmm. now look what's happening to netflix but it's they like, didn't have the right leadership who uh, because if they had the right leadership they would have made the tough decision of adding ads to their uh, platform so yeah they, they should have did it well, sooner they, but they, they yeah. couldn't have predicted yeah. the pandemic though right no they couldn't but the thing is that they, they were they, always they, adamant. To Bill Gates, there was, <laughs> yeah they, they were always adamant about oh no we're never gonna put ads on our on our platform right, right. then everybody else started doing it and then it saw the writing on the wall oh this motherfuckers I, I, are making I, money over I, fish i knew that was bull i knew that was bullshit the moment i mean i he be- yeah. they believed that but i knew it i knew that was yeah. never gonna last yeah. I knew they were, we're, we're never we're never Flipping that, we're we're always gonna let you binge watch our seasons, and then when Disney started, when the Mandalorian was a week by week, and it was like, huh, the old school way is uh, it's it's, it's better, you know. Well, it, 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 what it, I'm surprised, it, it, what I'm surprised yeah. is that they still holding on to that binge old, model. They're yeah, putting that binge everything model. on one shot. Right. Like, I think this uh, this I, other I, platform I mean, are taking benefits of of uh, a scheduled TV. You got to come yeah. and watch it every Thursday night, yeah. uh, midnight. Well, well, what that does though, because because I know. I know where you're going with that. And people have said this to me. They've said that the binge model, what it robs Netflix of is continued conversation for weeks at a time Mm. and even months at a time. Here's the thing. What that does is that pigeonholes you. It puts you in a corner where you're you have to make more hits because Mm -hmm. if you're not if your hits are not going to last for like that for like seven, eight weeks, then you need more of them in order to pull on. and, And to Netflix's credit. They don't have a problem with that. That's almost a great metaphor. If that that hit doesn't last long, (laughs) the right the the discussion around that too is almost more of a branding thing than it is a like Netflix is making decisions from from their data. It's not like like the the weekly release. It generates like the water cooler discussion and makes the shows like a a a part of the like cultural lexicon or part of the zeitgeist. Mm. But it doesn't necessarily boost viewership. And in some cases, especially right. with a lot of the Netflix stuff, you see like, um, like uh, what was the uh, what was the chess series? Um, oh, Queen's that, Gambit. That, uh, Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Queen's Gambit. Um, yep. It's a good example of like the only reason that was successful was because people were discovering it when all the episodes were available. Um, and now you're starting to see stuff like, um, right. and the, the whole benefit of streaming is that you can mix up that that you know the going back to like the monetization model. Streaming is a, is an evolution of like. They're fitting everything into this. What is a movie versus TV? Um, but you look at like you know YouTube and, and TikTok are like really the streaming giants. If you're going to be talking about like time spent, like they're killing all of the time other spent, platforms. Yes. Oh and, yes. Yeah, and and that doesn't mean that like the, the content is better or that it's necessarily more valuable. But it's a, but the the whole point is that the idea of like formatting of content. What aspect ratio is it? How long is it? Is it serialized? Is it an is it an anthology? Is it released all all at once? Can is you it binge six it? episodes? You to, is it eighteen episodes? Like, right? That's yeah. all. That's all just a, a an example of, of a medium. Or you look at stuff yeah. like you know Watchmen was released um, was released serially. You know a lot of the a lot of most like 
you know, Christ on an infinite earth. We talk about these things as, as monolithic, like, like graphic novels. That's not how they were released. That's just how we consume them now. And so Netflix right. has been, and so you see like with stranger things, I think finally they're starting to break that up where they're like, Oh, let's break up, dump a lot of the episodes, but then we'll break. And then we'll do the finale. A few and, weeks later. A months, and you're also yeah. talking about like a movie length finale versus like, you're starting to see like flexibility in the yeah. format. Or, or like you look at like a lot of their animated stuff. I really, really loved the um, Voltron Legendary Defender show. I thought that was phenomenal. The a lot of their series. animated stuff, they start dropping in like six episodes every three months or something like that. And and that creates a situation where like, sure, it's still bingeable, but also you've got this steady trickle of like you, you get kind of the best of both worlds. Yeah. And so, you know, once again, with with TV, that's relevant because you're talking about eyeballs, you're talking about brand partnerships and marketing and, and, and ratings and that all matters in that sense where you're talking just about subscribers dropping it weekly versus binge model doesn't really matter as much so much as like what serves the content the most and I think that episodic is and definitely great case by case, for yeah. certain content mm -hmm. but honestly for everything and so you'll see even with Disney Plus they'll drop two three episodes of certain shows at first to get people invested and then they'll do weekly after that and so I think that Whereas once now that we have market saturation, the more the the longer we go along, you're going to see less of a fire hose of content, and you're going to see more of these. Let's drop two episodes here, three episodes there. Mm -hmm. Let's do a full length finale. Let's you know s spread the stuff out. Let's you know maybe like like I've been saying for 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 a while now, and a lot of this is just due to like legacy um, contracting for the way this stuff works out. But like, why can't you buy like a Game of Thrones pass from AMC and then go? weekly to watch each episode in a theater and so i think that eventually we're going to see that type of thing where like mm. if you have a netflix subscription maybe next netflix will even own theaters and as a if oh. you have a, if you have a higher tier plan and so but no, no, again, it's that not happen. for everything though and so like for example no. you'll mm -hmm. see like 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 and netflix has started to dabble so like for example like when Zack Snyder drops like Rebel, uh, or Rebel Moon or whatever, yeah. maybe so maybe you'll have a like look at look at what HBO Max did with like the Batman. They lost out on some of the box office potential of that, but they they maximized the streaming potential. And so when you talk about the numbers, oh, the streaming numbers might have been bigger if they had made it streaming exclusive. The box numbers might have been bigger if they had run it for longer at the box office, but they right. they made a decision about when to stop it in in theaters and move it to streaming. They and found so a balance. They found yeah, exactly. a balance with that movie. And whether or not that, that's the perfect balance or, or not, the point is that I think that you're going to see that for a lot more content in the future. And so for, for Netflix stuff, um, especially, you know, Netflix doesn't even have to own theaters. Maybe they'll, they'll have agreements with Cinemark or whoever. Um, but where you'll see like a 30-day a window for, you know, Rebel Moon – and then and then it hits streaming after that, know. and so you still yeah. have that theatrical experience, and you have the IMAX. experience. But what if you do yeah, that with shows? That or, IMAX? <laughs> what if you can see a show oh, a day yeah. early in theaters, and then and then the next day, um, the next day on streaming or whatever? Um, and and so, you're, so like, like if you show up with your phone, you have a QR code because you subscribe mm -hmm. to that. That'd be kind of cool. It's yeah. like boop. All right, yeah, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, it, 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 I like it, that. It's, it's it's a great point, Stephen. Because you know, people, I, I try I remind people of this. Netflix is not theatrical averse. They're home release averse. They're not theatrical averse. They've released plenty of movies yeah. theatrically. Like I said earlier, I saw Army of the Dead in theaters. So it, it's they don't have any aversion to theaters. They just don't like home releases. Right. Which well, they because they, because be, so, because yeah. well, and that's a good example of like 
and I think HBO Max, like we'll see where, where things go with Warner Brothers Discovery, but you see them releasing a lot of stuff that was streaming exclusive on home media because there are people that will buy that. And like mm-hmm. the type of people that are going to are gonna buy, the, you know, the Zack Snyder's Justice League box set and the Steelbook and the, you know, and all this stuff. I still have an HBO Max subscription. I also have physical copies of it. There are people who would buy box sets of Stranger Things and not cancel their Netflix subscription. Absolutely, yes. But... When you when the primary focus is to grow streaming at all costs, you're going to right. see that aversion. Whereas I, I I wouldn't be shocked to see Netflix start to do more physical releases and start to do more, because they, because they, they, it's no longer theaters is still a captive audience. Whereas a a, a home release or a physical release releases a little bit of, of that captive audience. But if you have street um theater a theater release where you can only see it in theaters, and then you have a streaming release where it's only available on streaming, and then and then sometime later you have a physical release, you you triple dip into the right. into the monetization of that without <laughs> losing the monthly um, um, uh, repeating subscriber benefit, which is really yeah. where streaming benefits is that like people are spending more money on Netflix than they would have spent in theaters previously, and they're making right. more money yearly than than you know any studio has ever made in history in a single yeah. year um well, it, it, right and so the difference between buying one ticket at one time as opposed to here's my credit card number oh i've forgotten about it for seven to eight months oh right. i'll just keep paying for it <laughs> well but so, also you can just jump on anytime and watch and watch whatever you want that they've got and so like there's so there, there's benefits to all of these things and part of the problem is 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 they're still discovering they're a lot of it is contracts you know streaming windows were a problem for a long time with when stuff can be released mm-hmm. where there's also yep. contracts for home media releases and I'm, i i don't know if that impacts theaters or not but there's a lot of like like you look at like the nfl has like a 10-year contract with 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 certain networks for for how they're streaming mm-hmm. but like you look at sports would be phenomenal on and, and you start to see that with like um i think amazon is talking about having like um who is it like bro bible or one of those well, one of well, those guys uh, doing no no it, it's no, already it's happening with baseball it's already gonna, happening with baseball oh, okay yeah. but it's all it's also funny that you brought up nfl because what did they just buy thursday night football amazon right. owns thursday night football well the only, and, the and, only, and, i didn't know that I didn't and know that. Gonna, Al, Ma- Al, Al Michaels went over there. See, yeah. And and but see what I was talking about with baseball sometimes because I own you know I I have my subscription so I can watch all the Giants games except when they play the Dodgers. God damn it! But anyways, but like there's sometimes where it's like oh yeah your your yours is blacked out because it's on Apple TV. I went what the fuck like yeah. what mm-hmm. it's on Apple and, TV and that's all okay. just a holdover from the old network way. But like yeah. who's ever watched like I used to I'd, I'd watch I'd watch the NFL and I'd have my fantasy up on one on one window and i'd have the nfl game on the tv and then i'd have a tablet with like a game like a play-by-play breakdown to like follow or you've got like your red zone pass and you're following all these different games when we we're finally free of this like legacy way that all of this all of this is run what's to stop you from like the the optimal way to view this stuff is to be able to say like oh give me an overlay on the game that shows like oh i want i want the yellow 10 yard line to show up turn it toggle that on and off i want you know give me a tracer on the ball so i can follow the ball toggle that on and off. like all of these little things that like you see on some games that, or give me an instant so replay even is from the future or yep. like you know everyone everyone who, who who follows like any sports but you know nfl like is is my primary experience but you'll have people watch a game and they're like, oh, these announcers suck because it's an out-of-market game. And let's it's the, change the, let's change and so, the announcer. So let's listen to the radio. 
Well, yeah. and now what they do, they delayed the radio so that it doesn't sync up with the TV right. because they want yeah. you to watch the 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 official. But like, what if you could say like, oh, I don't like these announcers. Let me like, like change let's, his voice. Like, why can't you have a Twitch streamer doing the yeah. doing the play yeah. by play? Or they're all. And, I mean, and, they, they, and, and they're leaning toward that, Stephen. That is oh, yeah. that yeah. that's, 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 that's that's You hear yeah. that with any recounts or descriptions of this game that are unauthorized or subject to law. Like those are all part of yeah. every. Because because that's all tightly controlled. I'm not saying that like any random person should have licensing to be able to do that. But why can't you say like give me the color commentary, give me the play by play, or like you could even say, give me the fantasy. I'm watching only for fantasy, so you can turn to like a fantasy announcer who's gonna say like that play just earned so and so this many fantasy points. Yeah. Like like you can like that streaming. Hasn't... No one's doing that already. No, no one is doing I, that. I, Oh no, yeah, they, they are. I, I was able to turn on the director's commentary and have Kevin Smith uh call the, the game uh, yesterday. It was awesome. I'm telling you, man. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be crazy in the future. Yeah, but like all that but a lot of that stuff is part of that is just the market developing and learning how to adapt to this stuff, but a lot of it is due to like there are there are contracts that the NFL has signed with certain networks that are like 10, 20 years long that are like nobody else can do this for this time. And so, and those contracts were based on like a pre-streaming age, where where the idea of of being able to say like, you know what, I'd rather hear Tony Romo call this game, like, and then and then uh, you know, obviously you're gonna have no a like, big name. <laughs> I mean, I like <laughs> hey, I like Tony Romo. I like him. No, I like no, him. No, but no, I, I I'm joking, of course, because never say no one, but just you know, right? But <laughs> um. But obviously, like, the big it, guys like, like Tony Romo are going to be like like more like you're not. It's not well, going to be like oh he's not going to be the alternate well, announcer. Well, did you see like last but, season when um uh um Jesus Christ I'm totally, uh, Peyton Manning and uh and Eli Manning? Yeah, were doing, that's, that's like, a phenomenal example yeah. of that's the type yep. of thing. Or, and people exactly. were loving that because they were able to like oh I, they were actually they could cuss. I mean that's the thing is like another thing is like right. you can have an uncensored like commentary that you could pick from, and I think a lot of people were kind of gravitate towards that because like yeah, yeah we want to well, hear some f-bombs and shit like well, that you well know? and like and, well and like even in the college games dave like the like college football mm. playoff like you can turn to like the coaches stream and like oh, listen, yeah. to a bunch, li listen to a bunch of coaches call the game that or, or, too or, or, or like right or like the sky cam stuff like yeah like yeah. or like, turn on and off the helmet cams of whatever whoever is like oh yeah you yeah. put on your oculus and you're just like and, there's a helmet <laughs> cam, and you're the, the fucking quarterback or like my god up. Or like you could say, yeah, give give Jeez, me. The... You take an edible and you do that shit. You're like, oh fuck, <laughs> yeah, no. Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm telling you, the future is, you know, it's coming up, man. When it no, comes to that it's, stuff, yeah. it's pretty and, much and... here. I mean, it's yeah. Talking about yeah, the future, it, it, you guys, how oh, do you guys dude, feel about the future perfect. of the DCU with uh, Berlanti running the show? Oh, yeah, I was going to bring up that, too. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Ben. I got to I gotta back out. Uh, for okay. My wife has been looking at me for the past hour. Like, <laughs> what the hell? I'm like, okay, I was wondering right. why your your the, your room was turning more red because I was like, oh, oh, yeah, yeah, happening. Yeah. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to back out, guys. I appreciate the chat, man. I was, it was right. great listening. Uh, oh, yeah, thanks, Chris. Appreciate it, man. All right, promote yourself first. First, like per you know yeah. t3 medias all that stuff yeah, yeah. oh yeah t uh, check uh, check us out t3 medias uh we uh, talk entertainment news uh do movie reviews and uh do some reactions uh, as well every every week mostly on on wednesdays uh yeah. every week channel quick question chris for you where'd you get that shirt um i i can't even remember um <laughs> i i, I want to say i honestly want to say walmart 
<laughs> really? You know what? It would, you know, no, it nice would not surprise me. It would not, this yeah. is a Walmart yeah. shirt too. This is a Walmart yeah. flash shirt too. There's so some I, hidden, there's some hidden, gems some hidden gems, yeah. especially yeah. Star yes. Wars t-shirts. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah, they yeah. If you can, if you can just uh, wrestle them out of that. If I had to wrestle it out of this five-year-old uh, hands, I punched him right in the forehead. Got oh, it. Oh damn. Awesome. <laughs> Worth it. No, no. But I think yeah, I think I think it was Walmart. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. All right. No, that's not. I like that. I like that a lot. That's nice. All right, guys. Have a good one, man. You can appreciate it. All right. Take it easy. All right. Man. Take it easy, man. Take it easy. Appreciate it. Okay. Um, but yeah, Berlanti yeah. has been thrown on the uh, on the uh, the table right there, which is like you know, I mean, obviously some people, you know, when it comes to that, I mean, I, I remember hearing that too. His name was like going to be dropped, and I'm like, okay, um, yeah. I mean, I have mixed feelings. <laughs> Ray, can I ask how name dropping Greg Berlanti is any different than name dropping Deborah Snyder or Jim Lee or yeah, it could be one of those. Well, no, what's the, sounds more reasonable. Sounds more reasonable because like Debbie coming back. I mean, that when I hear that, I go like, she's not going to want to, if you're talking about a Kevin Feige figure, he's a lot more believable as someone in the studio. Exactly. Yeah. Too. And I think that, but, and I know a lot of people like have an opinion of him because of the CW and I'm not like, Obviously, I'm a fan of those shows from anyone that knows like the way I talk about them. But, right. um, and I'm not not a huge Berlanti fan either. But I think that what's important to talk about when you're talking about a, a, an overseer producer position like that is like look at look at Kevin Feige's filmography before taking on on Marvel and like a lot of the Marvel movies that he'd been a yes. part of. That's not yeah. necessarily for a producer position like that. That's not indicative of the type of products that they're going to make. Correct, Berlanti right. overseeing the CW verse does not mean that he makes CW level stuff. It just means True. that he was responsible for overseeing a universe that the job of the universe was to make CW stuff. Yeah. He, he's made movies that, that, that are, that are, that are, that are not CW movies that, that were like really well, well received. And so like, as a, as a producer, it's like saying like, you know, you look at someone like James Gunn making Scooby-Doo or whatever and being like, Oh, that guy wrote Dawn of the Dead. How can he make Scooby-Doo? Like, well, that's not, <laughs> that's not how that works. Right. Somebody actually um, brought, I was, I, I was the, one of those because, Everybody's reaction about this news is just like oh. <laughs> everybody's, reaction, just everybody's reaction has been it's like got. really negative about uh, the possibility of him being the Kevin Feige type. Well, and and, and they all think, I, oh, I they're just gonna turn it into the CW. And it's well, like, yeah, yeah I don't know what that means. It's the most, <laughs> it's the stupidest thing I heard because I'm not a. It's not that I'm, I'm I don't care. I honestly don't. Uh, but this because I was never a fan of the CW. But I'm not gonna judge his uh his ability to bring out a good product just on the basis of whatever he's done in the cw everything that he's done with the cw is because he has been working on a specific on cw money in uh, cw writers cw uh directors so that doesn't mean that if uh, somebody like um let's say that they do give him the job that was <laughs> <laughs> sorry, I was like paying attention to Steven right now. That was amazing. Ben, ben, that was amazing what you just... said, but I don't know. I Steven, what the fuck did you just do? I know. Steven just like did some magical shit right now. <laughs> I swear sorry. I heard the tra- I heard the tra- I heard the Transformers noise. Uh, like where was I should have turned off my camera and mic for that. So, oh. Sorry, sorry, Ben. <laughs> I didn't hear that. I was talking to myself. No, no, no. no, we, no we were no, listening. I heard, what ben, was, no, I, I heard yeah. what ben was saying, but I, I just, just sorry. Like, it's what uh, did he do? Did he fart? <laughs> no, no, he, he just, just he sat down. He sat down, oh. and his camera went. 
<laughs> yes, I missed that. His camera followed him basically. Oh, Steve, you're muted. You're muted. You're, you're muted. Not you, you're muted. I, I my my camera is on a tripod on my on my standing desk, and I lowered the desk down so it. <laughs> oh, you have a standing. Okay. okay. Wow. Okay. Cool. Oh yeah. man, that was that's cool. That was amazing. No, he I, tried to do it so not. He was like, "Oh, I'm gonna sit down right now." As you were talking, Ben, and it was just like. It, sorry that was that was that was very that was very nicely done but no ben okay as as as, as the resident tracking shot it, it was a tracking shot as the <laughs> as the the resident cw defender of oh yeah that's true the, uh, can, your level can, of crap can i say why i don't like the idea of greg berlanti taking it over here's the thing like there's a couple of things with this first of all like, and it has nothing to do, obviously, with it. No, the CW content argument, ridiculous. We're talking about, like, there's two things here. One that nobody's mentioning with respect to the qualities that you want the head of DC Studios to have. But the first thing is, I know that he can be in charge of a television universe. How well does, and I know he's done movies, I get it. But how well does that translate to being the head of a comic book movie studio. I don't know. I have too many questions with respect to that, but here's the other big thing that nobody's bringing up when it comes to what you, what they need. There, there's a number of things that this DC studios head must have like non-negotiables as far as I'm concerned. Like it has to be someone studio. that, that ha it has to be its own studio. And on top of that, real autonomy, no reporting to Abdi and DeLuca. You only report to Zaslav directly, and you have the autonomy to build your own plan and talk to Big Boss same way that Feige does. But here's the other thing. The, the real big thing that nobody's mentioning, you must have a PR component to the job. Because what does Feige do? Feige is the one that goes up and is, he's at Hall H, getting everybody hyped up for the next thing, and they're chanting, we love you, Kevin. He is the face of the franchise. He is controlling the narratives. And my God, Warner Brothers has the worst fucking PR of maybe well, any of these studios that's also over the last number of years. That, that's assuming that he won't have that in place when he comes in. Well, I haven't seen evidence that he does. That's well, he's not even I, hired I, to the job, so how the fuck are well, we going to oh, know? Oh, oh, well, well, no, but, but 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 here's the thing, Ben. Like, As somebody that has followed the Arrowverse, I've heard more from Mark Guggenheim and the end and Sarah Schechter and the individual showrunners for the shows than I have from Greg Berlanti. So I can at least say I've heard from the underbosses more than I've heard from the big boss. And if he, if he understands, like if he goes to, if he understands that he's got to have that component in terms of being in charge of the cinematic universe, then fine. But I reserve the right to have those questions because I haven't seen it in practice yet. Okay. That's fair. I mean, but, I'm, 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 I, I honestly don't care if they do hire him, but I, I just think that um, everybody that's complained about him, like all the complaints that I'm hearing, are completely just they make absolutely no sense. Because if you're gonna just argue, is your argument is based on the CW or whatever he's done before, that's just a stupid argument because you don't know how far he can take this universe. Well, besides, and who knew who Kevin dude, Feige was it, and what kind of a presence did he have? Look, even Kevin phase, Feige was involved. No even like, X-Men on the first X-Men. Your mic is all fucked up, dude. Your mic is really. My mic is. Yeah. Sorry. Or is it me? Or is it me? <laughs> how do I sound? Uh, it's because you lowered your desk. Yeah. No, I I, okay. I heard. Like, oh. How did? Or, I, um, okay. But like, uh, but like. 
even even phase okay, one of the good. MCU, like who knew who Kevin Feige was like before Age of Ultron? Nobody. Right? Like the like the whole like Kevin Feige is a thing is a name people came to know like when they came out and announced that like phase two and three plan. Okay. At the Chinese theater. Yeah. Was that where they did that? Yeah. Um, and and so like mm-hmm. you look at how many movies had already been completed and and like how many movies like which movies were being announced at that point in time, and so like the notion of Kevin Feige's job even including that like figurehead kind of position was was not an inherent part of his job in the early days of the MCU and even even still you you talk about what's uh Nate um. Oh, what's the name? The other big MCU producer has a lot of. Uh, um, oh, a lot of oh, I know too. what you're talking about. Shit, I um, can't think of his name. Uh, it's Nate, uh, and there's a lady too. I forgot her name. Oh. Well, there's Victoria Alonso. Nate Moore. Victoria Alonso, yes. And yeah, Nate, um, Nate Moore. But then what? What about uh, the other? What about Louis? Louis the Esposito. How long has he been yeah. there? Well, he was there. TV, you go. Right? There's is him. he still doing? Is he still? Is he doing movie stuff? Or I thought he was doing movie stuff. I thought he Maybe. and Victoria were. Um, Am I thinking of? Is wasn't he the one who was doing like behind all the Netflix shows? No, that was uh, who was that? I don't think it was him, but I don't remember who it oh, was. Oh no, that was um, that was uh, what's his name? He wrote. Uh, um, am I thinking of? Um, sh- give me two seconds here. Uh, Loeb. Is okay. that Jeff Loeb that I'm thinking of? Oh, oh, uh, yes. I think it, yes. Yeah. Loeb is the one that historically, that like infamously said it's all connected oh, yeah. when it really wasn't. Oh, honestly, yeah. <laughs> with respect yeah. to Marvel Netflix, no, I, Stephen, I hear what you're saying in terms of you're right. The PR component of his job didn't even exist until like halfway through Phase Two. Can we agree though that DC is in a different place with respect well, yeah, to that? Sure. But yeah, my, that's, that's part of the problem of of inherently though in talking about we need a Kevin Feige an MCU style plan and a Kevin Feige style figurehead is that you reverse engineering a role that even Marvel didn't create in, like intentionally from the beginning is your right. is is the the whole problem with with years of the DCU is to say is to try to create something that the MCU didn't create from scratch like the the character selection that they have the producers who were in charge even look at like paramount's involvement in phase one like that's not like like and they talk about a 10-year plan you look at like the alternate the alternate post-credit scenes for for uh, iron man even like name drop spider-man and stuff like that yep. they wanted shang chi yeah. to be in like the original avenger like in all there's... in all the drama between paul mutter and, and feige and the directions yeah. that they wanted to take yeah. this and so so after the fact it's always in the in the 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 man. The man will always say, "Oh, that was the plan all along." When it goes well, and when it doesn't go well, they say, "Oh, that wasn't the plan. We're going to get back to the plan." Um, and so the problem is that DC is is trying to reverse engineer something that was not reverse engineered. Um, and right. so when and so I'm always going to push back against like saying like, oh, we need a Kevin Feige figure who does X, Y, and Z. No, no, you need someone who can run a studio. And then there's nothing wrong with having somebody else be the the promotional figurehead or someone else, or like letting the directors take charge or like, it, and well, the it, problem okay. is they it, need a system and a plan in place to handle that. Right. The problem like under Snyder, for example, was he was doing something and the studio was, was, was preaching something different than what he was making. The studio was was marketing an MCU style franchise and Snyder wasn't making an MCU style franchise and there was no cohesion between the two. So, so you so, need that cohesion, so, right. but you don't need 
the figurehead to be the one that does all so, those things. So, 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 all right, hypothetical. He could, he could, and may but, arguably should. He, he, right, but, of course. But, but, I, yeah. I, but, I, but, yeah. But, but, hypothetical, like, like I was saying before, like I was telling Ben, I've seen, I've heard more from like Guggenheim and Schechter and others with the Arrowverse than I have from Berlanti. Let's say, hypothetically speaking, Berlanti were to become in charge of it, and he is in charge of DC Studios, he has that autonomy, but he finds another Guggenheim or another Schechter that is the PR hype person like Guggenheim really has been for the last number of years with the Arrowverse. Like the Crisis on Infinite Earth stuff, they never talked to Berlanti, they talked to Guggenheim. He was the one giving all the quotes, he was the one talking about this is what everybody did, like he really was the figurehead whenever they talked to anybody with respect to that. If he found somebody else to do that, and control the narrative of PR, fine. Just somebody fucking do it. Somebody fucking control the PR <laughs> with respect to DC. Because it, it no, no one do. is doing it. And it's not a bad idea for him to have, like, to, not, not for lack of a better word, on the studies of working under him to do the job. I think the sign of a good leader is to have good, strong people around you to do certain, some of the heavy lifting. And I think uh, even though he's probably not going to be upfront about the PR portion, I'm more interested on him finding the right directors, the right writers, the right people, yeah. the right cast for the for the roles. I don't I don't care if he ever show his face as long as I'm the product that he's putting out or producing is cohesive, is good, is it, it in in it, it, give, it makes you proud of, of the stuff that you that you're watching. I, 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 I don't disagree with that, Ben, but I also think that because of the, f the history of this franchise over just the last five or six years and maybe even longer than that, I do think that on some level you can't ignore the PR when it comes to transparency, right? Because again, why are we like, let's say hypothetically, let's say we are in a, a, in a position where we're not getting ahead of DC studios until 2024 that means we have 18 more months of, you know, shit pieces from Brent Lang and Adam B. Very about, you know, so-and-so aging out of the role or this happening here. And we're going to hear nothing but rumors and Scooper Madness is going to do everything they can to wind us up for the next year and a half <laughs> right. because we don't Scooper have Madden. definitive answers to shut them down. Right. That's what the reason mm -hmm. this doesn't happen to Marvel is because Feige and Alonzo and D'Esposito and everybody there have made it very clear what their plan is and has shut all of that down. The longer that is not the case with DC, the more ridiculous all of this is going to get. So I think that whoever like, that studio head is, they do have to acknowledge that. On some I, I like that idea, but the thing is that with DC, everything is hyperbolic. So one of the things that, that Marvel has the ability to do is uh, put a, a slate out and then uh, strip three or, three or four movies away. You say, okay, we're not doing Inhumans anymore. Nobody bats an eye. So if if Warner Brother does it, put a slate out, and there is, uh, I don't know, pick your battle, uh, I guess, uh, uh, Green Arrow. And all of a sudden, that movie gets mm -hmm. crapped. It's mm -hmm. going to be fucking chaos. It's just, yeah, but it's just, but, 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 I don't think, no, I get what you're saying. Well, well, no, I'm but just I saying, think, to be fair, though, the reason there's right. going to be chaos is because they've are because there's a precedent for it it's not like it's coming out of nowhere you know what i mean i mean yeah green arrow fans are going to be pissed off anyway but the reason that marvel can cancel an inhumans and not and no one bats an eye is because they 
already demonstrated enough consistency in other places that people are willing to give them the benefit of the doubt in terms of the perception. Warner and Brothers DC has not earned that. It's because, because there's a precedence is the best. That's why I think it's the best way for them not to put all well, that shit out there. But, but also going back to my, my original point with like Warner Brothers earning it, like who who how many people knew leading up to the avengers that like all of the mcu was leading to the avengers the avengers became an expectation after the avengers was the avengers right after the avengers was a big <laughs> did hit that, did we really well, well i mean like they, they were they right in the first iron man i don't know right, there were, there well, were post-credits, there were post-credits teases yeah. No, no, those I, I, those were post-credits teases, but like well, the the but, the Zeitgeist was not anticipating the Avengers. Like there was like, oh, there's gonna be a team up, but the notion of like what that was gonna be and how big it was gonna be was not an expectation. Okay. And then mm-hmm. after the Avengers, yeah. then it became what's the next Avengers movie? Whereas like people weren't like, oh the, like when like when when Hulk was was like not universally loved and, and wasn't huge at the box office, nobody was saying well, don't worry about it. It's all going to be, it all is going to make sense when it pays off well, in the team up. And now right. they get was... that whenever something happens, they can say, oh, well, it's going to, it's going to be a big deal for multiverse oh, oh. of madness or whatever. But okay. But to, Steven, there's two differences though. I mean, the, the first difference is that Marvel studios going into the MCU plan in 2008 did not have a stretch of five or six years of absolute batshit like Warner brothers DC has had. Going into no, that, had, number they, one, they had a stretch. They had a stretch of thirty years of, of, but nobody of no cared. continuity. But but well, that, but well, that's but 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 no one cared because it wasn't because that it wasn't a thing then, and that's the, that goes into the second part. But it became they a also thing didn't... after the Avengers, though they made it right, a thing the, with the Avengers. But 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 the the point is, no one cared beforehand because it didn't exist yet. Mm-hmm. And then the other part of this, the second thing that's different is that once it did exist. Now there is a mark of comparison, fair or fucking not, that people are going to judge the franchise against. Marvel never had that. They're the ones that are being compared to as a result of what they've built. And fair or not, people are going to continue to compare, as bullshit as it is, tribalistically, DC, whatever they do, to the existence of what Marvel Studios has done over the last 14 plus years. And you can't ignore that. It was something new. It was something new because I mean, you watch Iron Man and then, and then all of a sudden you get that post-credit scene and then it's like Nick Fury just shows up and he talks about an Avengers inif- initiative. And then you watch yes. the incredible Hulk who shows up in that Tony Stark. And he, he talks about putting a team together and everybody's going, right. is this really going to fucking happen? Can they actually pull this off? Because it's never been done before. That's the but, thing. But, it was well, like, that was a fanboy conversation though. That wasn't yeah. Oh, yeah. trades saying, Oh, this is, Oh yeah. No, no like event um and not even that it's a, 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 a discussion it's a fan it's still a fan driven conversation but it's still the mcu now exists to serve the the team-ups and the and the oh, yeah, larger story and that just wasn't a context that existed until the avengers and that's not saying that like like yes it is a point of comparison that exists but the solution to that is not to try to reverse engineer yourself into that it's dc now needs to prove themselves the same way that like team up the context for dc is going to be proven by their success not by them chasing because look at what happened with the mcu with with the the dcu initially it was oh they're just trying to copy the mcu they're rushing to copy the mcu um and then oh well now they shouldn't be trying to copy the mcu and it's like the them chasing this like 
public perception, the whole problem is them reacting to these perceptions Perce instead of just yeah. saying, whereas the MCU had, they had the benefit of being able to say, to just put the pieces together. And then eventually people said, ah, oh, I get it. And unfortunately DC doesn't have that leeway, mm -hmm. but they still have to follow that path though of say, of, of proving it one step at a time. But and I'm if they try to do it any other way, it's only going to beg for those comparisons and they'll never well, fulfill that expectation. But what if they do team up movies where, I mean, like we're because yeah, of course there's been team ups when it comes to the MCU, but you know, Captain America Winter Soldier was not a Captain America Black Widow. I mean, obviously they teamed up, but it was just like, it was still a Captain America movie. Captain America Civil War was still a Captain America movie, but it was Avengers 2.5. Mm -hmm. So what if DC decides to go like, all right, let's start pairing some people up every now and again. Like and you actually, I mean, I mean, you announced, you announced, <laughs> yeah, you announced. No, a, actually, a uh, uh, you announced a world's finest movie. Uh, well, Holy yeah. shit! That would blow up the. You announced yeah. the Trinity or, or, or something or, or, like that. Or, 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 hey, how, how about what they were originally going to do with the Flash, with Cyborg being in that movie? Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that. What that was originally. That buddy. Happen. Well, yeah. it, the quote yeah. that we always go back to is is Zack Snyder saying, "the the key to building a Justice League movie or a Superman house in order is first you have to get Superman's house in order, and then he said, and then after that, whether you follow an MCU style model, which might be an option, or if you do something do something different by introducing them through a team up and then spinning them out after that the you have to have a foundation to work from first yeah. and the problem that is was... that he was trying to build that foundation and being accused of copying the MCU and then they just tried to jump to the 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 like MCU phase yeah. 2 and 3 without having canceled after having canceled what their plan was for Justice League because the 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 problem Yes, the comparison is a problem, but the reacting to the comparison is what caused all the all the all the actual issues. On, true. On oh, yes, the, absolutely. Yep. Very true. From DC's front. So so that's why I'll, when when we start talking about like who's going to be their Kevin Feige, how the how are they going to have a DC Studios? What are they going to do for PR? These are all important things. I'm not saying that it's the wrong decision, but it's also saying you can't just plug and play that model. And have it turn no, out. I, Either I, I, way, I, you still have to have a hit movie and a hit movie and a hit movie yes. and a hit team up before and, and, people and will I, say, "Okay, I'm down for the ride now." It, it, well, and, and I, I 100 agree with that. And you know, like I've, I mean, before any, before Zaslav said anything in that investors call, I've always been real. Like it, my eye twitched every time somebody said DC needs a Kevin Feige because more often than not, when they said it, they were talking creatively more than they were structurally. And yeah. I mean, and, and, and so well, I, I, it took me a while to get to a point where even, it's like, I think that's even giving them too much credit. I think they're just saying like people say things because people don't, I, I, not to, not to categorize people too much, but people don't know how to see the future or see around corners. And so that's where someone who like, when you talk about a visionary, you talk about a Nolan or a, or people, you know, people say that with Snyder or, or, or Feige or whoever, what they are doing that is different from what normal people are doing is there is they can see the plan, not just what's the next two, three movies, but they can see the plan. What happens as things, as things change, you know, nobody could right. have predicted streaming in the nineties yet. Like Ben Affleck or not 90, like the early two thousands yet. Like Ben Affleck did because he understood the market. He understood the technology and he was able to see as these things develop, this is where it will go. But nobody could have said, Oh, we're going to be watching movies with a subscription plan on our, on our home TV in 10 years, because they were working with what are our abilities now 
and how will those abilities develop in a straight line? But nothing develops in a straight line. It, it, it develops in, in zigzags and around corners. And the ability to, to understand how that's going to happen is what makes somebody. So, so, but, so as a result, you have a lot of people who can only see like Iron Man 1, 2, or Iron Man 1, Hulk, uh, Captain America, um, you know, then uh, Avengers as a, as a pattern. They'll say DC needs to do that or DC needs a Kevin Feige. All they're saying is DC needs to do this thing that worked there. When what DC needs a Kevin Feige, like when we say that, we're not saying like they need this magic pill. They need to use this magic word that fixes everything. We're saying that there just needs to be cohesion. There needs to be somebody whose yes. job it is to tie this yes. all together. And whether that's a cohesion Kevin and Feige autonomy or a DC studios or just them being on the same page with their creators and everyone understanding I am making a product or I am making a vision. And then the studio saying we will enable that vision or we will enable that product or you will follow our rules for the product. Like whatever that is, everyone needs to be on the same page. And I don't want movies to be products, but if they are, everyone needs to understand that it's a product and, and, and fall in line. Otherwise, it doesn't work because you've got someone trying to make something that is not what's being marketed, which is not what's being financed, which is not a part of the, the plan. And, and that's where DC it's has been plan. going wrong the, the whole time is, is trying to say, like, we need a Kevin Feige. And it's like, well, no, that's not. You can't just like you can't even take Kevin Feige and give him the job at DC Studios to be like there we fixed it like he still no, no. needs to gotta prove it. No, he had he has a shitload of work to do if if, if that yeah. exactly. well, and, and that's why funny. they're having trouble. Yeah, well, well and, uh, it's funny you bring that up. Oh, okay, go ahead. Somebody said somebody made made a comment about. A Kevin Feige contract expiring in 2025. Oh, okay. No, Ben, I was about to bring that up, actually, because I, more than a few people, and, and it's not even just the contract expiring, but more than a few people, Marvel fans, have suggested that because the road has been a little rocky between him and Chappic in the last year or so, mm -hmm. you know, the, the, the ScarJo situation and the VFX thing and all that, like, they're suggesting that Feige might walk. They are. Mm. They're suggesting that no, they're, they're saying he might walk, and if he no. does, I, I don't. I don't see it happening. But if he does, I don't see that happening. He would, he would retire if he walked. He would yeah. just retire. Guy's made so much money. He's up in age. He's not gonna. Hey, let me go over here and fucking clean he? up DC. Or maybe he has I, an ego and say, he "Hey, listen, you know what? True. I could replicate this motherfucker, and I'm gonna yeah. be over here." He can, I mean, like, he, yeah, like, no, Feige's not gonna retire. He'll be. He'll he'll be doing. He'll he'll go to another franchise, or he'll. He'll mm. he'll be a, yeah, an that's... Alan Horn or a, like he, he right. he'll 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 head. Oh his yeah, he might move true. up. He, he might move yeah. up. Yeah. like be a like be yeah. an advisor or something to to that effect. Yeah, I could see that. Or forty nine. Or he'll, notice, or, or he'll take company, over man. Lucasfilm. Or he'll yeah. you know because you know Ka I Kathleen. I heard more. Kathleen Kennedy's gonna be fired again. So you know they're gonna need someone. All right. <laughs> Damn. But, oh yeah. There's always gonna be she and Alex Kurtzman are in the line. Yeah. You know, there's always gonna be a need for someone to to do that kind of thing, whether or not it's Marvel or elsewhere i mean look at t like once and ray you've been on this for a long time a lot of this you could call it the tvification of movies but also really it's just everything is kind of meeting in the middle and becoming content and but you it look is, at yeah. like shonda rhimes or um uh who's the um who's the the dude that does all the uh uh, Dick Wolf, or you know any of those people. Ryan Murphy. Are, you were thinking of you Ryan were, Murphy. Were you thinking yeah. of Ryan Murphy. Like, yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like you take Ryan Murphy off of like uh, the um, I'm, I'm forgetting all the names. What's his uh, American Horror Story? Glee. Like, uh, horror or horror story. Uh, 
Yeah. I forget. Like, I mean, it's a long list. Like, oh, Ryan Murphy <laughs> is no yeah. longer the the producer for American Horror Story. What's he going to do? It's like, well, he's going to do right. Glee, or he's going to do like these, or Shonda Rhimes is no longer on uh, Scandal. It's like, well, no, these these people are just well, she, producers that right. have franchises, and, well, and well, so she, that's what. Right. Well, that's great. the problem with fanboys running these conversations. Is they're like, oh, yeah. Well, 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 like, well, well, go no, back, well, go back to 2007 and be like, who's going to direct this movie? Oh, Peter Jackson, Joss Whedon, George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. it's all just people who have done it before. And, and it's like, well, that's right. Steven it, it, Spielberg. It, it, thank you. Th- th- those aren't bad decisions. But when you say person who has done it before is going to do it here, is just a lack right. of creativity. Because yep. look thank at you. Dan Trachtenberg. I, Dude's a genius. Ooh, and he's done phenomenal yeah. things. And, 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 and that that is... just because Dan Trachtenberg did a good job with Ten Cloverfield Lane doesn't mean he should therefore do you know everything else. He should do whatever. And that he, is like yes. I don't when even I, know what I'm I'm not. But... <laughs> no, no. But I because he did no, good with I, Prey. The, the the point you just made is how I feel about Greg Berlanti's name being suggested. That's exactly how I feel about it. And to me, I feel like I'm at the point now where I'm tired of the fanboys throwing out names. You know, wherever Rolandi's name came from, I am ready for someone I've never heard of that, you know, to come through and do everything that we hope someone will do for DC Studios. Like, I don't need it to be somebody that did something else somewhere else. It doesn't matter who they hire. It's still going to be fucking chaos. Doesn't matter. Well, who. And that's why, like, Chuck Rovin was in a similar and his name obviously has been thrown around a lot for this also. I yeah. think there's too much baggage with him for him yeah. to do it. But that's Probably. a good example of like, because like, what people forget about, or I don't want to say people forget about it because it's brought up all the time. But like, Feige was a, a production assistant and a and a producer and all sorts of different roles on stuff leading up to him becoming Feige. And so like, sure, you could take a Feige from one place and move him to another place, and he's still a Feige. But also. There's tons of people who have been look at like Drew Goddard or Stephen Denight or any of these guys who like came up doing these like smaller movies and yep. then ended up becoming showrunners for like for for much bigger shows. That's just how this yes. happens. And 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 so and you see the same thing with actors a lot too, where people ah oh, Denzel should play that and and Idris yeah. Elba should play that and, and it's like and, and well, yeah, sure they're they're great actors, but you can't just say like this is a good like how new talent is always. Always it's always the get people. Yeah. So whoever gets yes. the job is going to have a Austin track Butler. Record. Who's he going to play? And it's like because he was in Elvis, and it's oh, like, oh yeah, we know exactly. Austin Butler. Oh, so everybody's dude, like dude, Oliver dude, Queen. The new Oliver Queen. Yeah. I add Amber Midthunder from Prey. I mean, it oh took yeah. Them like, it yeah. took them like twenty four hours. X twenty three. Like, oh my god. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. And Anya Taylor John, she she's been cast on everything. And what's the name? And uh the kid who played. Paul Atreides, forget his name. Oh, uh, Ch- Chalamet, Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, that's yeah. Oh yeah, he's on everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good God. Okay, like, so, 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 I, I like him, but I don't. I don't know. It's something so, weird. So, I, I like him, but I don't. I, well, he's one of, I like him. I wish that I could like him. Just eat a having, sandwich, kid. It's like uh, it's like Tom Holland, where it's like, yeah, you know what? I like Tom it's Holland. Skinny. I, I would like him a lot more if I if I never saw his name mentioned on social media. That's <laughs> what you. it is. That's <laughs> another thing. Too. It is no, it's very much the Tom Holland oh, effect. You're right. It's Stan. Yeah, yeah, Tom Holland effect. It's it's, it's Stan. Yes, definitely. Yeah. 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 But 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 Ben, so so I mean, it, so you you say no matter who it is, chaos is inevitable. I think it's inevitable. I mean, okay. do you have a name like? Because I I did a video before no. I, I jumped in here and nobody a video on what? 
A video's talking about this whole Berlanting thing. No, but what's they're... your what's your what's your channel? Oh, real anarchy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not drinking. I'm I'm on. I know you're almost you're almost out of here. I know this. No, I'm yeah. Say, your, say your point. Say your point. Alcohol for a while. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, but nobody, everybody that complains about this this possible uh, uh, guy coming in as a DC uh, DCU Kevin Feige. Has mm -hmm. not has not given a name, like dude. Okay, fine. You fucking hate the the option. Tell me who the fuck you want. Well, you know, I, nobody. I, we'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see Kevin. even when because I've had some people and send I don't want to hear people talking and... about uh, Zach or his wife. I'm like, yeah, they were great job, but Lee. even Jim Lee. I'm like, I, I, right. The, the, Deborah, but, yeah, Snyder, like, Deborah Snyder but, is, an, is a great producer. Yeah, like she doesn't want that job, and I'm not no, saying I, that it's I, like I, she. Like that, I, that that argument is it exists entirely because here. of the relevance to restoring the Snyderverse. Thank not, you. I, like she yes. wants to produce Zach's movies and and they yes. want to make original franchises in other places. And that here, might I, I, maybe one day include more Justice League movies, but she doesn't want a desk job at a studio where she's responsible for I, I, a franchise. For all of it, yeah. Not, I, 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 it, here, I tell you what, I I don't have a name here, Ben. I can I can relate this to some shit that's going on here locally. Dave, you'll appreciate this. Okay. Because you know, a couple of days ago, Al Avila got fired. Mm. The general manager of the Detroit Tigers got fired like two or three days ago, right? Oh wow, I didn't hear about that. And so it's it's crazy because the situation with the Tigers is eerily yeah. similar in a baseball sense to what's going on with DC <laughs> because he was around for seven or eight, seven to eight years, claimed that he had a plan and like this massive rebuild, and he fucked up the farm system and. Like the team is 43 and 71, like they're, they're trash. Right. And so out of nowhere he gets fired. And so everybody was happy the day that he got fired. Like, Oh yeah, he's gone. Great. Avila's gone. And then the reality sets in that not only do we not have anybody in place to like succeed him, but who really wants to take that fucking mess of a job? And people are yeah. throwing out names like Theo Epstein and, you know, back up the Brinks truck for him. And it's like, Theo Epstein's not coming to the fucking Tigers. Because, first of all, Chris Illich is not going to give him that much, like, ownership and, like, there's not going to give him that much money. And he doesn't want to build a rebuild a reclamation project like the Tigers in the first place. And it, so we're at this point now where, like, who do we think is going to be the next GM of the Tigers? And we're like, it's probably going to be an internal hire. It's going to be one of Al's assistants, somebody that came up through the business. And, you know, it may be a right or wrong move. We don't know, but that's probably where they're going to go because they can't get some, can't get a big name. And that would be my answer to you, Ben, is whoever it is, is probably going to be somebody internal. It's probably going to be somebody it, you, you're not getting, because I think if you would buy into the rumors, he tried Emma Thomas, he tried some of the bigger names and they all said, fuck no, like we're not taking this job. So you're stuck at a point where it is such a mess that you're probably only going to be able to get somebody like, you know, homegrown, if you will, from like within, you know, probably a younger person, whoever it is that would be willing to take on the, the chaos. Because I do agree with you that whoever is hired will not please everyone. Fuck no, of course no. not. They, they, whoever I've it is, a, there's no way. Name. I've got a name. That's <laughs> who, who do you got? Alan oh, yeah. Heinberg. Who's that? Um, Alan Heinberg came up under that Shonda was, uh, Rhimes. Um, yeah, he under did, who? He did, 
um, and a bunch of other stuff. Not just Shonda, but he did Sex in the City and Gilmore oh, Girls, fuck. Grey's Anatomy, <laughs> um, and then he wrote Wonder Woman with Zach. He did write Wonder. Um, that's where I know the name. That, oh yeah, that's right. And here's the real reason that I mentioned his name. He's one of the producers, and I think he might be a showrunner for Sandman. Mm. Um, Ooh, and so okay. he's got that producer right. experience. Okay, he's got that studio experience. He's got that the the comics. Got some experience. DC experience. I've, mm, I've got some seen, DC experience. Um, mm. his interview with I think it's a WGA interview with the Writers Guild, where he talks about writing Wonder Woman and, and yeah. other stuff. Um, one of my favorite. It's it's he, he's got a, he's a personality. He's he's great and and uh, obviously he says nice things about Zack Snyder, which is always nice. He's the one who is like. When Zack Snyder looks in your eye, like he's got these blue eyes, and he says you can do it, and you just know you can do it. Um, <laughs> I remember like, that. I remember him that, saying like, that. <laughs> but, um, yes. but I mean, this is aside from his, 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 him loving Zack Snyder, is the fact that he's got the experience in the in the producer system, the franchise running system. Under he came up through um, under the the tutelage of very experienced and successful producers, and he's got the the he's not like a huge comic book guy but he's been very successful in his comic book dabblings um and he has a relationship with warner brothers through um through sandman and um and wonder woman i think that'd be a really that's the type of person i think they should be looking for if not him specifically How i old think is that he? would be uh probably like 45 Okay, yeah, so all right. younger. All right. Okay, so, yeah, okay so, yeah. and then I, I'm even looking at the chat too. I mean, people I've seen this name many times, David Goyer. I mean, Ooh, that's I don't, I don't hate Goyer, that idea. I like I like Goyer I, I, a lot, except for oh, he's 55. Looks he looks young. Um, I don't hate that idea, oh, okay. especially what he did with um with Krypton. I thought, I thought that yeah, was good. I mean and he's involved he in some other knowledge. I mean, what's what's I, I, what's great about Goyer is like he's always been behind the scenes when it comes to all this stuff. And then like the one, I mean, what was the? I mean, was Blade Trinity the one, only one time he directed a movie? He directed Trinity. Yeah, I know that. Uh, yeah, yeah. And yes, I don't Wait, hate the movie, he... but it's not that good. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, it, it's. It, the I, thing I think about it's Blade better Trinity than the second is... one, but yeah. Ooh, wow! You I do. I, I do. I think. I, oh, I, oh, I don't know I, about I, that. I, well, it's so subjective. So I have. It yeah. is all subjective, but I, I have. I, I, I mean, the, I, the, the, I'll the, give you that. The, the split jaw shit <laughs> yeah. bothers me a lot with the second movie. It really does. I don't oh, like I think that. I mean, yeah. the only and thing that, that that bothered me about it was the wonky visual effects, but it was you know early two thousands, but. Um, when it came to Blade Trinity, the only the thing I respected was the fact that it was like, oh, we we got our introduction to Ryan Reynolds being Deadpool. Essentially, mm -hmm. it was like, all right, there it is, right yeah. there, and then yeah, well, the deal true. just yes. he was great. he was Deadpool two times before he was really Deadpool. Oh yeah, that's what I always tell people. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you want to see the introduction of Deadpool? It's not it's not Wolverine Origins. It's Blade Trinity. Correct. <laughs> like I always say, it, yeah. like right there. Anyway, yeah. yeah. Um, I don't know. So, they, 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 uh, Heinberg also wrote a few comics, including a Justice League. Ooh, okay. Oh, so see, good see. The, the, the name's starting to get sexier now. So, all right. Yeah, this, this <laughs> and he wrote bad. some Marvel comics, too. Ray's nipples are hard. Sorry. <laughs> not even close. <laughs> <laughs> no. 
No, but uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's the thing. It's like David Goyer, not a bad choice, but I mean, nope, I the thing Goyer, is, like, whoever be, comes in really same... needs to like lay down the line and be like, hey, well, it's almost like the, the the movies that you watch when they have to like go get somebody who's like, hey, we need you to fix up with is all right, but I have to have my crew, and he's gonna be like, I have to have this, gotta have that, gotta have this, mm-hmm. I have to have access to Jim Lee. Yeah, so I'm not getting. Like, yeah. Yes. Like Bruce Willis. Yeah. Like a fucking yeah. Armageddon. No, he's, yeah. no and th- th- that's have- the autonomy that I'm, that's the autonomy that I'm talking about. Like this can't be, you know, it can't be DC studios and name only and, and still just be a division under Warner brothers. No, it's gotta be its own entity, its own studio, its own separate like autonomy where whoever that boss is, is making decisions, following their plan and convincing David Zaslav to back the fuck off while he ex- he or she executes it. Same thing, mm-hmm. the, the same freedom that Feige had over it at yeah. Marvel. Studios. I like the idea of David Goyer, but then we're gonna go. We're going back to the conversation that we were having earlier that we only like to throw names so. that we're familiar and, with. So I, 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 yeah. now, I'm leaning, has, I now I'm leaning back to Steven's yeah. idea. Well, Goyer because, has similar baggage to like to like what uh, Roven had. I mean, like. Not not only baggage from like his involvement in previous DC stuff, uh, but also like I don't know, like the the second he gets, um, if he were to get the job, immediately after he gets the job, people will be complaining about his comments about Martian Manhunter from years ago. Mm-hmm. Where he was like, you know, that yeah. kind of thing. Where like, and you know, maybe maybe you can't fi- like that's just going to be a, ne- a necessary like unfortunate aspect of whoever they hire, but like they need someone like Goyer was in an ancillary like he was a part of like the creative team that started the dceu and so like maybe that like if you want to restore the snyderverse that might be a an important aspect of it but in terms of like if you're going to be forming a studio and you want a studio head i don't think goyer is um like from a pr angle that's like if we're worried about pr at all goyer is an immediate like no whereas like you look at uh not even that i'm 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 like shilling for heinberg but um but he's a good example. Like he he wrote one of the most universally appreciated like Marvel movies or, or DC movies with with Wonder Woman, um, and he's got the the producer experience and and some comics experience and et cetera. And so you want someone like that who like nobody's gonna say like ah oh, they said this stupid thing or they directed that thing that I hate or wrote that thing that I hate. And so of course Heinberg people will be like oh this, this guy wrote Gilmore Girls I don't want him writing he's just gonna be another joss whedon or whatever i don't know right but, i was about um, to say but, i was like we know who or, you are even i believe joss whedon <laughs> sorry <laughs> any excuse to bring up that clip again jesus or, or they can say oh he wrote uh wonder woman maybe he can reconnect back again and restore this Snyderverse." yeah yeah well it, 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 we'll probably get all of it like if it like hypothetically yeah. if it was Heinberg we get every angle we get every yep. single angle yeah, of so it's gonna chaos. be a shit sandwich doesn't matter who they hire <laughs> no I listen look look that is true and I mean you can't necessarily help that especially at this point you know with it, it but that's part that's I think that might be another condition of whoever takes it over is whoever it is please be selective on which fans you listen to. If you listen to any of them at all, don't listen. That's another thing that I hate about like a, a fanboy thing is the like they need to be they need to be a big fan of the comics. I almost want them to to bring in someone who has never read a comic in their life, because 
like what fan casting or like fan like fanboy like like look at every single DC slate that you see come from a here's what they need to do and it's like mm-hmm. just this like list of 30 movies that's just a list of their favorite like like there's a there's a there's an aspect where huh. like I get being a fan is important so I'm not going to say that like, you shouldn't know the material but like oh at least know the material at, yeah. at a certain point right. well maybe not even like the that knowing the material is almost as much of a handcuff at like you want someone who knows how to make good movies and can empower creatives. Absolutely. Yeah, when you don't, then you do a Taika Waititi. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, okay. No, no, oh no, God, Taika, don't even but, say that no, name. But, no, but Taika's a director. Where you say that name? A, not a producer. <laughs> I one of the biggest experiences that I I used to work in in IT for a pharmaceutical company and um and I was doing I was in I was doing telecom expense management so that was like just like cell phone Here. working with carriers no. and stuff. But I was under like the network team and they brought in a new network manager who didn't know how to operate a switch or how to how to map a network or any of this stuff. But she was a good manager. And I, I overheard all of the like the network guys who like they knew how to like, you know, they could they could take apart a, a, a switch and rewire the, mm-hmm, the whole mm-hmm. network and change all the ports and get everything, you know, and I'm like. And, and they were all shit talking her for like not knowing what to do, but like she handled shit more than any manager I've ever had before. And it wasn't because she knew how to do the network. It's because she knew how to, she knew how to trust the people who yeah. knew how to make the network to do their yep. job. Mm-hmm. And when they couldn't do their job, she'd go to her boss and say, I need you to help me help them do their job. And right. it wasn't because she was good at networks that made her a good managing of the network team. It was that she was, a, a good manager and managing like the, the, the Peter principle is the idea that people, someone you will be promoted to your highest level of incompetence. It's like, that's what happened to Jeff Johns. He's a good comic book writer and he got promoted up to a studio head where that's not being a good comic book writer. doesn't make you a good studio head. It doesn't nope. mean you're good at building. No, a slate. Really, it doesn't sure mean it doesn't. you're good at managing talent. It doesn't mean you're good at letting other, like his solution. He was a writer. His solution to all writing issues was to rewrite it himself, not to, to get have. the writer the support mm-hmm. that they needed to, pr- right. to protect the creative vision. And so that's the problem when you bring it's so like, for example, you look at Jim Lee, not that I think he's the solution either, but Jim Lee's an artist. His solution to problems has been to find as an artist is to support the vision of the writer. Right. And that's the way that he has always handled things. So you look at the juxtaposition between Jeff Johns, a writer fixes problems by rewriting, whereas Jim Lee, an artist finds way to support the artists, the writer's vision. Um, and so that's why I always start to cringe when people are like, it's got to be this comic book expert who, who's done comic book films and is all and all these geek things. Like, no, you don't want someone who is influenced by fanboy opinion. You don't want someone who's biased by their experience with comics. You don't want someone's self-confidence in their own understanding of the comics. You want someone who can say, that's a good artistic idea. Let me empower you to make yep. the best decisions. Kevin Feige mm-hmm. happens to be a big Marvel fan, but the success of the MCU is not because of his Marvel knowledge. It's because no. of his ability to, as a producer, to put Find the story creators in place to, yes. to assemble this stuff. And the funny thing about... knowledge definitely helps, And trust them also because... Well, well, you can, well, well, and the funny thing about that, Stephen, is you would think that with all of the you know deviations that he's made from the Marvel comic canon that people have absolutely pointed out that they would realize that but fanboys don't realize that. Yeah. With respect to Feige. Or at least they ignore it. Well, they conveniently ignore and, it. <laughs> and then it's like, I, I like what Steven is saying. It's like, and then just like, okay, 
you're looking at it from a, a movie standpoint, somebody who knows like, you know, who's good with the, like making some good movies. And it's like, all right, then sit down with Jim Lee, sit down with Scott's sit, sit down with like these, these people who are very well, well versed in these comic books and go like, all right, what makes these characters sing and how can we adapt? Because not everything's going to adapt perfectly to the, you know, from the page to the, to the movie screen. I mean, we know this, this is why, I mean, when, I mean, if we're going to go all the way back to the, uh, the comic book movie boom, and you go back to like X-Men, it's like, they were like going, can we actually make the costumes that they actually had in, in, in no, let's just make them where like, similar costumes that's going to work and we'll make a joke because they do in the final act when it's like what did you want you know bright yellow spandex, yellow spandex it was like yeah. perfect perfect it's like yeah i mean obviously it wouldn't have worked if you saw hugh jackman and everybody in there in that perfectly you know adapted like rain, no. so yeah exactly it would have not worked it yeah, One but then dream, you, could build up to it. you could build up to it. You could build up to it and maybe something. I could mean, it, it, could, it could probably work now, but not then. Yeah. It could probably work now, but back then it would not have worked because they were like smart about that. You have to get somebody that goes, all right, how, how are we going to do this where we can adapt it where it's like, all right, how can we at least make the majority of fans happy? Because you're never going to make all of them happy, obviously. You're going to make never. probably, I mean, barely even like you know, you're going to make like 57% well, and, of them happy. And, and on top of that, from the business aspect, Dave, it's also how do you know how even more than that, how do you get the general audience engaged and involved? Like it's, it's even like, I, this is the thing that fanboys really hate listening to. And they really ignore is it's really not about you. It's really about like, you know, the general audience dude that has never read a Marvel or a DC comic in their life knows maybe a smattering about a particular character how do you get them invested how do you get them involved in the film that they're watching so that they're like okay let more of that please you know someone that doesn't have the prior connection now that that's that i think further reinforces steven's point is you know the from a business standpoint you know that your larger audience is not fans your larger audience is non-fans that you're trying to make new fans of whatever cinematic universe or interpretation that you're building. Yeah. Like Marvel's yeah. success was not in getting Marvel fanboys to love the movies. It was getting everyone else to love the movies. Yeah. Um, right. And then the fanboys exactly. just loved the fact that everybody else loved them. Yeah. Um, and then yeah, now they're them picking them apart. <laughs> um, but uh, another, another, this is a little bit of a 360 on what I just said. Um, Damon Lindelof would be a good, um, uh, potential i've got issues like big issues with with using that as a like there's some pros major pros and cons but he fits the bill for like uh, like look what he did with watchmen um he's got the producer experience he's 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 done some really successful and um commercially successful and artistically interesting and compelling stuff with uh um on 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 tv as a showrunner like <clears throat> I, i'm not gonna call that a full 360 because yeah, we know him, and yeah, there are those who do know him. I don't know that his name is as visible as some of the others that people are saying. No, but in the like, grand scheme of things, no. But I think that he is very much a a logical Kevin Feige type, though. If we're talking about geek influenced producers of okay. of yep. of uh, comic book and and uh, blockbuster content. Um, I, I, I know a number of Trekkies that 
hate him for what he for him writing into darkness, which I 100% disagree. I love that movie. I thought it was fantastic. The problem, I don't get the problem well, with that movie. I thought it was good. Well, well, well no, the, the, well, well, the, the, the problem that they had in the third movie, one. The, yeah. the, the, no, I, no, I, I personally think Beyond is the best of the three, but that's because. Oh, wow. Well, that's because it's a it's a two hour long episode of the original series, and I fucking love that. But at any rate, okay. the thing with Into Darkness is that it basically treats Wrath of Khan and Space Seed as one big wibbly wobbly timey wimey immovable object that was going to happen anyway, and they just he blended them together. They, there are even points in the movie where he's literally lifting lines from Wrath of Khan and putting it in the third act of the movie, which I. I, I appreciate what he did, and I thought it was a great tribute to Wrath of Khan personally. But you know how fanboys and purists are when it comes to that shit. So here's a- ben, ben. I see you nodding. Are you? Do you have to yeah, get, you have to get out of here? Right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's giving the cock. Yeah, yeah. I saw you nod. Yeah. <laughs> All right, right guys. Well, promote yourself before you. you leave. Uh, you can follow me on social media and then Rio Arnke. You guys know where to find me. Yes, uh, giving Ray a hard time on so, on Twitter. <laughs> he's, on, he's on to me now. He's, oh, it's he's entertaining when I see you two, you know, yeah. go at it. But hey, it's all fun and games. We're all we had a good conversation. That's what yeah. it's all about. Yeah, it was fun. All right, guys, talk to you. <laughs> Ray's <All> right. quiet. <laughs> yeah, fucking right. <laughs> Take it easy. Oh, yeah. not, just not. All <laughs> right. Yeah. Oh, all right. Yeah. yeah. No, but uh, uh, here's another name. I would rather see him as a director. I don't know how well he would be as a as a uh, a, a film studio head. Um, Drew Goddard. Yeah, Drew Goddard. Um, I, I, I would I would I would I would mourn the implications for him not directing more movies. I know, um, right? If he's it were really, him. Yes. Did, he, did that, he do Cabin in the Woods? Yeah. He did he directed yes, he did. it, right? Well, yeah. look at look look at the, the producers. I mean, other than Joss Whedon. Oh yeah, Cabin don't in the Woods talk has JJ Abrams and Goddard and and Whedon. Mm-hmm. And, like there's a lot that of movie's names. so fucking good. Man. I don't even I mean I, I I guess you can see the Whedon influence in it, but you can definitely see the Abrams and the and the yeah. Goddard in that. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Or uh less a fan of this, but not totally let's just get uh let's just is, get um, simon kinberg Ooh. Uh, okay see okay a lot of baggage a lot of baggage look i i i don't like x-men the last stand i did like dark phoenix but he, he's i a better producer yeah, than that's... he is a director like that that's one other case where he's gonna be judged on his directorial efforts Okay. Like like he was on Lucasfilm storyboard, and there—I don't know if he still is, but he was like involved in like early seasons of Rebels. Um, What he did on—I mean, I've heard that he even directed like uh, X Two and a lot of the early X Men movies because uh, Brian Singer was just like high and not on set all the time. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. I've (laughs) heard some of those stories too. Yeah, but I get concerned about like with with, uh, Fantastic Four. Um, but I don't—I'm not under the impression that that was like him. I think that he brought in Trank for Trank's vision and then, but I don't think that he's the one that necessarily railroaded that, but no. I mean, he's got, you look at like, uh, uh, the Martian and, and obviously, you know, Logan, and he's done a lot of like standalone, like great, um, movies as a producer, he produced it, Legion. I thought Legion was one of the better 
shows. I Who still haven't that? watched Legion. I still have to watch oh, man. that. I haven't seen I know. I heard I saw it. I heard the later seasons aren't as good, but like the first season was um, especially the first few episodes are like Amazing. next level. Like I yeah. wish that, that show continued on. See, and um, then I'm like, I'm 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 going above and beyond. It wouldn't happen, but imagine like a Jonathan Nolan coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Not Christopher yeah. Nolan, but Jonathan Nolan, just because I'm like I, I've been on a Westworld kick. I'm I I'm finally like catching up. And Jesus Christ, have you watched Westworld yet, Steven? I watched the first season and I liked it, but I I never got into the second season. Really, dude? You gotta continue, man. I, oh, I know. I was, I'm just I, saying. Um, because every every season it gets crazier it gets crazier like you get into season four the first episode you're going what the fuck is happening and then all of a sudden you find out what's happening you go oh my god yeah it's it's just watching norm mcdonald's um new stand-up for netflix it's really good but he he's got a line where he's talking about (laughs) politicians will send you to their website to read a 45 page document about their plan and he said yeah i'm not gonna do that on account of uh I was talking to a guy earlier today and told me that you've only got the one life. So, (laughs) (laughs) and, uh, that's not that, not that I like, not don't want to prioritize Westworld, but it's like, there's so much like, I know, uh, but like when you, when you get to season four and and it does like this crazy shift on you, you go, Oh shit. And cause like literally I remember just watching the first episode of season four, I was going, wait, what the hell is happening right now? And then all of a sudden it like starts revealing itself. And then you get to like episode four and it really reveals you go, Oh my God, that's what's happening. That's crazy. But, uh, I haven't watched the Norm Macdonald special yet because I just, I'm, it's going to make me cry. I think because he's no it's longer rough. with it. Well, it opens yeah. and it's like, Norm was going to go in for a procedure and, and had a Netflix special uh, special scheduled, but wasn't sure how the procedure was going to turn out. So he recorded this over zoom with us the night before the procedure. Yeah. And, then, and then there's like even some jokes in it where he talks about mortality and stuff. And yeah. It's like, oh, that's... But the ending is amazing because the, they actually, they showed it to um, Letterman and Chappelle and, um, um, and uh, um, Spade and uh i can't remember who all a bunch of other comedians who were who were close with him and um and so when it ends it cuts to them just finishing their screening of it and then they talk about the special and their experience with norm and it's like the whole thing is really i mean it's hilarious. oh my god so i am gonna cry okay oh yeah you'll definitely cry. well there's moments in it too where he'll make a joke about where he'll say like Oh, not, no. not with the one that I just said, but he'll be like, "That's you only why one life, and you got to choose how you spend your time." That's so, why I've been and, not. And and then he gets a look in his eye for a second where you're like, "You are thinking about your own mortality because because he because we knew because he yeah. knew." Yeah. God damn it! That's what's making me. I I just that's why I've been reluctant to watch it because I just know it's gonna like make me sad. But I know I have to watch it one of these days because it's something. It's a unique special. It's something that only Norm could do. And no other comedian probably could do because it's just like him just sitting, you know, it's it's not in front of an audience. Right. It's just him just kind of doing it, you know, doing an act in front of a camera. But it's it's good, though. Yeah, I know. That's the thing. Only Norm could do somebody like Norm could do something like that. Yeah. Did I mention uh, Seth Graham Smith yet? Oh, that, that guy blocked that me Seth, on Twitter. Seth, <laughs> Seth Graham Smith is a, is a name that I has been floated to me. 
That is the name that's been floated to me. He blocked me on. You know why he blocked me on Twitter? Because uh, you showed him a picture of your butthole. Uh, I thought about it, but uh, no. But oh. it was because it was because of uh, Ghostbusters 2016. He was like he was going off about like people, uh, and then he goes, and then he literally said Ghostbusters is not. He goes like, why are people saying like it's like this big franchise? It only has a couple of movies. I'm like, um, a franchise consists of comic books cartoons figurines it's bigger than that and he blocked me because i was like trying to like hey no a franchise is not just a couple of movies there buddy and he blocked me that was the reason why he blocked me i was like oh shit he blocked me just because i was like no it is a franchise because it has multiple outlets of shit that you know and i was like so you should know this dude it was one of those cases where he probably because i imagine you were the only one that told him that yeah, and probably. So he just he just decided to block all of you, and yeah. you kind of got caught. That's happened to me so many well, times. That's, that's I'm the thing on I've so always tried to tell people on social lists. media is that is that someone will say something like like uh, Ghostbusters in a franchise, and you get twenty people calling you a pedophile for some reason because you said that, <laughs> and then you get like fifty people who are like, yeah. well, he, actually, it, 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 it's, is it's, he it's, wrong? <laughs> no, he's well, not wrong. He's not and wrong. Then, <laughs> and then, and then there's like fifty people who are like, well, actually, it's a it's a franchise because there's comic books and stuff, and they can't tell the difference between. There's just a wall of people saying stuff, and it and right. all of it reaches the same. Like if there's a mob and one person throws a brick, it's a mob of people throwing bricks. Yeah, right? exactly. There's no distinction oh, between it, who has. Who has a torch and a pitchfork and who's throwing? Bread? It doesn't that, matter. <laughs> and everyone gets well, blocked. Well, uh, uh, the, the 1984, when the Tigers won the World Series, one person set a trash can on fire, and it's just become <laughs> like, well, D- Detroit sets trash cans on fire when they win championships. Yeah, yeah. And that stood for like, yeah, no, they riot, 40 they years. riot. No, but it was just funny when that happened because I mean, he was he was one of the writers on. He was one of the various writers for the Flash movie. Yes. Yeah. Seth Graham Smith. Yeah. He was part of it at one point. So did did, did you guys talk about that earlier about like the whole three possible avenues for the Flash? Did you? We didn't earlier. Yeah, we haven't really brushed about that. Um, I was afraid that Chris was gonna Chris was gonna talk about Chris Brown again. I'm just kidding. No, No, but. uh, no, no, I, 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 I think no. I think he might avoid that subject. <laughs> yeah, no, no. He I made the know. joke when he when yeah. he first came on. He made the joke about it. We all made the joke about oh, okay. it. Okay, and it was all it right. was fine. It was fine. It was fine. It was a yeah. you know obviously it was a misunderstanding when uh when he was oh, yeah, on two yeah. weeks ago. But 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 no, we haven't really talked about that um, because I mean we we mainly just been talking about what's been happening. But yeah, there is like the three you know things that i know that got released well, I, I haven't really I, talked about it too much i didn't even bring it up in the video that i did yesterday i was just mainly focused on the uh variety article the mm-hmm. you know the third like article that is like totally oh, making Mata look like a victim yeah. um I, and everything but uh when it comes to all that it's just like yeah it's the three, I mean, yeah, I mean, when it comes to Ezra and we got this new thing when he got charged, Vermont, but then like everybody kept saying he's on the run, he's doing all this. And then all of a sudden we get pictures of him with his mom, right. you know, just chilling. And it's just like, okay, this is not somebody who's on the run. And apparently Ezra did 
um, some additional photography or reshoots for the flash during the summer. And it's like, okay, so well, this is and, not somebody who's on the run. No. Well, that's, that's frustrating. And we've said this before, but yeah, so much of the narrative, of this is escaped. And part of it is people not knowing how to read the news. Part of it is people not knowing how to read police reports. Part of it is people having a preconceived notion of Ezra and just a dislike, you know, people who have always disliked the movie because they want Grant mm -hmm. Gustin or they don't like Zack Snyder yeah. or, mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Yep. Um, but, but the narrative has always, has never really tracked with the actual story. And the Ezra being on the run thing is one of those because the whole reason that exists is because the parents of Dakota or Takata Gibson iron eyes who is the person that Ezra is accused of grooming were trying to file. They were trying to get a conservatorship over, over their daughter. And, right. and as a part of that filed a restraining order against Ezra, the, 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 the conservatorship was entirely unrelated is because it's because uh, of their, their daughter's gender and sexual, like gender identity and sexual preferences that they were they were trying to to get control of them again and and Ezra got caught up in that as a as a part of a restraining order that was just being cited as an example one of the examples of why they needed to to have to have guardianship over over Tokata even though uh they were uh over 18 at the time and so they filed a restraining order against Ezra but they are indigenous uh, they're part of the Lakota um, Native American um, tribe. And so as a result, the the court that handles that is a native court. It is not a right. state court and is therefore subject to different federal and state laws than a state court is. And so as a result, when you file a restraining order and it is instituted by the tribal court, you have a, 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 a server to go serve papers to someone like you would for anything else but they have no jurisdiction outside of like to serve that outside of the reservation and so the story was that they are trying to serve Ezra Miller with a uh, with a restraining order but they weren't able to locate them because they weren't on the reservation and somehow that turned into Ezra is on the run and hiding from police which is even if they had been able to find Ezra they just would have given them documents that say, Hey, you're not allowed to be within this many yards of this right. person. Um, and even then that's only enforceable on the reservation. And so not that, that, you know, this is complicated situation. And so that's not to say like, Oh, Ezra's innocent, but it, it means that, that there's a big difference between like anyone can file a restraining order for, I mean, you need to prove like cause and, and get it approved by a judge and stuff, but it's not, if you don't want somebody to be near you, you have the right to, to file that paperwork and it, and it gets served. And so it's a, it's a not benign situation, but a relatively minor situation that is just a jurisdictional um, contrivance that some, and I don't even think it was reported. <laughs> it's not even like the trades or anyone was reporting that wrong. That was just a social media Ezra's on the run. And that, and that took like, you go, you go anywhere on the internet in the comment section or on Reddit or whatever. And people are like, aren't they on the run from police? And it's like, they never were on the run from police. And you even see, That's no. and, there, and there's been evidence the whole time. Cause they'll say police served them this at this time. Police summoned them to court at this time. 
or like with the burglary right. thing, police went to Ezra's farm or, and people keep on saying also like, Oh, they're committing crimes all over the place. They're in Vermont now. And it's like, Ezra lives in Vermont. Like Ezra has, has their home is in Vermont. And so people are like, well, they're in Hawaii and then they're in Vermont and then they're in Iceland. It's like, well, they were on Iceland and on vacation two years ago. And then they were in Hawaii for two weeks and there were, there was two arrests in Hawaii, which one was for disorderly conduct. And then the other one was for uh, throwing the chair. Um, but once again, that's not like there's, and then in Vermont, there is a burglary charge for a, a home that is there. Apparently their mom owns the house, but um, that's not, 100% certain because I don't I haven't seen the actual address match but it's definitely like a neighbor's house and it's someone that Ezra has a previous relationship with um, and so and it's for a few bottles of alcohol again that's not to say like oh Ezra is totally innocent and it's all being blown no. out of a pro proportion but no. like but he's not a the, monster <laughs> or they're not yeah, a monster it's just, it's, yeah. it's yeah it's just a yeah. wild like the narrative getting away from you know and you compare to like you know, look at what Jeremy Renner has been accused of, or what Josh Brolin has been accused of, or what, what, uh, what, uh, what a large um, segment of Hollywood itself like, has been accused of. And that doesn't make it okay <laughs> mm-hmm. that just because no, other just... people in Hollywood have, have, have been accused of stuff, but it's just such a wild, like, like even, uh, what's his name that plays Homelander? Punch oh, yeah, Anthony Sorry, yeah, absolutely. And, uh, yes. so did the Spain, dude, right? Uh, in Spain? What's, what's his, uh, uh, um, Please pronounce uh, his last name. I know who you're talking about. It's Barry. Barry. Barry Cohen. Cohen. Yeah. Cohen. Yeah. Cohen. Whatever. Yeah. Kewin, Kewin, yes. whatever. yeah. Barry. Yeah. Yeah. Barry. The, the, yeah. The, dude, the, dude, the dude that looks like Damn Andrew, it, Barry. Who, he was actually Barry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Um, yeah. Um, uh, also, like, like I, this stuff happens all the time. And it's just, it's it's so wild that, like, that it happens to so, Ezra. And it's like... It, yeah, so so to to that end, it's like it's like, the reason the real reason that I asked about it is like you know when it comes to these scenarios, these three different scenarios for it. A, do we believe that that's the case and that they really are these three scenarios? And well, B, if we believe that there really are these three scenarios, which one do you think is the most likely? I, the, the, I whole, the whole the whole I, thing that Zaslav got outvoted. Fuck that. I mean, he's I don't the buy CEO. That. I don't Outvoted, buy that shit. That's so, I don't buy that shit at all. I, I 100% believe those are the three scenarios. And here's why. Because the scenarios are either they continue as normal or, no, they, they, continue, or they continue without marketing from Ezra or they scrap it. What other alternatives? <laughs> like, yeah, there is really okay. anything else. Fair enough. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, that's, that, that, that's a valid point. That is a very oh, valid so... point. They're the three only fucking narratives, the three only that's options. The thing. That's the That's choose. why it was like, that's why even talk about point. it? Because they literally gave the three options. Because well, like, oh, what yeah. happened is Warner Brothers is getting involved in the PR to at least a minimal extent where people have been asking them forever, what are you going to do? And so finally someone said, well, either we're going to do the one thing we could do or we're going to do the other thing we could do or we're going to do the other thing we could do we haven't decided which one yet we're probably not going to do the third one unless we absolutely have to and like it just means all options yeah. are on the table well, but probably see, not cancellation and then it's see, like oh there's see, there's a plan it's like uh, see, no they just are see, tired of see, having to answer questions see, and wanna, see, and wanna... and, 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 but, but right there steven this, this is what i'm talking about are we ready for 18 fucking months of this until they hire a new DC boss, until they hire a DC studios boss, because this is only going to get worse. 
as far as Hopefully like the news cycle, as far one. as scooper madness and all that. No, I, dude, we will not. Li- our 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 brains, our our sanity will not survive eighteen fucking months of this. Are you kidding? <laughs> what are you talking me? about? There's no way. Every Friday we'll be here getting drunk talking about this. Oh my god, dude! I I've, there's not I enough know. of this shit in the world for me to deal with. It for <laughs> that, next oh week, next week we all show up with forties and paper bags. That's what. Yeah, we're yeah. Doing. <laughs> right. no, but, I'm gonna have a vodka street from the curb we're oh, dude. <laughs> with a broken dude, cell phone camera, a live oh a God, out of like a brown that, paper man. bag but i'm just saying i, I man, was that... at the i was in college one time i was i left the liquor store and i was walking back to my apartment <laughs> and a guy it was snowing and a guy comes out of the liquor store and pulls on the handle of his car door and it doesn't open and he smashes the window with a bottle and the car is running and brushes the glass <laughs> off the seat and gets in and drives away. I don't Holy think shit. he was stealing the car, but it was one of those moments where you just sit there and watch it. And then you're like that. What? That's... <laughs> yeah. Is there a glitch in the matrix? What's happening? <laughs> That's... Yeah. Because it's yeah. like, he probably, you know what he did? You know what it was? He was drunk or fucking high or crossfade or whatever. Fuck went in. And got out, and he realized that he locked his car yeah. with the car running, and he went fuck, and he just went, and and his high brain or drunk brain was like, just smash well, the no, window. It makes total sense because the decision yes. is, well, I can't call the police and be like, yeah. I drove here drunk, and or high right. or whatever, and then buying more alcohol right. and getting back into my car. I can't explain that. I can't just leave yes. the car. If I, the more time that I spend trying to like jimmy the door or getting help or whatever. Like there was, there's literally, there was a, a police station like in that same shopping mall for the, for the campus police. And so like the well, more time they spent not GTFOing was going to all, only draw attention to the fact plus, that they were trying to get into their running car while drunk after buying more alcohol. And they were like, you know plus, what? Plus, plus the, as you the, said, it was avoiding it was a DUI. Yeah. Avoiding a DUI, um, avoiding um avoiding arrest avoiding fine like replacing the window is yeah the, is the easiest the least amount the least. Yeah. this guy this guy might might have been a fucking robot and just fucking went which one's the best option and he just fucking went yep just break the window break the, the, the window the eyes terminator eyes there was no like checking all the other doors there was no fuck there was no phone call it was just well i guess this is what i gotta do <laughs> <laughs> and it looked like a thing they were practiced at doing. Like I don't like I'm not, like I'm not convinced it was the. Stephen might have witnessed a carjacking in the cold. Maybe I wouldn't be shocked. Given the location, we'll I wouldn't be shocked sure. if that's what it was. But, but it, was, it, it was far sense. too casual. It was far too casual for me to assume it was a carjacking. But it was. It was yeah. wild. Because <laughs> anyway, that's what we're gonna do next week. <laughs> oh, brown bag. <laughs> Brown bag, no, but, but but it's it, it's just it, it, dude. Like it, I mean, it, it. I mean, this is another you know, like in the midst of like after the post investors call, this is the attention. This is what the attention horse did over the last seventy two hours to like get everybody stoked because there's nothing killing any of these narratives that they throw out there for us to pay attention to, and they're just gonna get worse and worse and worse and worse until they actually get a boss in there to start squashing that shit with an either with PR or with an actual plan well, to say this is not happening. I, That's I don't bullshit. You know. Entirely disagree, but partially for to 
be because I'm going to be me, but also because I, I don't 100% agree. Um, I don't, I almost think that like this situation would be worse if there was a person responsible for explaining it. Like there is no right answer to this until the situation is resolved. And that's part of why there's so much pressure. Uh, like, like the amount of pressure only makes sense. Like the pressure is all coming from people who don't care about the resolution. Um, because this is not something you're going to get a quick answer on. Like the, there's no easy answer to what to do with the movie. You can't recast, you can't reshoot the role. Canceling it is, is, is expensive as all hell. Um, and it would be an insanely bad PR blow on top of, uh, not just Batgirl, but just the legacy of this movie and the Snyderverse. Like it's just one failure too many to, to be able to sustain it is not a snap decision situation, but there's no quick answer. You're only going to get like a lot of the stuff Ezra is accused of will never have a definitive, like what happened in Iceland with the choking. There will never be a satisfactory answer for people on that. There, that will yep. not go to trial. There will not be additional video released. Even if the per like the person did come out and gave clarification. And even in the article, they said, Oh, we were joking about fighting and Ezra took yeah. it too far. Like, which immediately nobody talks about that. Which immediately clarifies the context of the video that, like, yeah, sure, Ezra was 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 acting inappropriately, but it's not a it, it was not prompted by nothing. Um, and yet that doesn't change so even if someone came out and said, like, oh, I stabbed Ezra first and they were being it was self-defense. <laughs> like, even that isn't going to like the narrative is fixed, and that will never that will never change. Right. The stuff about the grooming will will never. That's not going to go to. That's not something that's going to be tried in court. And if it is, it's going to be a a, a tribal court um, on the Indian reservation. And either the the result or the, the 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 trial the information is going to be sealed, or it's just not going to be widely publicized, um, or um, um, or or it's just never going to go to go to trial because it's not something to grooming is not really a. Like unless they can like find definitive proof that that there was inappropriate relations while uh, Gibson Takata was underage, like that's not something that, that is going to go to court. The burglary thing might go to court, but that's only a small aspect. The stuff in Hawaii is probably not going to go to court, and so th likely the results of that that's just going to go away with no clean answers. So 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 let's say Kevin Feige is comes to DC Kevin Feige himself or a clone of Kevin Feige comes to DC. What are they like? There's like you, you, you almost like you, you, you don't want someone to answer questions on that right now. You want, let's just leave yeah. it ambiguous until I, it, it blows. It either blows over or it escalates to the point where you have to make a decision. Anything it, yeah. in between and any commentary on it is just, and that's why they say there's three options because what else can they, that, that's the most they can say or do. Yeah. And the situation isn't going to provide any I, more I, solutions. And, and I, yet I, it allows a perfect attack vector for anybody who's opposed to Ezra because they can just harp on it all day long with no answer. Right. I, I, I um, wasn't necessarily like, like in talking about the, the PR thing, I, I didn't necessarily mean about the Ezra situation. Cause I actually agree with what you just said in terms of like, yeah. I, it, you know, the whole decision to not say anything at this point, what, what can you say? Because exactly. everything you just said, the narrative is already, been fixed with that and people don't even want to look at facts or anything that is objectively there but no i i was just saying in terms of i mean that story was one of many that we just got besieged by this week 
And it all stems from conjecture and it all stems from narratives and it all stems from the, <coughs> the, the situation with Warner Brothers DC in general that has just evolved into a fucking mess. And I actually asked this question the other day. I said, you know, when the Berlanti thing came, because, because I mean, between the Berlanti thing and now we got fans defending Walter Hamada talking about it would be a great idea for him to stay in charge because he was running things so smoothly, you know, all that shit. And I'm like, like and I'm sitting there like, I'm sitting there like, okay, first of all, you fuckers were, I mean, when the, when the ninth anniversary of man is still came out, you were the first ones to say, all he's given us is headless Superman and Superman in the shadows. And now you think that he needs to sit. So my question the other day was what is more of a mess, the franchise or the fan base? Right. What is more it's, of a mess? The DC fan well, base or the or the franchise? And <laughs> and I think that's that's part of the and like even like for example, you look at the MCU, which has a strong and large fan base. Look at how little of the discussion about it revolves around the fan base. And there's a variety of factors influencing why the situation is different with DC, <clears throat> including like executive mismanagement, but the focus being put on on the fan base is is a part of the problem there. Like, like Marvel doesn't cater to the, the fan base in that, in that way. And like the opinions of the fans about Kevin Feige aren't really as important because they have the general audience support. And so they can, they can give lip service to the fans, but really it's, it's, it's not relevant. And the problem with DC is that there's so much of a focus on Snyder fans and DC fans and all of this other yeah. stuff. When like that, like part of the problem with toxic with the, the the notion of toxic fandom, I'm not talking about any specific fandom, but just as a concept, is that you're assigning a label to a group of people who have almost nothing in common other than they just happen to like the same movies or characters or IP, and and then assigning like a motivation and a and a, like a drive when they're all individuals who all like different things for different reasons, and that's not a problem when you're releasing movies that are successful. But when you're releasing movies that aren't successful. And you start saying like, "Oh, it's for the fans," or you're saying like, "We have to serve the fans." Now all of a sudden, the 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 biggest people that you focus on is, is the fan base, and that's not like long term. That's a that's a problem. And they've been they've been because of the state of the franchise, there it makes the fans that much more relevant because it's they're not universally loved, and so the fans are are the bit are the audience as far as like because the general audience isn't as, as, as sold on it as, as they are on Marvel stuff. Um, and that's why I say, like, bring in someone who, like, fans are going to be like, who the hell is that? Because you don't... Please. You please. don't want to bring in somebody who, A, fans have a per perception of, or B, who has no. an existing relationship or perception of fans. They don't need someone yeah. to come in to manage the fandom. They need someone no. to come in who, who will manage the franchise, and the fans can either get on or, or like, get along or shut up. Right. And and then the movies are going to do well with the general audience or they're or they're not going to do well. But that is that is what matters at the end of the day. And, and anything with the fandom is just a matter of giving them lip service so that they feel included enough to to participate. And fans hate yeah. being told that because they're like we're the most important thing. And it's like you're not. Like, no, we're not. You're <laughs> like you're not unimportant, <laughs> but like. You're part of it. The, but fact, that, the fact that you've liked Superman for 20, 30, 40 years is Nobody gives yeah. a shit. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that doesn't make know. you determine whether he oh. has undies outside or not. <laughs> no. Doesn't matter how much Superman or Batman memorabilia you have, your your movie ticket still costs the same. Exactly. Right. And if you don't like it, guess what? All right. You know, it's whatever. You know. Yeah. And that's the thing. It's yeah. like get that, but but get that Superman house in order. And that's the thing. It's like. Ah, that's 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 the thing that we're I mean, I mean, obviously everybody's banking and they're like, oh, yeah, is Cavill going to show up in Black Adam? And it's like, I don't know. I, it's not looking good. It's not looking well, good the, right now. Well, I mean, well and, hmm. you know, I, like back to the I mean, because like that's that's just the that that's the th that hangs over this even more than who's going to be Batman at this point. Oh yeah, oh yeah, one hundred percent. Like I yeah. said, Cavill is like the main. Like when it comes to like the buzz, you know, it's 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 Cavill. Cavill is is more, you know, is more of a buzz name than Ben Affleck as Batman. Yeah, sure, Ben Affleck. People are like, and 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 again, I even said it when I was just like, you know, answering questions at the beginning of the stream. I'm like, it it, it is pretty crazy. Where it's like. At one point, we were like, who the fuck is Henry Cavill? We said his name wrong. We didn't know who the fuck this guy was. Now we're like, we're all just clamoring for him to return as Superman. Now, you know, nine years later or 10 years later, it's crazy. Ben Affleck, when he got cast, a lot of people didn't like it. I didn't even like it at first. I was like, what? Ben Affleck? Really? Now I'm like, oh, come back, Ben you know do something you know i which of course we're supposed to see more of in the flash and by the way i mean it's like oh yeah i mean obviously when it when it comes to what's happening right now we can assume that there's going to be more you know flash reshoots that probably going to have some changes that happen when it comes to ben affleck's batman i mean that's always like out there it's like all right so we have ben still which is great but then Cavill's always just is just that wild card. Yeah. And a lot of some people are banking on him being in Black Adam. They're banking on him like returning. And it's like pump the brakes a little uh, bit because who knows? Who knows? I mean, you uh, really well, gotta it's, like it's, well, and on top of yeah. that, like if you if we're at that point where <laughs> it could be another headless cameo or another like in the shadows cameo, and that that just just watch well, they everyone say, lose their oh, shit. Ray, oh, Ray, Ray. Right. Or they could say, fuck all. Let's bring in Tyler Hoechlin. They could do that, too. They could eventually just be like, we need a face. And the only other face we have right now is either Tyler Hoechlin or even go as far as going Brandon Ruth. I mean, at this point, it it, it who knows? I'm almost I'm, I'm almost anticipating this Superman cameo that might be that is going to be in Black Adam to not be a headless Superman or a shadow Superman and actually bring in somebody. If it's not going to be Cavill, I would not be surprised if they brought in Tyler or Brandon just to be like, Hey, we have to have what somebody. If post, what if it's a poster of Christopher Reeve? <laughs> it's a cardboard cutout. <laughs> oh, right. God. Yeah. yeah. Then I'd be like, I did mean, I just watch the whole, did, 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 did the South Park creators create this? What the fuck yeah. happened here? So, you know, it's a poster of Christopher Reeve. And then you, then you hear, you know, the, like you hear that in the battle. Oh, that would, oh, I would piss so many people off if that happened. But yeah, I know yeah. it's, it's all up in the air. And, and that's, Dude, we're, we're, look, almost, I, we're almost going to be, wa we're going to be watching Black Adam just to see, like, you know, like like we're watching fucking the 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 bachelor and see who gets the rose who gets the oh, superman God. rose you know at the end of the movie 
Who gets the Superman rose? It's like, who cares about how good or bad the movie is? We're wondering who gets the Superman rose at mm -hmm. the end of the movie. Is it going to be Cavill? Is it going to be um, somebody just, uh, Nikki just corrected me. It's, it's, it's uh, Ralph, you know? That it's rhymes with South. It's also, apparently. it's also, it's also Hecklin, yeah. not Hoeklin. Hecklin, Hecklin. See, I always, I'm bad with, I'm bad with same names. You guys know this. Or is it going to be a fucking another Shadow or Headless Superman? We're, we're like literally going to be watching just in anticipation to see who the Superman actually is. Uh, and I mean, fingers, I mean, I want it to be Cavill, sure. But at the same time, I'm like, does he want to show up in a movie that possibly might not make, you know, might not be a huge movie, might might end up being a flop. Well, you don't we'll, know we'll this. See. You know, well, yeah. And, 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 but this is this also kind of goes into why I'm, you know, it, it, if it ends up being that we're waiting for a DC Studios boss for like the next year and a half, if that ends up being the case, like I do I am definitely legitimately concerned about the next year and a half of, you know, lack of DC hype and what else, well, like, like what is going to happen to the conversation? What is going to happen to all of that in the time that we're waiting for the reset button to get hit? Just because we don't have a, a DC head. I don't think that that means, I think what will, what will happen first is we'll get a creative committee announced mm. and it will involve, mm. it will involve a variety of people, writers and producers who are involved in putting together the 10 year plan. And then after like the flash comes out, um, we will, they will then someone from the committee or someone or from outside the committee even will then rise up to be like the head of okay. moving forward. And so there will be like a All circle right. of, there will be like a round, but because there's a variety of reasons. One is that they, they need to get planning on, on future stuff. But two is that, like I said, I think it's a, a big problem to say, oh, Walter Hamada is out and Alan Heinberg is in. And then the first three things Alan Heinberg does is release Black Adam, release Aquaman 2, release uh, The Flash. And it's like that Alan Heinberg has to do press and, and, uh, and interviews about those movies and how they are received then has to reflect on Heinberg in the same way that like Hamada getting credit for like uh, articles keep on saying like, Oh, Aquaman um, uh, did a billion dollars. Like Hamada was involved in that because of his relationship with, with Juan, but that was not a movie. He greenlit. He was involved in like a, as like a producer, but was not involved as the, the DC head that brought it like to fruition. Um, and so sure, maybe they, that he, he deserves some credit for it, but um in in the reverse sense, you you don't want like either Black Adam being a flop, and having I'm just gonna keep on saying Alan Heinberg because I I like that, um, <laughs> and then and have Alan Heinberg have to be like oh well, you know you can't throw it under the bus that you can't do that PR wise, but then what he's got to get up and defend it and be like oh this one's for the fans, and like be arm in arm with Dwayne Johnson, and then they do a full on reboot and Alan Heinberg is like oh like like no you want someone to come in with the plan who doesn't have the baggage of having to def like having to be the guy who says oh we love black adam but we're moving in a different direction or who said like it, like it's just there's just it's too complicated but you can have a, a a round table of people with no official head and maybe there's even one selected internally and they just don't announce it until after hamada's gone but i really 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 think it would be a mistake to say the new head of DC Films is Alan Heinberg, and then, um, and then they release a bunch of Hamada movies, <laughs> like, 
Because you know so, the narrative is going to be they're going to immediately be judged on the success of movies they had nothing to do with. Like, even fair, if it's not well, fair, it's going to happen. Well, it, 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 the scenario that you just posed is logistical, but it, and, it, and it solves the issue that I have with not having a DC Studios head named already, which is the very idea that the longer you wait to have a studio head named, but you continue to make decisions for the future of this franchise, you know, like when, you know, for example, the whole thing about like DeLuca and Pam Abdi deciding, you know, trying to mend fences with Leslie Grace so that she could potentially be back girl in a future film. Uh, mm. To me, that is what the DC studios head should be deciding, not the heads of Warner brothers picture group. So the thing is, whatever decisions are made between now and the time that the DC Studios <laughs> boss is hired, my perspective on that is, okay, you're just adding to a mess that that person already has to clean up, and you're starting on a path, whether it's the 10-year plan or not, you're starting on a path that they had nothing to do with from the beginning, which means that now that has to be part of your pitch when you sell them on taking the job is you've got to inherit all of this other stuff, plus what we added to it in order for you to take this job, who is going to rightfully take that job. And the scenario now in the scenario that you just brought up where it is like a committee that, you know, I guess serves in the interim and puts shit together like for the next 18 months or however long it is and then somebody rises up out of that and becomes the dc studios chief well that eliminates the issue that i have because then at least the person who ends up being the dc studio head will have been part of that committee that was there from day one but this just goes back to my belief that it's probably going to be an internal hire similar to what the tigers are going to do in the wake of firing alavila so it's more than yeah. likely it, it, and, and and for all the names i mean alan heinberg i like your idea i really do i like that idea but the odds are it's probably going to be somebody we've never heard of somebody we don't know some a name that's that is I, that's not I, on yeah. our radar what a lot of us have been saying from the beginning it's nobody's gonna know who it is that's why when people ask me who do you think i'm like uh, yeah. i don't know john yeah. smith i mean jesus christ what do you want me to say you it'll know? be someone with a with a a bit a long history of of involvement okay. in movies on IMDb, where you never knew they were involved in all of those. Like I mean, look look at like when Kathleen Kennedy was named head of Lucasfilm, and people were like, "Oh, who's that? She's got nothing to do with Star Wars." And you're like, "Oh, oh. she only produced like every <laughs> Spielberg movie." I, it, like, you, you, well, you, well, you know that. Uh, yeah, you, know you that go back and just, you do all that. You, yeah, you know that. Sorry. You know that. Was, like no one would ever name out of a hat before that. The, the, that mm -hmm. documentary that just came out on uh, Lucasfilm that I still need to watch. And like you look at Frank Marshall and Spielberg and Lucas, and then you see this really young woman, and it's it's Kathleen Kennedy. She's yeah. been, and I, I told people like like every time people talk about like her being fired, I'm like, do you have any idea how long she's been a part of the Amblin Group? Like decades. Like she's been yeah. there from the ground. She's, up. She's, she's been fired for like the last half decade. It's pretty yeah. crazy, but but, but that's yeah. my point. Is like she's entrenched in. All like Ron Howard, like all those guys. She's been yeah, part of that. It group could be somebody like I said. Time. It could be somebody that's been that's ha that's had a piece of this whole thing in the past, you know, decade. Ron it's Howard like, should be the DC film said. There you <laughs> go. Now you're shooting high. There, still. Let's get Opie in here. Come on. Yeah, hey, well, he saved. But, uh, he saved Solo. He saved Solo. 
<laughs> yeah, I mean, Maybe. for the month, I, I mean, yeah, we'll see. But no, that's a good way to uh, end this uh, vodka stream. We're going almost uh, four and a half hours. But uh, yeah, I mean, there, there's a lot to, to, to be talked about. I know it feels exhausting, guys, but at the same time, hey, we can have our theories. We can have our discussions. It's all pretty crazy. And, uh, you know, at, at, as much as, yeah, it, it's pretty, it could be pretty tiring because it's like sometimes I'm just going like, fuck, man, really? Like something, another article comes out. Then I just kind of go, you know what? Partially it's exciting because we don't know what the hell exactly is going to happen. There's so many scenarios. And just, just like when they gave the three different scenarios for the Flash, <laughs> the 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 only things that could happen to it um it, it's almost like you know when it comes to this there's like only certain things that could happen with this it's like they could be hovering i mean and they probably it, one of the options is they're hovering over that reboot button that red button they're going we're gonna do this we're gonna do this or we can build off of henry cavill if we get him and ben affleck i mean again i, I i'm like saying if you could get if they could get cavill and affleck to be like, hey, all right, yeah, we're down. World's finest movie, announce that. Just just do a team up movie, and then you can have maybe a, a Cavill Superman movie solo if Ben wants to do his own movie, but he made it a point that he doesn't. But I'm just saying, you do a fucking team up movie or something like that, that would blow up, but that's just very far fetched, well, of course. That's what I think you have to take that opportunity to plug in, in hmm. January of 2019 hmm. on Screen Rant, I wrote. Uh, Batman and Superman world's finest could solve all the DCEU's problems. There it is. And, See, in Steven, that article, you and me, you I and think me to specify. I do advocate for the Snyder cut, but speaking, <laughs> speaking about the, the juxtaposition of business decisions versus artistic decisions. What all, what, 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 it, what it's pointing out is like, and if WB had done that, it would have squashed Snyder cut stuff because, um, all, they needed to do was just give people more like what they, they put fans in a position where the only way they were going to get more of that Batman and that Superman or practically any Batman or any Superman in the near future was through the Snyder cut. Um, and if they had just done that man of steel two or Batman and Superman or whatever, and, and, um, and given just those characters on screen at the same time, it would have been a billion dollar movie. Um, it would have um, healed a lot of the DCEU disrepair. It, it would have been a, a natural, like imagine like the public enemies world's finest sort of plot where they're cooperating instead of fighting. Um, it provides a good thematic balance to BVS and allows them chances to explain away like retcons and inconsistencies with what they did with just like, there's all sorts of things that would have fixed it back then. And it's obviously too late to take that approach now. Um, at least at that point of the timeline, but it's not too late to, to bring them back and do that kind of thing moving forward. And that would be a great launching point to like soft reboot the universe too, um, to, to, to go that route. So I think that that's, I think that based on what Zaslav has said about emphasizing, um, the Trinity and emphasizing the importance of these characters and, and he cares about like big Hollywood movies. So someone like Ben Affleck being involved is the type of thing he would see as like a Hollywood 
And Ben Affleck doesn't have to be the star either. Of course, we, he talked about that. Yeah. It's like it could be centralized around Cavill Superman, and then Ben Affleck's just like, you know, it's just part of it. That's the thing. It yeah. could still be very much a just Superman cool. movie, but it's Batman's mm-hmm. very much involved, and he's got well, a lot of scenes in there. And look stuff at like, uh, you know. Public, is it Public Enemies, the, the, the DC animated universe one, where yeah. I think Bruce is out of costume for a, a big chunk of that movie. Um, and Ben so like, would love that. <laughs> yeah, do a ton of Bruce Wayne stuff. You don't need that much. Like, and plus, Rich Detrone can wear the costume, you know, as much as he wants anyway. So, true. There's that too. I mean, it, it's right there. And, and and if you're gonna get those two guys, I mean, I'm telling you, that is the way to go. Is like just do something like that because a lot of people I haven't even seen the chat. People are like, yeah, world's finest. Why not do that? But uh, anyways, uh, this has uh, been a great chat as per usual. And uh, thank you to everybody who, uh, who showed up. Thank you to Chris. Thank you to um, uh, Crypto <laughs> KC. Uh, Ajit, I know he, uh, he had a little power problem that happened. And uh, luckily uh, people screenshot him uh, looking like he was like, you know, either praying or, you know, listening to Steven uh talk and he was just like oh this is good you know they're just gonna uh make your memes make your memes of those screenshot shots uh there folks but uh let's go around the horn uh steven go ahead and uh plug plug away yeah i am steven colbert you can find me on social media at sm colbert and uh you can find my writing at screenrat.com uh, wrote a bit about a lot of the Batgirl stuff and Flash stuff that we were talking about tonight. I just earlier today, uh, why, um, why DC hasn't canceled the Flash movie, um, covers a lot of what we talked about, but some additional stuff about um, kind of how it's different from the other movies that they've canceled and uh, delves briefly into the Ezra Miller stuff. But that I'm trying not to get it's complicated and don't want to publish too much on that without more like factual evidence having come out first but um but uh cover it as much as i can and then uh you can also find my podcast with andrew dice um at uh snyderminute.com and i think that's all yeah that's all, all you got that's all i mean there's more <laughs> i'm sure there's more i could i could come up with more but probably but yeah. it's, it's whatever yeah. all right ray uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Flightcast. You can find my podcast and my blog at theflightcast.com, where pretty much everything we talk about here I talk about in uh, cable language form on the main show. I definitely go into R rated mode on my own Patreon at patreon.com slash theflightcast. I, I actually started a new show for my patrons where I call it Friday Flight. And it's basically an uncensored preview of what I'm doing for the weekly show. But I've, I've, I've taken a play on words because I've added this because, you know, there's flights of beer. Yeah. So I'm just going to drink a new beer for each episode. That, so I, this was the one that I drank tonight. Oh, oh, old nation Shandy as I uh, cursed and, you know, had epithets to speak about the whole mess of the DC fandom and the 
uh, <laughs> DC franchise as well. But I also have a lot of shit that I need to catch up on as well with respect to shows and movies. Tomorrow, or this weekend, this upcoming show, for this main show for the Flightcast, I will answer at least two or three different people have asked me Whoa, whether or not... There's the whole mic! There she is! A wild oh, Amanda man. appears. Amanda, right, right as you're Sorry, plugging. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, that was that was the greatest entrance nice. in the world. Fantastic! Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna edit that part out. Right? No, no, wow. never going to edit that out. Wow. That was perfect. It's a live show. Holy, <laughs> yeah. Hi. 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 How's it going? Oh my goodness! Fantastic! Um, I just came down here to say that I just learned about hunger stones. Cool. Hunger stones. stones and ancient people's carved warnings on that said things like, "If you can read this, weep," um, because and then they hid them at like low levels and rivers, and now they're being exposed because the rivers are so low. So oh wow, we're just getting ancient warnings. Oh wow. Famine. So she came down for apocalyptic stuff. <laughs> oh my goodness! Did they? Did they? Did they? Did, they didn't, did, did we? Was there a warning stone about the pandemic? Having an existential crisis and apparently scared the shit out of my husband. <laughs> I can't. Oh. Yeah, oh, that's great. Oh that's my great. goodness! No, that was that oh. was well timed. That was, was well timed. Uh oh! And then also. <laughs> And then all of a sudden you're 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 that is you just, what wakes oh, him, him up is like oh, there it is. every morning. That is how he wakes up. Okay. Just <laughs> <laughs> that was oh man. Uh anybody who wants to clip out that part and just of, of Steven getting that yeah, bye. <laughs> oh man. I know it, yeah, it's yeah, she didn't hear any of our audio, but uh yeah. That was that was hilarious, oh, man! Oh my god, was, somebody clipped that out. Jeez, that, that, that was, was great. That was very well timed. That was that was fantastic. <laughs> no, I have nothing to add. Can't follow that up. Nothing else. To I add. don't think you're gonna be able to go to sleep tonight, Stephen. You're probably like amped up now because you like fucking jumped. That was great. This <laughs> guy didn't see her behind me, and then I saw her on my monitor, and I was like, uh, "What?" Like that was it, like if she had if she had like put her hand on my shoulder, it wouldn't have been so scary. But it was the seeing something moving behind me yeah. while I'm watching. It's like it's like Paranormal Activity. Like, so like holy you know, shit, that was great. Oh, oh man, that was so perfect. Wow. You were like, "Whoa!" You just <laughs> have a good night, everybody. Yeah, that's <laughs> a good way to end it. Say, All right. But Ray was talking about flights of beer. I went to a pizza place tonight. That oh, has flights of pizza. There, so, ooh, there you yeah, go. Right? Wow. Yeah. Okay. So That's they have like all what? sorts of crazy. It's it's Fong's Pizza, and they've got all sorts of like the like Chinese food pizza, where it's like you can get like crab rangoon pizza and like crazy stuff like that. And so because they've that. got like such a because they've got like such a huge menu, you can get a flight where they'll just make make you like three personal pizzas of of different varieties, so that you don't have to like get like a 12 inch crab rangoon pizza and hope that you like it you can just try like yeah you know three different ones or that whatever. sounds amazing seriously yeah. that sounds like a great idea like yeah wow i would i think i'd try it i would i would try a crab rangoon pizza I totally would. 
Oh man. And then Casey, right. Casey's been watching this whole time, but yeah, apparently he had a power issue, but uh, we love you. And uh, Chris also, thank you for joining in. This has been fun guys. And uh, thank you to everybody who joined and uh, uh, great discussion. And we will talk to you guys later. Make sure you hit that like thumbs up, do all the stuff, you know, follow me, all that stuff, subscribe, everything. We'll talk to you later. 